Hi, I'm Kara Kilmer. I play Sylvie Brennan on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Minas and Molly's. gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. day Woo! oh my god the Yay! best day ever it is mm-hmm. it's Bretzy mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. happy Bretzy day y'all um fair honest disclosure this is take two of the intro <laughs> um, yeah yeah somebody's dumbass hi me uh forgot to hit the board again Oops, I did it again, again. <laughs> I get excited. I'm like a toddler. I'm just like, yay, like fun stuff. Yeah, I think it's just because we have friends here. Because again, obviously this mm-hmm. happened when we did the Burzik and it's like, oh my God, friends, like what Chicago <laughs> friends, like <laughs> Genesis. Look, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. None of us get to see our friends as often as we do. So now I just get <laughs> really so excited. Too. Yeah. Also, it's really on Zoom at this point because they should just make that button so much easily more accessible than they do. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to blame you for being excited because I've been excited mm-hmm. like literally for probably a month at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So as you guys can tell, we are not alone tonight. We've got guests. Uh, we are joined by our one Chicago sisters over from Cape and Castle. We are joined by the ladies of Ladies Night at Molly's, Kim and Logan. Hi. Hi. Welcome oh my gosh. Pod. Thank you for having us. Like mm-hmm. this is seriously amazing. Just like having a group chat with you guys and just like you know relating and talking mm-hmm. about everything because mm-hmm. we don't just talk about one chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> no we but, talk we talk mostly yeah. fandoms and by multi fandoms i mean one chicago and power rangers also power rangers, just, yeah. nobody can see it but i did get it in the mail which, <gasps> oh no oh, okay. that is so cool <laughs> it's yes. a pink ranger helmet to. by the way for to. people who can't see i it had to show it so <laughs> please record the whole episode with the helmet on um <laughs> oh no 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 i imagine it's like really hot that is amazing. <laughs> that would be That's hilarious, amazing. though. Oh my god. Um, 1993. Gina is like freaking out right now. Listen, yeah. Uh, Brian is yeah. in the corner, like I wasn't even born yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> the no, the Pink Ranger was my favorite Ranger. Like I yes. would, yeah. I would fight you if you tried to say I couldn't be the Pink Power Ranger if we were playing out on the well, playground. Same. Like no, no, I'm same. not being anybody else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we've talked about this in, in our DM, but I can't remember what we said. Okay, Tommy and Catherine or Tommy and Kimberly? Uh, we'll see. Okay, uh, I don't really ship either of those, but I do ship <sighs> Jason and Kim. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Logan and I have had discussions about we this. We have had we, discussions. And this is why where Logan and I's friendship, it's, we, we come to realize that we don't have to ship the same things, and that's okay. Nope. And, but we can still enjoy the fandoms for what they are, because I'm right. a diehard 
Tommy Kimberly till the day I die. I will say I shipped Tommy and Kim when I was like little, you know, like when I was watching the show when it was actually on, it wasn't until like, I think maybe Turbo, the Power Rangers movie came out that I went and saw it in theaters. It ramped it up for me. I'm sorry. uh, No, like I saw that movie and I was like, wait, wait a minute. I think I've been looking at this wrong my whole life. No, I think I actually shipped Jason and Kim. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was where it changed for me. But no, I did. I remember like the first ship that I ever, ever, ever had was Tommy and Kim. Uh-huh. Like, I remember watching the episode where they have their little first, like first kiss, you know, uh-huh. in the park or whatever. Uh-huh. I remember watching that episode and like freaking out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, but I did. I don't now, but I did. <laughs> I have very clear memories of that episode being like yes. maybe seven or eight years old. I was at a day camp and like, they had it on in the game room. So it was like the tiny little kids up to like the teenagers and they put it on and all the teenagers did the TV show. Ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And little seven-year-old me was just like, they kissed. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Didn't they yeah. feel like such grownups when you were little though? You were like, oh my gosh, they're so much older. And so right? like, you yeah. know, yeah. like, no, they weren't really like, <laughs> they're teenagers with attitude yeah (laughs) attitude that's the important part (laughs) yeah yeah meanwhile like in real life when you're 16 you're just like a mess (laughs) i was a complete mess no yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. would not have been fighting bad guys to save my life Mm -mm. nope would not have happened (laughs) i love it I love it so much. Um, one day we're going to have to do like a patron bonus episode where the four of us talk about the Power Rangers movie, like the original yeah, Power Rangers the movie. the original, oh man. Where we make oh. Brenna watch it for the first time. Yes. And the three of us oh. just Her oh reaction God, yes. to like how super yes. cheesy that movie is would be yes. amazing. Yeah. 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 Ivan Ooze is going to come out and she's going to be like, no, wait, this, is, this is the bad guy. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. And what makes that even better is that he's played by the actor that played Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, like, the villain in Raiders of the Lost Ark is Ivan Ooze. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> is that funny? Know. Yeah. And originally cast, oh, that relates back to this. Originally cast in the role of Dulcia was Mariska Hargitay. No mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's talked about this on, I think, multiple, a few different talk yeah. shows at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They have, there is actual, like, footage somewhere in some archive of her filming the movie because mm-hmm. i think they filmed about half I of it I saw photos yeah of her yeah the they filmed like half dulcia. of it with her as dulcia yeah mm-hmm. no freaking way i'm yeah. trying to imagine her now being like as like olivia benson being like you're a frog like the one you kiss <laughs> <laughs> to get a handsome prince <sighs> okay well let's wake up brandon now brandon you can wake up we're done we're done yeah, i've just been listening i have no idea what you're talking about at- we did bring it back oh. around sort of to yeah like- i got when you understood when you said marishka hargitay i was like okay cool i got you but then you lost me again get so. the fuck out look at this yeah 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 See? yeah that's her for real uh-huh oh, my goodness look at her and she's she- oh my she goodness was like she was a baby yeah like a baby um, a baby and also a total babe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. No, that outfit on her, like killer. Uh-huh. Damn. Well, yeah. I learned something new today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Ranger trivia with ladies' night at Molly's. <laughs> <Da-da-da>. <laughs> Okay, so we always start our episodes with a little bit of news. Uh, There was some late breaking news today that they tried to sneak in on us at the last minute. It didn't work. We, you know, we watch Twitter like hawks. So we always find stuff. Um, Yeah, so from Deadline, it's just some casting news from Law and Order Organized Crime. And the reason we're talking about it is because it features two Chicago PD alums. 
So we're all familiar with McHelty Williamson. He played Denny Woods, scary dude, back in that one season of PD that we do not talk about. Mm-hmm. Never. 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 Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, no, we, we just don't talk about it. Um, the other bit of casting news is Dash Mihawk, who I know you're probably listening and you're just like, who the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, okay. I know. Early season three of Chicago PD, it's the episode when Mouse is taken hostage. Dash Mihawk is the dad who takes Mouse hostage. Uh, now oh, I know. Okay. I okay. just, I don't get, I didn't know that name before, but now I know who you're talking about. And you're mm-hmm. never going to forget that name ever no, again. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> uh-uh. 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 I think the only reason I remembered it is just because he was on Ray Donovan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mom and I started that one together. And then like I stopped and she kept going. And now that's her one Chicago. because She's like. <laughs> well, and it's definitely a name. I feel like now, even if he, it's like all minor stuff he's in from now on. Every time I see that name, I'm be like, that's just uh-huh. such a unique name. Like mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget unique. it ever. For real. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I felt so bad for my mom when Ray Donovan got canceled. I was like, oh, sorry, Aww. mom. But they're talking about doing a movie to wrap it oh, up, which is cool. like, that's cool. Nobody here cares about. But I always cool. like it, but I like it when they wrap things up with movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that with Timeless. Like, that yes. was like my jam. Mm-hmm. Timeless movie so is good. so good. Too. Oh my gosh. So good. So, like, it's so fanfic. Like, it is I obviously fanfic didn't come want to it. Life. Yeah, obviously, I didn't want it to end, but no. like, that if it was had like to, a perfect ending. Yeah. Yeah. If it had to end, that was the way it should have ended for mm-hmm. sure. I tried to get brilliant. Gina to watch it and we got through what maybe like eight episodes that weekend you were visiting me yeah because it was in a, it was around the time that they were waiting on renewal and honestly mm-hmm. I was like I gotta see if they get renewed because I don't want to get attached and then get it taken out from under me <laughs> I was a part of those campaigns that that's was, what I waited I until you. it was just all done and available and then it was what was it Logan like a summer or two ago yeah. I finally watched it all and then I was see, like I lived the pain as it that. happened yeah. uh, I lived two cancellations same two revivals yeah it hurt it hurt big time i'm in that's the boat i'm in with manifest right now like if netflix can save it another season i'm gonna start it but yeah yeah i also just freaking love josh dallas so also same with um oh crap what's the new the zoe's extraordinary playlist if they get that like roku whatever like a movie or movie or whatever and then i'll watch it because I know they'll get an ending, but until then, I'm not going to watch it. Same. I think I watched like half of season one of that show and I liked it, but it was just like, I had so much else going on that I, mm-hmm. I had to give something up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with Manifest, I, I have a thing about shows with like a lot of questions. I'm like, I need to know that they answer them before I watch <laughs> it. Because if I watch it and we get to the end and there's no answers, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I've waited. Fair. I've held off on that one because I'm afraid you know, I remember back in the day when Lost was on and like the questions just kept getting more and more convoluted as the seasons <laughs> went on. That's kind of what I'm afraid of with Manifest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. I watched the pilot as a screener and I thought it was fine. And then it just like won Chicago and, you know, just everything happened. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time yeah. for this, but mm-hmm. the pilot yeah, that's, wasn't bad. That's but... what happened to me with Zoe's because I really liked Zoe's. I thought it was great because mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. big musical theater nerd. So like, you Ooh. know, I was really into it. I thought it was great. And then I just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, I watched I watched the first episode of Manifest too and I was like this is fine but I can tell you right now I'm not going to keep up with it. And then it just got better and better according to everything I've been Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So See, I'm I like think, okay, I'll go back. But I think that was also like right after Timeless ended and there was like a part of me that was like really bitter like you're going to dump one sci-fi show and then pick up another like for yeah. real. 
I, but I was the same way with one Chicago for a long time. I don't know if you guys know this, but I was so mad at one Chicago when timeless got canceled because I kept seeing the stupid promo for like the, my miracle <laughs> thing. And I was like, they're airing this promo a hundred times a day and they never air a timeless promo. I was like, I called NBC, nothing but Chicago at the time. And I was like, I can't, I can't handle it. And then, you know, like two years later, I'm obsessed. So, and now you're here, you know, you're what, here. It's, you know you never know what's you came happen. to the dark side mm-hmm. i did mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny that's awesome. i love it yeah. so much yeah. uh well we've got there's really not a lot of other news we're we're at the point now where we're keeping our eyes peeled for any promo photos or episode descriptions oh gosh, yes. it's that time now we're like any day now let's go past that time it is we're inside <laughs> of a month like where is it <laughs> yeah yeah. Anytime now. Let's go. Right. The key art's going to break any day. We're all oh. going to analyze it. Yep. He photoshopped Jay in this position. Why did they rotate him like that? What does it mean? Last year when they put like Brett and Casey like right next to each other, I got so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it was like not a big deal, but I was still like, it's a sign. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We'll take any crumbs we can get. Right. What yeah, actually though? And as evidenced by this hiatus, we will make up crumbs too. listen I check the permits every day and then I post them on my Twitter like in a thread for each episode did you listen to our our last episode because we gave you a shout out about the permits in our last episode (laughs) because you're doing the lord's work yeah (laughs) everything we know about the crossover so far we know from you and all we know (laughs) is that 61 gets a police escort at some point I mean and that may not even be for the cross let me guys the permits for episode three are chaotic and insane and I don't even know what's really for three and what's like maybe sneakily for four well can we also talk about this like video that was going around today that Gina I know sent me I don't know if you guys have seen it but Guy Lockhart and um LaRoyce were filming a basketball court like yeah at a park together and I'm like why is Guy I mean I absolutely I know Guy Lockhart was for his character was formerly PD yeah but like I have so many theories and I'm already here for this friendship like I just I and I'm pretty sure that was that was a med permit I am because there was a med permit that was for an abandoned warehouse and a basketball court. So yeah, there's some <laughs> things, the there's some things happening that like, it is so hard right now. For but like, is that for the four. crossover? Is that just for a normal episode? Nobody yeah. has any idea. Nobody knows. Nobody oh. knows. Yeah. And there's like some overlap with like, and it, this is what I think is the most weird though. Like there's not a whole lot of overlap with the fire PD and med permits like PD and med. Yeah. There was some overlap fire is sort of like coincidentally timed for in between the other permits. It's really weird. And then there's like some street overlap, which isn't totally unusual, but it's like not a street that I normally see on all these permits. So it's like, I don't know. I'm watching these permits and I'm like, is it, (laughs) it? I can't really tell. But like, yeah, so, but it's funny though, because we're talking about people like making things up, like the names of those permits, people like run wild with those. And I love it. It's like in my mentions all day long. And I'm like, this is fun. Like I knew it was episode two. There was a permit called cozy apartment. And I knew before I posted it, I was like, here we go. Here come the Brett and Casey moving in together theories. This This is happening. And sure enough, all day long, that was all in my notifications. Like they're apartment hunting. And I'm like, yeah, episode two, that's happening guys. God. we are uh, not that lucky <laughs> no we're not yeah <laughs> but it is really funny yeah we we're gotta get some phase. scoops like uh, otherwise Gotta. there's not gonna be a fandom left to watch the show no. so we will all be in like 
the insane asylum. I mean, we're already exhausted and we're the show's not even airing yet. So I know. And Derek's not on Twitter anymore. And it's just like, come on now. There's no one to like give us any teases. Like, I mean, we've had a few, you know, like BTS things from some of the actors, but nothing. really yeah yeah you know you know who's been Uh. really doing the lord's work whoever that guy was the other day who was just trying to work and pd was filming outside his window and he filmed like (laughs) all of it he's the real hero of the pictures my favorite was like the um the patrol officer and he posted a picture and he was like just watch this guy rehearse getting shot he's like you're doing a real good job guy (laughs) and he cracked me up (laughs) Yeah, what I love like, about this fandom is that like random people in Chicago just think like nobody's gonna care about this. We find everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. Like private detectives, every single one of us, just yeah. like digging through everything. Yeah. One, well, I love how before that it was all like, is Kim alive? Is Kim alive? Is Kim alive? And now we're all like, she's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah. You know, it may take her have... three episodes to get out of the hospital, but she'll be fine. Exactly. That's all I really need to know. And then mm-hmm. we have things like Taylor Kinney just like posting a photo of squad you're like well there goes that mystery taylor being the most active he has ever been on social media ever, ever been. actually though we're so blessed so blessed so, so but blessed. what's funny is that it like it, i don't know if you guys saw it but it caused people to freak out because they were like he never does this is this a goodbye like, no i just think he doesn't care yeah no. yeah that's that's literally what it is He's I like, think I he, have no fucks anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Here, have it. Have the picture. My theory <laughs> is that he, like, he doesn't give any fucks. Yes, but my theory is that all the PD kids were at lunch that day and Marina saw that and was like, oh, fuck this. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's my theory is that she saw that and she was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> that's yeah. a good theory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I feel go like with that. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I'm going to post a selfie. Everybody smile. <laughs> uh, I love our cast so mm-hmm. much. Man, I, mm-hmm. They're all mm-hmm. great they're all great they, like they really there are. was even with med like guy lockhart he's been posting some like behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff for med which yes. we don't get a whole lot and there was that video of like dominic like dancing you know yeah that was yes. so great i was like thank you for this it's amazing well and when Eamon <laughs> came to visit him on med yes. at the med oh, set like so oh, sweet. i already <laughs> love guy so much already I like mm-hmm. i love I'm so him. i'm i'm excited i know that i wanted i wanted another female character but from what i've seen of him i mean i think I think we're, I'm going to end up yeah. on board. <laughs> yeah. And there's still a lot we don't know about Kristen Hager's character. I mean, and by a lot, I mean, like, we pretty much don't know anything. We know nothing. Yeah. I and mean, scrappy. I just, That's all I remember from her character description. I just assume like scrappy. pretty much at this point, my hatred for Archer is just going to make me love everybody else. So <laughs> You're yes. channeling your rage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> into love nobody is gonna be as annoying as archer (laughs) fucking archer Archer. and it's so sad i was so excited about steven weber not anymore i was so pumped (laughs) watched the episode and i'm like never mind you know what the killer is about that too is that like he's he's one of those guys who's been in everything right so he's super talented but also i love him He's also pretty active on social media. The only way we're getting fed, med behind the scenes, is from the new guy we don't know yet and the guy we hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that so much. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm sure he's lovely, but we still hate Archer. Yeah. <laughs> we hate Archer. Mm-hmm. Steven seems yes. cool, though. Yeah. But I will say, Stephen Weber does have a tendency to play like pricks, I guess is the word. He like does. lovable assholes, you know? <laughs> Except Archer's not 
very lovable <laughs> but he does have a tendency to play guys with like big egos um yeah so it's kind of on on track with what he normally does <laughs> yeah yeah so what are we at now like 28 days 27 days something like that yes see kim and i are counting down on wednesdays because it so makes I'm not me happier totally to clear. do wednesdays i do That's wednesdays easier. and it makes me much happier because yeah. then it's like well, oh we're recording four. this on wednesday so what we have four yeah. weeks left four. right yeah yeah four, four wednesdays <laughs> we're recording on wednesday so four weeks from the day we are recording yep yes i'm so ready oh my god i can't wait i cannot wait and what sucks is i'll be in disney world on the 22nd which is when it's coming back and i'm like that had to be the day didn't it it just <laughs> had to be it <laughs> couldn't have been any any other time oh like we we started our podcast our our like birthday is september 1st and literally like we started the podcast this was 2017 and it was like we did like the first episode and then literally the next week i was in montreal for like a week and a half i was like <laughs> we started it bye <laughs> see you later yeah. <laughs> i remember that yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm like i'm like in line. like whatever man yeah i'm like in line at concessions <laughs> in canada getting like poutine or something and i've got like the headphones in and i'm like nobody talk to me i have to listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's mine. We only started a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So that's so funny. That so, um, uh, we do have a few patron shout outs before we get into the episode, which is awesome because we've got three. What? I know. Three. I know. Okay. Um, you guys with the Patreon page, um, let's see, you can choose three between three different tiers to join our patron group at there's two, four and $6. There's a lot of cool perks. The reason I'm saying this like upfront is because we have already scheduled our second patron happy hour. We it's have. on the calendar. We have. Yeah. September 18th is our next patron happy hour. We would love for you to join us. We love to just like have drinks and chat with Chicago as evidenced by what we're doing right now. But <laughs> the only way to do that is to become a patron. And the Are way you, you become a patron is to follow the links on our socials. Yeah, we're going to kick off the new seasons with another happy hour. So, yep. And this time we were smart and did it on a Saturday. Yeah, not a Thursday. Not a Thursday. <laughs> not our brightest moment. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Did you get a little carried away there? We yeah, did well it on a Thursday? Like, yeah. It was a weeknight and we and, and it we went thought like we were like, hours. oh, it'll be like an hour, hour and a half to be fine. And then it went four and a half hours and it could have still kept going. We were like, no, we got to turn it off. We got to go something, to work. Something I learned very early in this fandom is that anything that could be one hour is going to be like four times mm -hmm. that amount, yeah. just mm -hmm. like automatically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kim and I regularly test that time yes, limit. We yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Okay. So our first patron shout out, and if I mispronounce this name, I am so sorry, but I'm, I'm going to try it anyway. Okay. So I think it's Yorin. Last name is Ramstad. I probably I said that say. wrong. And I'm so sorry if I did, please send me an email and let me know how I properly pronounce it, but welcome to the team. Welcome to the squad. We love you already. Make sure you request to the Facebook group. Thank you for supporting us. Um, next up is Amy Powell. Amy, welcome to the family. We are so, so, so glad you're here. So get this, Amy DMs us the other day, and it turns out that she and I worked in the same building at the same time a couple of years ago. What? <laughs> the world, right? Yeah. Small world, man. Yeah. That's cool. So that was cool. And last up is Justine Bryce. Justine, welcome. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the squad. So glad you're here. You guys, Justine writes fanfic. 
Ooh, yes. I love I love fanfic authors, man. They're <laughs> yeah, my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She shared her username in the patron group on AO3 and fanfiction.net, and it's mostly like one shots and then like wumpy stuff. So I just read one before we started recording about like if like what 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 would have happened if like the chimney had really come down on Severide and like injured him, and I was oh. just like. Yes, give me more. This is great. <laughs> That's like right up Gina's alley too. Gina really likes the like angsty. You're a, sad, are you a, are you a womp fan? Is that uh, like- I wouldn't call myself a fan, but like I love angst. Just mm, okay. Give me angst. just in general angst of any kind. Any way, shape, or form. Just give me angst. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I I like angst, but it has to have a happy ending. So I'm mm-hmm. an angst with a happy ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the girl who, like, ten years ago, was super excited for the second Twilight movie because I was like, "Oh my god, they're in so much pain. There's so much angst. This is gonna be so good." And like, cut to over a decade okay. later. Yeah. yeah. I, over I, a decade I later, I'm like, "Wow, that was trash." <laughs> and not like good trash. <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters because my friend made me. We made a deal. Like she went with me to see, was it Harry Potter? And so then I went with her to see New Moon. <laughs> and my cousin came with us. He was his name's Jonathan. He's he's a big guy. And he came with us just because he was curious, I guess. And she got so mad at us because me and my cousin kept making jokes during the whole thing. But the funniest part was one of the parts Jacob like took his shirt off you know he did that like three times in that movie whatever and there was a guy in the back of the theater that (laughs) there was one scene where he did not take his shirt off and the guy in the back of the theater goes dude why didn't you take your shirt off (laughs) (laughs) fell out (laughs) so funny the only positive thing I will say about the Twilight franchise is that the soundtracks were bangers that's all I will say the soundtrack fantastic Mm -hmm. the story the movie all that I just just can't get over sparkly vampires that's the thing that really like gets me I like I'm sorry Uh, much love to people who are Twilight fans that has so many authors that I read like romance novels by started in Twilight fan fiction so like more power to you but sparkly vampires I just can't it makes me laugh every time I think about it (laughs) no don't step into the sun and sparkle no I mean not to like continue with the Twilight thing I did I saw it on it like i unironically for my 16th birthday and I'm not mad about it and I still once again don't hate it like I mean I still I enjoy it it's dumb but I appreciate it just because it's one of those dumb things of my childhood and I'm still it's but it's just one of those things you can look back and I'm like eh, probably still not the greatest but just does it still make me giggle yes it absolutely does <laughs> <laughs> all good all good yeah. okay so in and if you want to talk about like the worst segue ever <laughs> Sylvie was she team Edward or team Jacob oh that's team Edward question. Yeah, probably. Team Edward. Team Edward, a hundred percent. She just seems like romantic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna go with the like the main guy. You know, I feel like she's gonna Mm -hmm. pick the main couple of any like franchise and sort of skew that way. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, she wrote "Shoots on Fire." I mean, I feel like she was definitely (laughs) out there writing some like Twilight fan fiction too. Like, yeah, yeah. surprisingly. So, like, yeah, Edward, like the whole the whole deal. uh, The whole deal. Really, she wrote. This is everybody thinks Sylvie's so innocent, but I'm like, nah. She wrote like the kinky stuff. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I am convinced. That she's like, no, no way. Well, uh-uh. and then she learned that Fifty Shades of Grey was obviously once upon a time like Twilight fan fiction, and like she read that too. Like, yeah, the whole yeah, it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. yeah, she did mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
Um, so yeah, those are the patron shout outs. You guys, again, check the link in our socials. You don't want to miss patron happy hour. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of fun. And since it's on a Saturday, like there will be alcohol involved. We will have fun. <laughs> nice. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, all right. I think it's time to move into the episode. Shall we, Brenna? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So it's the Bretzy episode. If you missed take two of the intro earlier, but uh, yeah, we're just deep diving. I mean, mm-hmm everything. Now, granted, this should not be another five-hour episode, but as Logan was saying before, we know how to stretch things. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, <laughs> and I feel like before we get started, I feel like for important context, because I did most of this outline, so I feel like for important context, I focused only on season seven through nine, only yeah. because I feel like and obviously I like some of the more ironic moments, or I guess moments that have now become ironic from the earlier seasons. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, you know, Gabby telling Sylvie that she'll find her Casey one day. <laughs> so it's like very ironic. Yeah. But that wasn't truly meant to be like no. Bretzy moments. Like mm-hmm. obviously they weren't even thinking about Bretzy no. before then. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I seven through nine is what we're talking about yeah i, like I mean it's, that when makes... their, it's when their journey yeah. really started with right one that was yeah, when yes. the writers started you can tell the writers put intention behind it mm-hmm. yeah. anything definitely. before yeah. you know season one through six is just like fun to look back on now and like <laughs> hilarious see, coincidences know. like the whole way yeah. through i mean yeah. like the very first scene that uh that brett and casey had together was him telling her like firehouse romances are messy and complicated which yeah. like hilarious when you look right. back on it but not written for that foreshadowing yeah. of any yeah. kind and yeah. like obviously all the things where he's like I don't want to get involved in your love life like what I don't want no 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 like and I'm not talk now, about Brett's love life anymore yeah yeah hilarious but like hilarious to look back on but obviously yeah. not intentional so mm-hmm. we are only focusing on season seven through nine of fire right. yeah so um Obviously, I mean, Sylvie came in in season three, but yeah, they, they didn't start like gravitating towards each other until mm-hmm. seven right. there. And I'm really, they didn't share the screen much. They did, but like, it was never one-on-one. It was just in like ensemble scenes mm-hmm. for yeah. the most part. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, Sylvie and Gabby were best friends. So of course, when your best friend has a significant other, you end up spending a lot of time with that person, even well, if it's and not And then like, you date your best friend's brother. Time. So I'll yeah. the foursome. So yeah. Right. So of course they were you around know. each other but you can't mm-hmm. really say that they were super close mm-hmm. that happens you know as we go along but not until not a you can't say at the start of season seven they were close like you no. can't really say that no right yeah. right so we put out the call and you know you guys delivered as always lots of voice memos lots of emails one of our listeners even sent us their like her own google doc of her feelings <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah you know who you are hey jamie no shame you know who you are <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not judging we love it um but yeah so we'll start off again we just have like a bunch of listener thoughts here so let's start off so brianna sent us an email and she said i love them in all caps Same. um i did love the slow burn until it drove me crazy because obviously they had chemistry between them and everybody around them saw what we were seeing except them yeah overall i believe their end game they became best friends when they needed each other and now a couple who love each other Hurry up season 10 because I need to see more breathy content. Amen, sister. For mm-hmm. real. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an email from someone named Chicago Love, and it says, I love seeing Sylvie being happy and Matt's character relaxed and not always so serious. They are really nice balance for each other. I hate it when fans compare and keep thinking about their past relationships and show hate towards the actors and said they should just focus on how the writer showed a great showed greatly how a friendship can turn into a beautiful relationship. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
I like how she mentions that she helps make Matt not so serious. She does. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Then we'll talk about it. But like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's smiled so much, like in mm-hmm. like seasons seven onward. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah Emma said, the overarching thing that I love about them is that they've both found exactly what they want from their romantic relationships. And it has resulted in so much growth for them as individuals. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For Brett, she's dealt with men who manipulated her, who invalidated her emotions. Harrison, put her first. Who? Harrison. Harrison. That Boo. guy. I forgot about him. I don't like him. that guy. <laughs> uh, who couldn't put her first, who tried to change her and who she just didn't have the spark with. But with Casey, he reminds her that she matters and her emotions matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through the whole Julie situation, he reminded her time and time again that she was in control and nothing had to change unless she wanted it to. I love that. I know. He really helped her build that confidence. It also allowed Brett to turn around and say in season nine that she wasn't going to settle for anything less than 100% from Casey. Mm. And as frustrating as their time apart was, I loved seeing Brett know what she wanted and what she deserved. And that was in part thanks to how Casey lifted her up in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. The flutter she must have felt when Casey turned around in 915 and put her first. She found her guy. Casey also knows that she's a badass paramedic and he wouldn't change that about her or try to take that away from her, unlike the chaplain. Yeah. Call out. Have you, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) But that certainly didn't stop him from jumping out of a moving fire truck to get her. Oh, yeah. TBT at that time. Yep. Mm-hmm. She doesn't time. need him to show up, but he will anyway because of who he is. She's always going to have backup and she'll no longer have to cry alone in her car when she's dealing with trauma. Oh, yeah. oh. Her crying alone in her car is like the, one of the most hor- like just heartbreaking things I've ever watched. She goes, I, know. I, hate no. I hate it. I hate it. Um, so Carly said, Brett and Casey are both great characters separately with traits that are similar, both selfless, devoted to their job, and in season seven, they both miss Gabby. The two of them are going through it separately until Casey asks Brett to talk to him, um, and they bond over their shared feeling of Gabby leaving. That's the first thing I loved about the pair is that they built support with each other and a friendship and the love came naturally later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty organic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like the slow burn took an eternity but <laughs> yeah it, sure. yeah it, 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 i think the love is very organic yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For so sure. christy t said what i love about bretzy is that they communicate so well they're so open and honest they support and encourage each other they really are two halves of the same person they just fit they can talk about everything and absolutely nothing and i love it i also think that they started out as friends who slowly fell in love with each other I think I'm just a sucker for the friends to lovers trope, but Bretzy's foundation is beautiful because it's based on true friendship and they are both so pure and selfless and just want what is best for each other. It's what they both deserve. Yeah. It's so that. true. So I true. I think this is friends to lovers done right though. Cause it wasn't like, it wasn't friends with the intention of making them lovers. It was just uh-huh. like friends. Uh-huh. And then they were like, you know what? Let's take them in this direction. And so yeah. the love yeah. is like it's it's its own separate think, thing. Yeah, and Derek has said that. I mean, in interviews, he's said that it was like his idea based on their chemistry, like working together, like Kara and Jesse's chemistry. Yeah. So yeah. like that's the smartest decision a show can make is like when they see chemistry to use it, mm-hmm. and that's obviously what happened here. And. It's brilliant. What, I mean. especially after such a big redirect, because obviously they may have had that chemistry early on, but they were not going to go from like, no. you know, oh, yeah. Gabby yeah. and Casey were married. They were, it was right. gonna be Gabby and Casey. And then 
obviously Monica leaves and they have a chance to be like, okay, well now what are we going to do with Casey? And you know, it just works. And I, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's one of my favorite things about them for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I always think back to uh, when Annie had first joined the cast uh, and we had her on. One of the things she said that I just remembered all this time is that she had she had even mentioned she was like, Jesse and Kara just have like their own language. Um, and then I just I, I and my brain always goes back to that video when like Kara's singing some random song on set and then she comes in and pushes Jesse and is like, don't sing the song. <laughs> yes, that is a great one. It's yeah. like. Uh, uh, she was doing this like weird dance to it too the whole time and then like they were kind of making fun of her yeah I remember that it was great and she just pushes him over and he's like yeah. I wrote the song <laughs> I wrote that song it was so cute That's yeah so the, and I mean you can tell in the other like behind the scenes stuff that they post too that they just have like a really great friendship and so that's obviously gonna bleed over mm-hmm. into you know their characters relationship so yeah, yeah. Um, Heather said, I really like them together. They're both so compassionate. And as Violet said, they are good people. They also have fire. They may, they both also have fire. They may seem (laughs) quiet and calm, but they're both protective of those they care about and the victims they help. I think together they complement and support each other. They will help each other to be great leaders. Casey is truck captain and maybe battalion chief and (laughs) PIC. I also appreciate that this relationship took time to develop late season seven, obviously just end of season nine with the circumstances. It was nice to see them really consider what being together would mean and the implications while it was frustrating for us fans. It was nice that they didn't just jump right in. I'm hoping that this will mean the relationship will last as it worked out a lot of the issues cough Gabby cough and have a good foundation yeah Yeah. I I do think as frustrating like she said as frustrating as that slow burn was it was needed not just for the characters but I think for the fans as well to like have that transition because Dossie was such like a huge part of Chicago Fire you can't just like jump from one to the other that's well yeah and it's you it's just like with any I mean loss that you have you have to mourn it you have to give it time to grieve and then go through that whole process of like the five stages of grief and it it would it wouldn't feel genuine for the show because I mean we we got to season seven it's like if he just jumped into something right immediately with somebody in the house it 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 just wouldn't have felt right so I'm very glad they they took it at that slow pace right yeah for sure and I mean, Gabby, like Gabby was such a major character. You have to address that. Like you can't mm-hmm. just leave that, you know, out there. You have to. Yeah. Well, and it's so. not like she was just such a major part of Matt's life. She was also a major part of Sylvie's life too. Yeah. And so both, it's, not, yeah. it's not just affecting one half of this new relationship and affected both of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they definitely had to work on that. And it, yeah, it was frustrating, especially when you go from 902 and the kiss and all that. Oh my gosh. You had the like two month hiatus and then you still had to wait. Terrible. And yeah, it was terrible as a we fan. We had to live but... with only that makeout for so long. Oh my like, God. It was just like, I- I'm going to lose my mind if they don't like give me something. You got to <laughs> just like give me a little. And it was obviously worth the wait. It was yeah, very much but... when we'll get there. But like, yeah, yeah it was torture. <laughs> yeah. It was pure torture. <laughs> it really was. So Simone said, what makes me love Bretzy? It's the way Bretzy was fate. It wasn't what the writers planned at all. This wasn't the writers playing a long game, but watching the old seasons back, you wouldn't know that. It's kind of amazing how many things, mostly themselves being selfless dummies, could have kept them apart. It was just one thing after another from late season seven to the end of season nine. These two are so selfless. All they want is for the other to be happy, even at the expense of their own happiness. Everything that happened in season nine, the end of 902 really could have been the end of it, but of course it wasn't. 
Matt never really fought his feelings. He might've tried to hide them, ignore them, but he never really tried to fight them. He knew he had feelings for her and they weren't going away. He didn't really want them to. He wanted to be with her. He never wavered from that, but Sylvie tried to bury her feelings for Matt at every turn during season nine and before that really, but she couldn't no matter how hard she tried. In the end, they defied the odds and found their way to each other because they were meant to be. That is clear. They're the kind of partners they both wanted all along and never expected to find in each other. But now they know why they could never make it work with anyone else because they belong together. Oh, that's so beautiful. Ooh, I, I love know. all of that. All of it is very accurate. Yeah. And Simone, I was going to say, Simone actually wrote us a Google Doc too. And I didn't, obviously couldn't put all of it in. So I kind of put my favorite parts, you know, what yeah. I really, I, mm-hmm. I, it was right. beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. Oh, that's really, I, I've said several times on Twitter that, Sylvie has been running from anything she feels for Matt. I mean, from the beginning, she like at every point, it's never been, let me embrace this and see what can happen. It's been, nope, can't do it. Can't feel Uh it. Gotta, nope, gotta, can't do it right now. You know, that's that's Uh been the entire um, issue with her the whole time. So yeah, to talk about where she's like um, mad at every turn during season nine and before that, yeah. (laughs) from the very beginning yeah for sure. I think a lot of it though is like it's the immensity of it combined with the insecurity because Mm -hmm, I mean it's in her head too of like this is my best friend's ex-husband that can't be okay and I think it was just the immensity of that it's like it's the kind of thing that's so scary you can't say it out loud Mm -hmm. well that and when you I mean come on everybody sort of grew up with that relationship you watched maybe in high school or college that was felt like it was so big and so epic And even when it ends, you're still sort of thinking that maybe those two will work it out. And so that's sort of what Dossie is still actually to some people. So, you know, I, I can see how that would get in her head too, where it's like, is anything he feels for anyone else ever going to measure up to that? So you've got that plus, you know, her relationship with Gabby is complicated now too, that compounded everything I mean well and I, not even all of that I mean to add on to that too is she knew a lot about Casey and Gabby's relationship yeah. and for, she had like almost like an inside perspective yeah. because she mm-hmm. was you know so close to Gabby so you know that complicates it too she knew more than just what everyone else was seeing she probably you know knew a lot that's more. See, and that's mm-hmm. part of why I think there was a lot of missed opportunity for like silver eyed friendship in season nine because Sev had the other front row seat and I, I was like waiting for the like him to like approach her but it's not you know okay I get he didn't but like <laughs> at some point I was just like come on man come on yeah. <laughs> okay we gotta something. talk about this because you t- you tweeted about this <laughs> earlier today so and like I tweet. was so confused because <laughs> It was like ask us yellow or something. It was one of those. Yeah, TV line. Ask us for a scoop. And yeah, Logan replied and was like, did I just ask if there was any silver eyed coming? Yes, I did. And I was like, I haven't heard the name silver eyed in like forever. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you sure you didn't mean to type a stellar eye? No, I didn't know. Logan and I have been obsessed. We've been obsessed for like. I think we try Ever. and get a mention in every episode. Well, because we just love we love the possibility of them. So and well. it's so prominent in Bretzy fan fiction. Like it's so prominent that like I kind of forget that it's not a real it's thing for the canon. show because it's so prominent. <laughs> it in, like, I'm like I just like wait a second, that's not a real thing. There, I mean, yeah, unfortunately. So, so here's the deal: there's like a whole bunch of us that want Severide and Sylvie to have like this sort of sibling friendship bond. Um, or at least for us to see it. Maybe they okay. have it and they don't show it to us. We don't know because they haven't actually interacted in a real way since like season, I don't know, five or six. 
like and even that was just like one moment in one episode so like we're you know that's what that is it's silver ride friendship and so yeah I did now I clarified in my email to tv line that I meant friendship but I didn't in my tweet <laughs> so like, okay okay <laughs> that makes me feel a lot yeah. better no I was like I the question that I sent in the email was like is Chicago Fire going to give us any um Severide and um Brett friendship and then I put in parentheses silver ride this season so in my email to tv line it was clear but not in the tweet <laughs> but no i yeah i'm kim and i like on our show we'll like every mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. we talk about five new episode of fire we're like did they give us silver ride this episode no, yeah so didn't. that's that's pretty much just like how every time we ask about silver ride like Rojas. we also where is rojas every chicago every time we talk about chicago yeah. TV, every show we're so. like have they explained rojas yet no they no. have not <laughs> At this point, they're never going to. No, nope, they're not. They, the we're, still gonna ask, we're still going to ask it yeah, every time. Obviously. We're going to mention it every episode anyway. <laughs> yeah, so are we. So it's just like a thing at this point. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, and I mean, they've given us Casey and Stella as right. friends, mm-hmm. so exactly. it's only fair. Right. And so I, I feel, I really, I'm like, hopeful season 10 is like our season where oh. I'm, I'm going to see some of this friendship. Because how can you have like Casey, you know, his best friend and his girlfriend? Like, how can they not like be friends? Yeah. <laughs> talk to each other it'd be one thing if it was just like one relationship and like they were roommates it's that Severide and Stella they're dating each other's best friends it's it's just like like, such a comp like not a super common thing but I mean any couples you know like within your own friend group like it makes sense like it just would feel organic I'm just like just give us the scenes in the apartment of the four of them it's not that hard I want like if they would just give me one scene of like Sylvie in the lofts like leaving Matt's bedroom to head to the kitchen with Severide like at the counter looking all smirky like oh I know what you guys were up to (laughs) like that in and of itself would be enough for me nobody's saying they need to be like right? but like give me something no but that that Severide glance like that side eye he could give her a little bit like just come like we're not asking for much you know the thing is I understand why they backed off of it early on because she was mm-hmm. coming in right after Shay. I, I get that. But we're so many seasons past that now. Like, it's okay. You can give me some like friendship moments between them every now and then, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to act like they exist on two separate planes. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they're in the same world. So it's okay. They can acknowledge each other. It's fine. <laughs> and if they're going to give us Silver Ride, like, listen, let's just acknowledge friendship across all three shows. Can we please have some Kate and Jake scenes for fuck's sake? <laughs> <laughs> just acknowledge friendship right across the board yeah Might as I, well. I, look i want uh, we've talked about this me and kim have talked about this on our show i want a crossover that's just the women of one chicago can we have yes. that yes. that would be like, so badass mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. let's have a ladies night on one chicago like mm-hmm. just give me it not only would that give us a chance for our name to be in the show but also Honestly. we just really want it <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. nice oh man just <laughs> oh goodness so but. yeah we went during our birds episode we were telling the girls from the locker room we were like yeah we never get like a meet us at molly's it's always like a hey i'll like, meet meet me at molly's i'm like no yeah. us invite another person meet oh. us let's see maybe we can get it this season with bretzy and stellar ride right like a double date yeah. situation like yeah. meet up. oh yeah. maybe you can yeah. get it season that would 10. be amazing magic season right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. manifest yeah. it manifest it <laughs> Uh, we also got a voice memo from Abby D, so we'll go ahead and play that now. Hi, Gina. Hi, Bryna. Um, big fan of the pod. This is Abby. I also want to take a quick minute to say hi to Logan, um, trusted friend and loyal commenter on all of my fan fiction. 
loving this collab with the two podcasts. I'm super excited. Uh, so this is my submission for the Bretzy deep dive, I guess. Um, and I just wanted to come on here and say that there is something that the fandom does not talk about enough, and that is the fact that Matt Casey's feelings were just completely unprompted. <laughs> like, Sylvie... I, Sylvie wears her heart on her sleeve, but she also kind of knows that about herself, so she's very cautious when entering relationships. But, um... You know, because of that, people have had to sort of give her that nudge in Matt's directions over the seasons. I mean, seriously, we had, uh, gosh, Olivia and Foster and Stella. We had Mackie and Violet and Granger and even Julie. Like, so many people have had to kind of be, like, pushing Sylvie towards Matt and being like, hey, this is not in your head. Uh, whereas Matt just didn't have any of that. No one ever commented about it to him until 902 when Severide noticed him staring at Sylvie. And so I think maybe because of that, that difference in like the sort of wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing, uh, maybe that's why there were so many complications with them in season 9. Maybe that's why Matt was so confused is like, you know, no one had ever given him that tap on the shoulder and said, like, hey, like this is not in your head, buddy. This is something that you have a real connection with this girl, and you need to resolve it. Um, so maybe that's why. But I also just think it's really sweet to think about the fact that there were no, you know, ideas planted in his head, no sly comments made. 7.19, like, when the or until the weather breaks... He just sort of looked at her and was like, oh, uh-huh, like, you... It, maybe, maybe it was a little later, maybe it was, like, uh, episode 21 or 22 or whatever, but, like, he just sort of looked at her and went, huh, like, you... You're amazing, and, like, I've been looking for someone like you in my life for quite some time, and I just... I think that's really beautiful to think about, you know? There were the complications, but Matt Casey, you know, his development was completely his own like it was voluntary of his own volition it was completely uh unprompted and that is beautiful so i just wanted to say that um but yeah that's it uh super excited for this deep dive and uh if you guys end up using this hello everyone welcome to the bretzy fandom we're always welcoming you and then we also got one from megan r hello so i love bretzy because Honestly, I think it was a couple that nobody expected to happen. And when the slow burn started, like it was actually really awesome. And we loved watching their journey together from being best friends to lovers. And I liked they went with the best friends route first because like they never really like got to know each other because of Gabby. And now that she's gone, like they both had a like a common like thing to talk about. And then it became into more and then uh, and then like to where they are now but and just the fact that like it's just the fact that they they're like the same person <laughs> and 
they have so many things in common and it, they were like right in front of each other the entire time they just didn't know it that's what's amazing about it and i'll admit it did take me a while to like betsy at first but i eventually warmed up to them and now i'm like in love with them together so and i'm one of those people that like ships couples like through reading fanfics like if the fanfics like give me butterflies and like all that kind of stuff i know that that's a couple that i love so i don't know why i don't know if i'm the only one that does that but yeah <laughs> Also, I feel like I just need to point out, Abby writes amazing Bretzy fanfic. Oh, she so, does, man. She's my friend. That's my I friend know. right there. Her, I, it's so good. It's so good. She wrote this one, a, she's got several fics, but the, like, she wrote this AU that was like college, one Chicago. Oh, it's oh, so man. good. It is so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Yeah. She, and she's writing one right now that like has me on the edge of my seat that like involves Harrison and like PD and Burzak and like, oh man, it's so tense. Um, I every time I comment, I'm like, you're stressing me out. I don't like it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So keep going. Yeah, yeah. She's I just I had to I had to shout her out because yeah. obviously mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. her fanfic is amazing. Does yeah, one of sure. you happen to have her username handy? Yeah, multi multi angels. Yeah, underscore multi underscore. Yeah, and or is I, it a hyphen? No, it's, I think it's an underscore because I for. It being Bretzy Day, we decided to celebrate on our Twitter with a little thick roundup today, and she I included one of her fics okay. in there. So okay. I, think I missed that. Oh my god, I'm gonna go like yeah, I did it kind of at it. noon because that's when people seem to like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she yeah. Um, yeah it is multi underscore angels, but the e is an x. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, that's what it is. But yes, yeah. I just I have to shout it out because I love the college soulmate one. So. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. hopelessly devoted to you is the name of that fic. Everyone, go read it. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. so good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good, so good. So now we're gonna get into you know the the nitty gritty of it, where we break down scene by scene and you know analyze every little detail. This is the fun part. The really, really fun part. Okay, so we're starting off in season seven. Now, remember, with season seven, we had the premiere and then we had the crossover. They wasted no time. It was (laughs) immediately. Yeah, it was premiere. Let's go burn some shit down. Um, Yeah, and so they basically took the carbide and carbon building in Chicago and were just like, let's just light this on fire and see what happens. So we get our first, like, inkling of a Casey and Brett scene here. So Casey comes out of the giant high-rise building and he's kind of taken in a lot of smoke. So he's coughing and stuff. And so Brett is like, okay, well sit down. Like, let me check you out. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And she's like, sit your ass down. <laughs> like, yes. Sit. And not for the first time. She's like, yeah. Yeah. I will report you. Sit. <laughs> is basically what it is. Like, yeah. So then he's like, you've been avoiding me. And she's just like, uh, no. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, Brett, like, come on, talk to me. There's something about the way he says her name that is just so like soft and gentle that like, it's not as soft it. as you get from Casey ordinarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like a fire going on. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also like talk to me kind of becomes their thing. Yeah, like it, it, it shows up a couple more times yeah. and mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. That's like their sort of like their thing is talk to me like that just- honestly the one when he says her name like a few you know seconds later when he's she's like going on about you know like maybe if i hadn't had the fight with gabby before she decided to leave and he's like sylvie and it's yeah. just like oh his name kills oh. me every time every kills time. me, kills me. <laughs> he's just very gentle with her i know yeah. it's great mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um but so- there is another so okay 
I have to throw this in though. But yeah. I watched I watched the show backwards. Um, fun fact. So I knew that there was going to be a point where Bretzy was like not a thing, right? So I started with season eight, and then I went back to seven oh one. And I remember the very first thing that I noticed was when they're showing Foster at the beginning of the episode. Right? She's in the firehouse. The camera pans this way, and it's Stella Ride making out. The camera pans this way and it's Matt trying to get Brett's attention to talk, talk to her. And like me knowing that Brettsy was coming, I saw that moment. I was like, oh, we're starting early. Okay. <laughs> oh, because it was like, just like this little tiny moment where it was like sort of setting it up. Like you don't show a couple making out and then like another two people talking without it, like implying something's going to happen, you know? So yeah. that was before this, that was when he was trying to talk to her. But I just remember watching that and like, oh, all right, here it is. <laughs> so That's that funny. was, yeah. So um, yeah. I yeah. love um, the rest of what happens in this scene is basically, she's just like, how could you let her go? Which I like, you're a musical theater nerd, Logan, you know, I'm trying to like not sing the line from rent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Matt's just like, trust me, like I'm angrier than you are. I'm hurt. I'm pissed off all of it. I couldn't have stopped her. Neither could you. And he takes that moment to hand her this photo of Gabby and Sylvie that Gabby had left for her. And on the back of it, it just said like, love you partner. Uh, which I mean, uh, like, are we going to get into that? Or like, are we just going to stick with the breathy? Cause like, I, I, I could get into it, but I won't. Uh, that was, I remember watching the episode for the first time and being sort of confused by that because like, that's such to me, as like a person who has best friends mm-hmm. if my best friend just left me with a picture and a love you partner I would be crushed like yeah. that would be terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> I and that's I love Gabby like I, I've had a journey with Gabby I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> but I have reached a place with her where I I do genuinely enjoy her and so like for me looking at that I'm like that doesn't feel right to me and it just I don't know yeah because I mean I, it's, the hard part is that it, they had known each other for like three years then at that point and that just feels like it, it just yeah. felt kind of they were like, roommates yeah, at right? one point like yeah yeah it's just not good honestly I, you know what I was thinking about today as I was re-watching that scene and I hadn't really thought about this ever before I'm kind of surprised I never followed back up on that like when Monica mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. back came back in 809 I'm really kind of surprised they never like hashed it out it was just kind of I guess decided after this that like Brett and Gabby don't really talk like they're not they don't hate each other or anything like that was obviously enough to like get Brett over her guilt but like they're just not friends and like that's kind of sad but also like I'm just kind of surprised they didn't bring that up because it was such a plot point in early season Mm -hmm. seven and if you Mm -hmm. watch like I watched 809 recently too when that she stands so far away from Mm -hmm. from Gabby there's so much space there it was like I remember watching it for the first time and not really noticing it but when you rewatch, it's like oh and it's like is it I don't think it's all about Casey either because like at that point no it's not like she you know has a crush on we'll get there but like I don't think it's all about Casey either I think she just kind of feels uncomfortable and she like introduces Gallo and that's kind of awkward too and it's just like (laughs) I don't know it's just not this you know I kind of wish they had had a scene together to at least like get rid of the awkward you know like yeah I don't know and it's so funny because you know we've talked about fanfic I I it got to, it bothered me so much at one point that I had to write a fic where like Gabby and Sylvie have this really long phone call about it like because I'm like as someone who has female best friends there is no way that I would be able to leave that tension like in the air for too mm-hmm. long 
You know, like I feel yeah. like we would have to talk about it, either that or just never talk again. Those are the two options at that point. And I feel like the show has sort of gone with the never talk again option. Yeah. Um, which is it sad is, to me. It, yeah, it definitely said. Also, we haven't talked about it yet, but Logan writes amazing Bretsy fanfic. <laughs> so you should go <laughs> read it. Why I, Thank you. Thank which you. is why I had to, even though it was she did the thread. Yeah, I, I like, saw thread, that. I, I even though I, I don't care if I'm biased, like I have to include Logan. Like you you can't not include Logan. I, I told her to I'm make sure to put her name on it though. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want people thinking I'm on the ladies' night account being like, read my fanfic. You know, yeah. like well, you picked no. a good one, Kim. But yeah, she writes amazing. And that's <laughs> yeah. I just like I had to put that in there because you talked yeah, oh, we had to mention it. Thank you. So. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I mean, that is the picture and the love you partner. It's just like one of those moments where you're in the, that episode where you're like, oh, really? Like, that's it? Cause that's not a lot to go on for like a friendship that went through so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this about this scene is that this is when I first was like, my, like my ears went up. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. If they took it there, which I don't even know if they're going to, I don't even know if that's the plan at this point early in season seven. Yeah. I don't think I'd hate it. I think I'd be down. I think that scene really does sort of set you up to sort of be like interested where it's like, you're like, okay, what is this? Mm -hmm. Because of the way they speak to each other. And also let's point out, you know, we talked about the way Matt talks to her, but as far as like addressing her pain and her, you know, guilt over Gabby, but the way he talks about himself to her, Matt Casey doesn't open up like that Uh to everyone. Let's talk about that. I mean, and nobody had really known how angry he was at Gabby. Like he didn't even tell Severide. He said to Severide, like we fought about it, you know, at certain points, but he didn't go into this. Like this is something totally different. So she was really the first person that he laid that all out there for. Uh And like his face, when he's saying it, his eyes are watery, his like, he's, he's hurt and you can see it. And I, it's just really interesting to me that this is like the very first time that, that we're sort of seeing that and it's with Brett. So that already establishes that, I guess, budding friendship right there because they've opened up to each other about this painful thing that's happened to both of them. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Brenna, take us through the next one. I love this next one. Okay, mm-hmm. so obviously <laughs> season seven, you know, Brad has started dating Kyle, the chaplain. So she's the like chaplain. in a relationship. Casey has started seeing Naomi, this reporter. Well, not really seeing, but, you know, hanging out with this reporter, Naomi, to help her with her stuff, yada, yada, yada. He's actually at this point in 708, which is the scene we're about to talk about, trying to help get some information from Sylvie for Naomi. And of course, but Sylvie's drunk at Molly's. And, you know, Matt. amazing. Yeah, it's so good. And Matt asked her for this favor to help Naomi. And, you know, she's like, ooh, like, cute reporter's back. Like, ooh. And (laughs) she she just makes this remark about, like, she's like, oh, please, like, just give her that Solomon Matt Casey look, the I didn't really care what you're saying Uh thing you're doing. And she's like, you're doing it right now. Like, guarantee she melts. She's, like, so drunk. And (laughs) Matt's just like, you have been doing some drinking. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Uh it's just so cute. It's just, it's 
It's so Which, cute. Not to bring it back to fic again, but one of the picks I picked for today was um another shot of whiskey by Skittlebox. And it it's because it's like all of like two parts of two of three parts are silly drinking and then one part is mad drinking. I'm just like yeah. that's the kind of energy that's I love fic. and we need to explore more. Yeah, that's of. a good one. And even <laughs> yeah. Jesse Spencer, like the night that episode aired, was like petitioned for more drunk Brett. And everybody yes. brings that tweet up every now and again. Like it'll come up every few months and everybody's like, Derek, where is it? <laughs> like we need so much more drunk Sylvie Brett because she is delightful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and of course, we had a listener that sent us a thoughts about this. Um, Amanda Kay said, early Brett scene season seven, like drunk Brett at Molly's telling Casey to just give Naomi that solemn Matt Casey look and she'll melt. I love that. And it showed a different side to Matt that only Sylvie brings out. Like we need more drunk Sylvie scenes, by the way. Yes. Yeah. He was a little like, you know, amused and playful in that scene. And it was really nice to see. He was like, okay. <laughs> But I love also not to do with what they said, but when she remembers like the firefighter thing, she's like poking herself in the head. <laughs> that always cracks me up. And she does her hand like, like this, this will like, help. Like, this will, yeah, like this poking your head. Poking. Will help. It's like, you know, Woody the Pooh when you were a kid would do think, think, well, think. Like, her, <laughs> I mean, funny. personally, for when I try to remember, I go, I'm like, hmm, just tapping on my nose. <laughs> like, that helps. It does not, but I still do it anyway. It might. It's like the magical button to revive your thoughts. You never know. <laughs> you guys can't see all of us on Zoom right now, but like all four of us, you're over here like just tapping our noses. noses. Yeah. <laughs> totally mature. <laughs> trying it. We're trying it out. Maybe we're trying to remember stuff. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, so goodness. Good. So then after 708, we get 711. And this one is just like chock full of Bretzy. There's yeah. a lot going on. Okay, so remember, like, earlier in season seven, um, Matt was having a fling with Naomi, and somebody just, like, up and burned his apartment down. Burned the apartment. Gone. <laughs> Casual. It's- Condo. Gone. I gone. Mean, what? <laughs> okay, that but was- also, we also need to talk about, like, the ease with which he was, like, he was, like, oh, my apartment's burning. Let me just take down this, like, t-shirt rod and, like, poke a hole through the wall. <laughs> Catch me, like, watching this episode, like, wait, I need to know how to do this just in case. Right. Like, what, what was he Keep looking for? He MacGyvered that so bad. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was impressive. <laughs> and like the minute Naomi started to worry, he was like, oh, chill. Oh, chill. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty but good I'm a firefighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, and what happens then is that he starts to look for a new place, even though he's crushing with Severide. So this is basically where we learned that Sylvie loves HGTV. Yes. Ooh, so, so she's such a delightful dork. I love her so mm-hmm. much. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, but what is her favorite HGTV show? House Hunters. Hunters. Yeah. Oh, she even says it in that episode, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not as fun. She loves it. Um, <laughs> but she also, the Property Brothers have like a mention and then like. Yeah. I, I feel. I, I think don't... she likes them all, but she obviously does, yeah. House Hunters mm-hmm. is her favorite. Mm-hmm. She There's one episode where she proposes like her, like a, a farm version of it like a farmhouse version like farm just like farm hunters or something she has this whole like proposal that she like spiels out there it's it's pretty cute love <laughs> but that. yeah yeah i love house hunters i like the international version better though she talks about that I, at yeah, one yeah. point i think sylvie literally says that same thing <laughs> and then like my lottery dream home is pretty good uh thinking of all the others that i like on that show or that network i don't know Rhino, next the, time we have to drive down for ATX, we got to stop in Waco. I the, know, we haven't. Yeah, the, the big thing in fanfic is to mention Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like, that's huh. in, in Bretzy fanfic, like, that's the big thing. Just throw that in there every now and then. 
Uh, I, Sylvie's never mentioned them in particular on the show, but you know, everybody assumes they're like, if you like HGTV, you probably right. like Chip and Joanna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. My boyfriend and I had to go down to Austin for a wedding last year and it was still like pre-vaccine height of the wedding or the wedding. The, I was, <laughs> the We wedding. went down for a wedding height of the pandemic. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, they are. And we yeah. drove, like we, we, we got off 35, like we went mm. over to Magnolia just to see what was going on. And it was packed. And we also had the dog with us and we were like, another time, another time. We will, <laughs> Later. We'll, we'll try <laughs> Magnolia some other time. <laughs> go to target they have a line at target just do that yeah instead. yeah <laughs> no i do love chip and joanna but yeah no yeah. hgtv um the thing we've been like super big on while we're talking about home improvement stuff um my boyfriend found a show on netflix about like the best vacation rentals and it's like Ooh. all about like the craziest airbnbs around the world it's pretty cool that sounds awesome i yeah. i got into an organization kick and i was watching the home edit on netflix and now i'm like obsessed with the home edit obsessed um, I'm, so I'm too afraid for the organization shows because I know it's just going <laughs> to kick me into hyperdrive and I'm going to be like the no, Tasmanian devil that's, in this house. That's what happened to me. My whole, my room, like I watched the show and I was like, now I'm going to do all the things <laughs> and like completely reorganized my room. I just went through a phase <laughs> where that was like all I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sylvie. Sylvie's that kind of person too. <laughs> Sylvie's the one who like watches Marie Kondo and then like the next yes. episode we watch her apartment and it's Absolutely. completely different. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly yep. right. That's oh. totally her. <laughs> All about the self-improvement, I think, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And the DIY, you know, all of that. <laughs> all of it. All of it. I would take that B story next week, like next season of just like Sylvie doing a DIY and needing Casey's help. Yeah. Uh, that, yes. And I need the spreadsheets to come back because if Stellarad's getting married, Casey cannot stay in the loft. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And Sylvie's going to be the most organized maid of honor ever. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like well, Leslie Nope style binders. I need to say we had a moment of Severed asking Matt to be his best man. We better get one of Stella asking Sylvie to be her maid of honor. I'm going to be real. Oh, mad. I'm going to write gonna if lie. we don't. We need yeah. it. We need Sorry. it tangent <laughs> yeah yeah we do but back to 7-eleven i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she she watched she mentions here she's like i've watched so many episodes of house hunters i feel like a qualified realtor which like you guys you know what show is doing that's me is selling sunset selling sunset is the show that makes me sit here and be like should i get my real estate license like <laughs> i don't know they're making these commissions that are like eighty thousand to a hundred thousand on like one house and i'm just like oh my gosh am i in the wrong industry right <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong industry for sure. Wow. So crazy. Um, So I feel that. I feel that hard. Every real estate show I see, I'm like, am I in the wrong field? What am I doing here? I love it. So also in 7-Eleven, Casey walks into the next shift and Brett being organized, Brett that she is, she immediately is like, I found this. I found that. I found this. Look at this layout. Look at that. And Casey's like, oh gosh. She scares him too. There's like a small moment where he jumps, like she comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. This is like a key. Them. Yeah, this is like a key friendship episode for them, I uh-huh. think. You know, yeah. where it's just them not there's no angst. There's no like debate over feelings. It's just friends helping friends, you know. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And and that's I think that's what makes it enjoyable, is it is it's just Casey and Brett having time to be friends mm-hmm. uh, and I, I really yeah. enjoy that and they're but so yeah. comfortable being themselves around each other which is really big for Matt because yeah when we see Matt he's always in like I have to be the captain mode of like yep. I have to be a leader 
So we never really get to see him be Matt. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to see that here, which is pretty yes. cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one thing too, that um, this episode helps with too, is it makes that clear that it's like, they are willing to be close to each other. Like, it's not like they've put up a wall there where like, you can only see this one part. You can't see anything else, mm-hmm. which both these characters tend to do with people at right. different points in time, but not with each other, which is, which is just great to see for both of them. Even if it didn't go any further than friends, it would have been nice to see that friendship between them, you know, where they can mm-hmm. be genuine and open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then last up at in 7-Eleven, uh, Casey is just like, you know, that the house I looked at, it's not going to work. He just kind of found things wrong with every single one of them. But he says, he's like, I think I'm going to stay with Severide for a while. Like he'd never admit it, but he needs someone looking after him. This is in the uh, Stellaride breakup. Benny mm-hmm. is dead mm-hmm. era. Yeah. Um, so he's spiraling a little bit. And like a good neighbor, Casey is there. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be on some merch, please? I, I can i can see what i can do I'm done. we're gonna we're gonna just make that the jingle like a good neighbor casey, casey is, is there, there. Jesus Christ. that's it poor Rides like do the jingle do the jingle <laughs> that should just be a joke somebody that if there's a writer listening please write it into the show and let us have it what are you what wearing time? matt from firehouse 51 <laughs> uh turnout gear <laughs> just recreate all the commercials (laughs) Casey yep anytime somebody's in trouble now that's going to be the jingle do the jingle do the jingle (laughs) oh my gosh that was brilliant (laughs) I can't I can't I can't I can't I'm trying not to wheeze I'm trying not to wheeze Um, Brianna, just like take over and make me shut up because I don't know what's coming out of my mouth now. Okay, well now I gotta transition into like super serious, like <laughs> bring it down, like okay. a totally different vibe on a totally different episode. Okay, so then we go to seven sixteen, and if you don't remember seven sixteen, it's the episode where Casey actually like was just shot at, like you know had the gun, just had like the whole shebang. So he's obviously very, very shaken up. And so he returns from this call and, you know, obviously just basically goes straight to his quarters and Brett is the one to go check on him. And obviously he still doesn't really want to open up. He's just like, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm fine. And she, you know, tells him about situations she went through last year and, you know, just tries to, you know, get him to relate and try to see if he'll open up and just encourages him to, you know, like, you know, if you don't want to talk to me, you know, whatever, like, just make sure you talk to someone about what you're going through. And he's like, you know, thank you, whatever. And she's like, well, if you wake up at 3 a.m. and you need to talk, like, I'll keep my ringer on. And that's just like such a friendship, like true friendship thing. It is. I also, I'm, I'm a person that really loves callbacks. So like all these iconic moments, like just once, give me just one callback, you know, to like, to that moment, like the, I'll keep my ringer on. It's just, it's such a great line, just in yeah. general, uh, is wonderful i loved that moment and it shows yeah go ahead logan sorry no i was just gonna say did you notice the way that they blocked that scene versus the way that they blocked a scene later on in 9 12 is exactly the same yes exactly the same shot for shot yeah 
I did not notice that. They have a yes. lot of parallels. Like, and I don't they know do. if they're intentional or not, or if we're just I feel as like that fans, one was intentional because as, but like if we're just as fans, like, you know, noticing all the parallels, but there are a lot, a lot of like good Bretzy parallels. Yeah. And but when we get to that episode, like I'll point out which one it is. But if you watch it and you watch the other one next to it, it is I mean, literally the blocking, the framing is almost exactly the same beat for beat. Um so I feel like that one was on purpose. I don't think all of them are, but that one, I feel like it was. Um, but yeah, that one, it does sort of come back. But yeah, that's a really great moment. I think, isn't that also the episode where Chaplin like tries to talk to him and it backfires, yes. right? Because mm-hmm. in the end, the episode ends with him talking to Bowden, which obviously makes sense yeah. that he would talk right. to Bowden. You know, obviously yeah. that is like one that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, yeah it's like Brett everyone, he yet. like- tries to talk you know it kind of backfires a little bit and yeah so it ends with him talking to Bowden but yeah but the see the thing about that is though he wasn't ready to talk to Brett in that particular instance that's something they have to grow into mm-hmm. but it planted the seed you know the gesture is always going to be there that like right. he knows that if that, he needs her yeah exactly um so and that's a key moment right there but it was also key for the breakup of Brett and the chaplain so <laughs> true i mean i'm not complaining no i don't think anybody was really that upset about it because i mean who got that attached to him i mean teddy sears is great don't get me wrong but i'm not gonna lie bland we're gonna get into the next step but honestly i was fine like because i i didn't really start feeling like the brett casey kind of thing till this the next step we're gonna talk about really ah okay okay. i feel like that's a big one for a lot of people yeah a lot a lot Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. see the thing with 716 for me is that it shows that sylvie can get through to him like even though he didn't like confide in her or anything i think i think you can tell that like his guard comes down even if he doesn't act on it she Mm -hmm. chipped at it she didn't break totally through but she did reach him a little bit i think without that conversation he doesn't talk to Bowden. Yeah, yeah yeah i think so yeah. without that conversation with brett he doesn't do that i think like, he just otherwise like keeps it in and like yeah. never talks to anybody right exactly like, kelly didn't even reach out to him did he mm-hmm. i mean granted Mm-mm. kelly's dealing with his own stuff but also i think kelly is just kind of that's like a guy thing right that they're just yeah. like mm-hmm. i know how he's gonna deal i'm just gonna give him some space i'm not gonna lie i was kind of surprised they talked about things as much as they did in season nine <laughs> i was just about to say i feel like it's grown a lot more it in has, like season eight and especially sure. season nine like yeah. by season nine they're like let's just talk about all our feelings and i'm like <laughs> i mean i love this i'm not I complaining but I've, like who are these men i loved it there's like moments in season nine that just like to me are perfect um for Savasi friendship um so yeah. I love that it's grown there, but yeah, it, it, it sort of surprised me as the episodes were airing because I'm maybe to- now they've hit like 40. Cause I'm assuming they are about the same age, obviously as they are in real life, <laughs> but maybe now they've hit 40 and they're like, we're just going to talk about all our feelings. Whatever, like, you know, it's fine. Um, we stand. Yeah, we stand for Talking sure. That's about your feelings is sexy. Especially in a man. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a series of books. I don't know if you guys have read them called the Bromance Book Club that like Not really yet. it's on my list. Oh, it's on man, my list. you need to. And it's it's really interesting because it's it's male characters sort of diving deep into like what's been ingrained in them as like men, like how they're supposed to act and how it sort of gets in the way of their relationships. And I feel like that's sort of accidentally what matt and kelly have done is like Mm -hmm. broken that down not on purpose like the guys in those books do but you know they 
I feel like that's happened just by nature of their friendship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if, if you haven't read those books, read those because they're great because they do get into that where like what what men grow up thinking they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to act. And this is a part of that, that like, you know, sort of mind your own business, stay in your lane. We're not going to really talk about the emotions, get touchy feely. And that yeah. I feel like that's probably where Severide and, and Casey were <laughs> in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that episode, it doesn't really move them forward too terribly much but it is a pivotal moment as far as like yeah. it's going to factor into the the way Casey sees Brett later on for sure um for sure uh-huh. yeah yeah it's great yeah so moving into 719 um this is the episode with the there's a storm outside and this little boy like finds his way into the firehouse and he just won't really speak he's like scared out of his mind uh I forgot, like, there were just certain moments in this episode that I was like, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. This is such Mm -hmm. a good episode. Um, And it's, like, Brett'sy almost all the way through. Like, from the minute it begins with, like, Foster and Brett talking, like, Mm -hmm. in the apparatus floor, it's, like, all the way through sort of riddled with, like, foreshadowing and, like, little moments and then actual moments between them. This episode is like a major, major, major. Which, I mean, I think that's where episode. this was the one that kind of really hooked me. And it kind of felt like it was like a, not like, cause I know they sometimes do like screen tests, you know, obviously, but it felt like it, this was a true test for like them to kind of get some of their more chemistry moments yeah. together on screen through like consistent, like a consistent, right? Not just like little moments it that they sort of felt like the show was kind of dipping its toe in. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. kind of be like, yeah. mm, how is does this, this where we want to go? go? How does this work? Do people yeah. like it? Do people hate it? And right. it's, it's what yeah. hooked me in. I agree with <laughs> yeah. that for sure. And if, if, yeah, I feel like that's the same with a lot of people. Like, this is one of those big ones that comes up when oh. people talk about Bretzy. Anywhere that I've been where people talk about Bretzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure. mm-hmm. Yeah, for that reason. But it does, it starts, I think the way it starts is kind of telling because it starts with Foster and Brett. Like, Foster's talking about this girl that she's dating <laughs> or that she wants to date that is works within the department. So he's like, eh, I don't really like, you know. I don't really want to date anybody even within the CFD anymore. And Foster says, like, when you meet that person you really click, click with, the rules of who you should or shouldn't be dating go out the window. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on now. When we're looking forward to like season, season nine, like, that's really, that's totally foreshadowing for everything that's going to come after this. Love it. Yeah. So that was like Foster the very spewed beginning some big time wisdom in certain moments. Like she, she wasn't like, very long, but man, she yeah. is like the number one Brett and Casey shipper. She, I yeah. know. And oh, I'm so sad she so wasn't hard. on season nine to see it happen. I know. Like, wow. Just made me so. We know she's so gotten bad. that FaceTime call, but still. Oh, absolutely. No. I, I have a feeling like Stella, even if Brett wasn't giving her a play by play, Stella was Stella like, was like Guess listen. what these fools did this week? Yeah. <laughs> like, these idiots. <laughs> these dumbasses. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. That was happening. So, but no, yeah, it starts with that. And uh, Foster, that uh, she endeared herself to me so quickly because of moments like that, you know? For me, it was the Severide speech when she was like, get it together or leave Stella. Oh, alone. yeah. I was like, oh. oh, her having, which was not in this episode. It was right before this episode. Right. Because her and Stella deal with the fallout of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was like a killer moment. I loved how she had like Stella's back through that whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she fit right in with 51. Like She did. I miss her. I know. I love I know. Violet, but I, I do miss her. 
I love Violet, yeah. Yeah. So in um, this episode, the other thing too is that Casey presents this idea of like taking this trip like some random place in the world. Yes. He just wants to like get on a plane and go, which like, man, do I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Brett goes with a little boy to the 21st um, and Casey goes to pick her up. Um, completely unrelated side note, but the moment with Ruzik and Sylvie cracks me up every time where he's like, <laughs> language, you're a brave son of a bitch. Language. language. She's such <laughs> a mom. Like it just, she every, like she's done that to count before too, like way back in season four. Like she is just such like a mom. I'm sorry, but she is. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. But then I also wonder, I'm like, was that moment Ruzik or was that Patty? <laughs> Who was that? It's probably Patty. Let's be real. Probably, it's probably Patty. Yeah, it's probably Patty. <laughs> probably Every like, Patty. third word out of Patty's mouth is fuck. And I love him for it. <laughs> but, you know. But yeah. actually. But this this scene when Casey goes to pick her up is adorable. Because like, yes. she's just kind of watching all like cutesy and just kind of like off to the side and Casey just comes in behind her and he's just like hey like I'm over here um and he's like I was sent to collect you like once you were done Mm -hmm. um and it's just a cute little like cute little conversation here and they're talking Mm -hmm. about how they look like a nice family and then they talk about like this world adventure and Brett's like we should get a group together and like Carmen San Diego it and like (laughs) I don't know if any anybody has written that fic of like yes their Carmen San Diego trip I need it yeah it's it's there's uh I can't remember the name of it or the author right off the top of my head but I remember reading it and I loved it um it was again it was that fic it was supposed to be a group trip and slowly but surely everybody backed out but the two of them and so then they were like well I guess we have to do it (laughs) I must find this fic at once I'll find it I'll see if I can find it and and send it to you because I I remember yeah I think that's like one I haven't read yet somehow and what was cool about it was the author did like a choose your own adventure thing so in the (gasps) comments after every chapter you could be like she'll give you choices. Like, are they going to do this or do this or do this? And then you could be like, Ooh, I want them to do this. And the one that won was what she did the next chapter. So so cool. It was really neat. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. I wish I could shout it out. I can't remember. Yeah, you'll find it. I believe If Logan hasn't found it by this guy, by this time when this comes out and anyone knows (laughs) what she's talking about, you can also feel free to send it to all of us. It was, I remember it being a really good fic. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, But yeah. That, so that has been written, but I am also convinced that this is going to be their honeymoon someday. Aww. Oh, yeah, the Carmen San Diego sure. trip. I love yeah. it. But I mean, it, it was really in particular with this episode. I'm always a sucker for like longing looks. And so like that yes. moment of where it's, you see Brett kind of fade a little bit, but you see like yes. Matt looking the at her. shifts. That, yeah. that got, that's what sold me. And it's like, I, like I had enjoyed the other moments at the beginning parts of season seven, but nothing sold me in like that. That's this was, what got me in. I think this was the light bulb moment for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. not just Casey. It was Casey's light bulb moment. Let's be clear. This was like the moment where he looked at her. He was like, huh, I, that's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. For me, this is definitely when Casey realizes like he has a crush on her. Like, I don't yeah. think he had like feelings. No, not yet. Like, like in I, love. No, but... not, no. And not even like, like feelings, but he's like, oh, okay. Like yeah. something. Like, yeah. This is not what spark ignited yeah, a little bit. This is basically like the moment where it's like, well, this isn't what I feel for other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is different. Okay. Like, oh, fu- yeah. okay. It's like, this, it's him noticing the potential mm-hmm. is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I catch feelings or is it just heartburn? Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So and that's definitely what that moment is for sure. 
Um, and I think part of that in 716 definitely played into this because he's already sort of seen where she she's willing to go above and beyond for people, yeah. you know, and then he's seeing her with this little boy, which we you know that Casey is like a sucker for kids like he ha- mm-hmm. always, always has been. So I feel like, of course, you're going to see Brett with like a kid. It's going to it's going to like, you know, ignite some things. <laughs> for for Casey so I will say though I'm glad they didn't pour that on thick that, no me too yeah that's something that in the later days they did a lot with Dossie only because and I get it they wanted to start trying again absolutely I mean they're gonna pour it on thick if that's the case yeah. but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad they just like dabbled in that and then we're just like never yeah. mind we're gonna focus on the flirting and like the right burn. and I do like every because they did this several times with Bretzi where it's like there was a kid present and so they sort of dabbled in like the okay, this is a little undertone, but we're not going to make it like a thing, you know? And that's what this was where it's like, it's there. And if you've watched the show long enough, you know, you see it, but it's not going to be something that somebody coming in off the street is going to be like, oh, that's what that is. (laughs) And I think that's sort of like the key to making it work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that moment at the end of 719 is huge, huge. Yeah. This is such a, uh, I love, I love this moment mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. It's great. So Daisy said, I think that the first moments that, I think this is the first moment that Matt ever felt anything for Sylvie was in 719 because the little boy, with the little boy in the turnout room. Matt seeing Sylvie with kids just showed her in a whole new light for him. And then everything after that episode having to do with Kyle just solidified Matt's feelings towards Sylvie. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I agree. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Katie said when Matt picks her up later from the district and he gets that, look, I was hooked on Bretzy. Matt saw his feature in that moment without even realizing it. And that was the most beautiful foreshadowing. Oh, Matt saw his future. That's so well put. Really sweet. Also, another side note, I'm just going to point out anytime I know someone has written fanfic and whatever, Katie has the best story out there right now, by far, sprucing up Chicago. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's, that's, I'm, she's my, that's my friend. That's my friend. (laughs) I'm going to say that every time my I favorite my favorite right now it's Bruising so up Chicago. Oh, it's it is really good it's an addiction like it's it's it so really fluffy is, it's That's so her, fluffy I'm, and warm I'm and subscribed cute. to it but I'm gonna let her do more of it because I go on she's, yeah yeah I'm she's almost at the end I think she That's has good. like I'm gonna like let two her more left I think yeah like one chapter and an epilogue left and then it's okay. done okay um, it's so good oh. it's so good but she has other fix that are good like she wrote a whole yeah. AU about like if Brett took Amelia and I was like, I was addicted to that for so long. It yeah, was that's so a good. good. Too. I've, um, everything she writes is really good. It but. is. She is really good. That's true. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, that one is almost complete. So check it out. Sprucing up Chicago. Yeah. That's an addiction. You'll skill, you'll get started and you won't put it down. Like <laughs> You won't. It's so precious. Nice. Nice. Uh, we also got a voice memo from Phoenix and we'll go ahead and play that now. Throughout season seven, we just see this friendship develop in a way that's just so organic and natural. And at first, it is very much a friendship and nothing more. But then there's that moment in until the weather breaks. After spending the entire episode taking care of that little boy, you see them at the police station when Matt comes to pick her up. And you can see it so clearly. He's watching her, watching the little boy. And you can see it in the way he smiles at her when she's not looking. There had been moments before that, sure. But that was the moment. I knew it right then, and I've never questioned it since. That they were going to be endgame. For me, it's just so obvious in that moment. He 
he knew clearly then that he had more than platonic feelings for Sylvie. Phoenix, who has like every piece of Bretzy merch on our two public store. <laughs> and she writes fanfic. Yeah, hers yes! are good too. Hers are good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love how every day it's like a new Bretzy shirt. Like it's just, it's so good. And she has a Redbubble store where she designs stuff that she wants. Like that's the only reason <laughs> she has it. She like designs things that she wants to wear and puts them up in the Redbubble store. Or if she wants a specific sticker, she'll design it and put it in the Redbubble store. Oh I love God. it. It's the, she has the best energy ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one Chicago OOTD. I love that video she had where she was like, this is the rest of my one Chicago merch and this is my Bretzy pile. And it's just like, (laughs) I love it so much. She's great. I love her. Yeah. So good. Love it. Love it. Brian, take us to the next one. Okay. 720. So 720 is, there's a lot happening Bretzy wise in 720 y'all, like a lot. So basically, obviously Brett and the chaplain have broken up by now. Yep. And so in 720, Casey notices like Brett like staring off like way off into space which obviously very much not like Brett so she's obviously just run into Kyle for the first time since their breakup so she's all in her feels and Casey admits he's like I feel responsible for your breakup yet again this is again a parallel the second time he feels responsible <laughs> and he for... does the same thing let's talk about this <laughs> the, the same, same thing. thing yeah again the parallels guys mm-hmm. so he admits he's like I feel responsible for this and she's like no 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 like it's not your fault like and she's like truth is you know the relationship was a bad idea from the start I mean she's not wrong but she's not wrong at all (laughs) anyway and so obviously they both have they just have this they relate about the fact that like they're moving on is taking longer than they expected and then like Brett of course gets called out you know for a call and so the whole thing is that like she had brought in these hydrangeas to like put in the firehouse and then it's Mouch is allergic to them. Yeah, he says he is. Who he knows? Says if he's really allergic is. to them. Yeah. So she gives as she's leaving to go out on this call, she gives Casey the hydrangeas that she brought in and he puts them in his office. Which and is you like, see them later when he's talking to Severide and it's yeah. so cute. Like <laughs> he actually keeps them and puts them in his office. So pretty cute. Yeah. Then later on at Molly's. Brett decides to approach Casey and he's like sitting there just like drinking his beer, you know, minding his own business. And she just comes up to him and she doesn't even say hi. She's like, so I was thinking, and he's like, hi, (laughs) which I love. And she's like, we should totally be dating. And then it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It pauses. And he's like, what? And she's, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. She's like, no. And then she's like, you know, what I mean is that like, obviously we're more capable than moving on. Like we just need to be proactive about finding dates. And she's like, I know the perfect person for you. Cause of sure. course she does. Sure. Yeah. Jan. Yeah. Sure. And she wants to set him up with her friend, Olivia. And so she's like, I'll host a gang night. Like you can get to know each other better. It'll be fine. It's like the dorkiest way, by the way, to do like a no pressure group date. It's like, Mm -hmm. we'll have a game night. She's Mm -hmm. such a dork. I love her. Well, isn't this another moment of drunk Sylvie? No, she's not. She's just, no, she's she's just just Sylvie. Bubbly. (laughs) She's just Sylvie. The Hufflepuff energy in this episode from her is like, mm-hmm. oh, true. oh yeah, 
for sure. She's definitely a Hufflepuff. That, that oh. makes me, I'm, I'm slowly starting to realize more and more why I love Silly so much is because I clearly very much identify her with her so much. Because <laughs> you're a Hufflepuff. Yes, I am. And I'm proud yeah. of it. I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm not a, I'm not a big Harry Potter person like at all, but Gina tells me I'm a Hufflepuff. So Ryan is I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Run is a puff. I'm a Ravenclaw. I don't okay. I'm a Ravenclaw. How did that two Hufflepuffs, two Ravenclaws? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's perfect. Um, Kate, what is Casey? Casey's like Gryffindor. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's Gryffindor all the way. So is Sev. Yeah. It makes sense for the profe- profession. Foster is Slytherin. Yeah, totally. I can see that. Foster, Slytherin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Slytherin oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Gallo is a puff. Hundred and ten percent gallows of pot. No, you Violet can't, think, you is can't fake that good of bread. Of no, yeah, no. <laughs> or know how to fold a fitted sheet. Exactly. Yeah, gallows of pot. Um, yeah. Violet. Could, I think Violet is Slytherin because she's ambitious. That's yeah. like the key thing to me. If somebody is like ambitious and wants to like learn it all, do it all, be it all, mm-hmm. then I that's a, that's a Slytherin yeah. to me. I can see yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I'm trying to think, what would Malch be? Because I feel like he's really creative and that says Ravenclaw. I could see but, Malch being a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Because, you know, the sketching and the writing and yeah. Like, yeah. And he's he's smart. He's a smart dude. Malch is one of us. Yeah. He's definitely one what of us. What about Stella? Ooh. Slytherin? I don't know, though. She's got like some Gryffindor energy. I mean, like, the season seven crossover going after Severide and like running out I of oxygen. oxygen tank. She's a Gryffindor. Yeah, she's that a Gryffindor. That was reckless AF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What even when they sure. get proposed, she goes after him after when, you know, her proposal scene too. Like that mm-hmm. is all her going after him too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a Gryffindor for sure. Oh, this is fun. Sorting everything. I know. This is fun. I like know. sorting. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know who else is a puff? Yeah. Kevin Atwater is a puff. Atwater is totally a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Big time Hufflepuff. Yeah. Ruse yeah. is a Gryffindor just because he's a mess. Yes. <laughs> he's a mess. He is a mess. Yeah. He's Thanks our mess. For sure. We love him very much. <laughs> Upton. Ooh, Upton. Gryffindor. Yeah. True. Yeah. I feel like most of PD is probably Gryffindor. I feel that way like, about most of Fire. Yeah. Really? But- but it's like the brave and loyal, like it's I, for a lot of like, you know, Gryffindor characteristics, I can see it. Can see yeah. It. Yeah. I feel like we don't have a whole lot of Ravenclaws happening here. No, we don't. Will Halstead <laughs> Maybe is Med. a Gryffindor. Med. Yeah, Will Halstead's Med's... a Gryffindor because he's a effing mess. Uh, Let's see. Med Troy's a Ravenclaw. Some... Troy. Troy is definitely yeah, a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then I feel like April could be a Ravenclaw like she's so smart Slytherin Slytherin oh that's a good one too though dang mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to think about this some more we gotta find some more Ravenclaws we do. <laughs> so far we've got Melch <laughs> I could play the sorting hat game all day I, be fine I know me too <laughs> and it's so much fun with fictional characters it, it really is because you can interpret it's like so many different oh, oh yeah. absolutely ways yeah love it love it yeah that was fun <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> I have no idea what you guys just said for the last like ten minutes. It's fine. It's fine. It's um, like Power Rangers all over oh, again. Yeah. It's know, okay. It's so then we get to the game night, and oh, they, I adore it. 
And at this game night, it is, I feel like this is important context. So we have Brett, we have Brett's friend, Olivia, we have Matt, we have Foster, we have Joe, we have Lily, we have Otis, and we have uh, Foster. Did I say Foster? You said Foster already. Okay, then I got everybody. (laughs) Okay. And so they're playing games, whatever. And then they decide they're going to play charades. Because so, Otis was a jerk about Trivial Pursuit. Of course. Which of course he would. Of Otis. course. I, I know. Miss R.I.P. Pour out one for Otis. Um, and so they decide to play charades. And Brett's like, I'll go first. And so they do. They go through the whole thing. And then even Otis is a jerk to Lily about the freaking like one word. And it's like, Otis. <laughs> she walks away. It's like. <laughs> really man (laughs) really (laughs) and so anyway so they get through it and so sylvie goes on and she starts doing her clues or whatever and they're all guess it's a tv show it's one word and they all are guessing like all these things that aren't even like one word like they're like breaking bad and it's like what are you that's two words (laughs) words, whatever Mm. and then finally matt yells out emergency she's doing like i would i don't even first of all i wouldn't have gotten i don't even know what emergency is i know what the show is but i wouldn't have gotten it it's a very 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 old show it is but even if i had heard of it i mean just based on context clues i would have not have guessed emergency from that like this like climbing a ladder (laughs) yeah she's like 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 Like, and i think this was like the hose like she was doing like a (laughs) There emergency, Brenna. Emergency is like one Chicago's like great great grandparent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think isn't the firehouse in that fifty one too? Is I don't know. Sure. I think I remember somebody saying that. Yeah, it's kind of ironic that they picked that because the firehouse. Yeah, I think yeah. I do remember that when. That and it's came ha- out. it's gotten a mention in an earlier episode with Brett. By the way, she went on a date with like the guy that had a rescue crush on her that she dated for like two episodes that Otis guy? really hated. The I think so. The guy that Otis like hated, he's like background check on him, found like the breaking and entering in his record or whatever. That's a guy. I, I, yeah, I don't remember where he came from, but I'm sure that's it. (laughs) But it it was, he mentioned it to her, to Brett on their date. Like he was, she said Firehouse 51 and he was like, oh, like emergency. And she was like, I I don't know what that is. (laughs) So obviously since then. She has learned. That's funny. I don't remember that, but that's funny. I do. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, no one else, there's no way nope. anyone could have guessed mm-hmm. emergency. For, like, no one. So, like, the fact that Casey did, that's, like, some soulmate shit right there. No, and that's no, where I was waiting for you to say that because I it love it. It is. It, no, it is. is. Totally soulmate shit. And that's where, like, with 719, like, I hate, no, and once again, this is a very visual thing for and so for people listening. I'm sorry. But it was, like, like with the dog ears where they'll, like, stick one ear up and, like, the, like 719, I'm like, oh, I like this. Then 720 with this cute moment happened, I'm like, oh, ha. What, wait, what, what's going on? Like, I love it so much. attention. Yeah. It's just like, huh? Huh? Yeah. This is exactly what I like. Spidey senses. Even more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so they finish the clue, whatever. They high five, yada, yada, yada. And then she sits back down next to Olivia. And of course, she's trying to talk up Casey to Olivia. And she's like, he's great, isn't he? Like, great, right? And Olivia's just like, yeah, really great. Really great. Like, but like, she's like you're an idiot like there's she already a, knows she's like you're an idiot right there's another moment earlier though where she was looking at Casey and she's like trying to get him to talk to Olivia and she's like doing her head like hello hello <laughs> like totally ignoring it yeah <laughs> it's so cute and awkward but yeah Olivia knew like you could tell in that she moment she answered she was like uh-huh sure yeah, yeah he's great yeah <laughs> not for me 
but he's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so again, this is a great moment. Um, Megan R had something to say about this moment. So we'll play her thoughts real quick. I also love the game night like episode when like Sylvie tried setting him up with Olivia, but it didn't end up working because like Sylvie and Matt ended up like guessing each other's charades thing. It was so it was so like pure and genuine and Olivia's like, what's going on? And and like the fact that Sylvie was in denial about dating Matt, but Stella and Emily were like, I don't see a problem with it. And and it was just so cool. And actually, like, I don't know, like when the exact moment he fell in love with her was. But if I had to guess, it would be around like the time when she had to go pick up like when he had to go pick her up from the police station. And like that one episode where it was like raining outside, like the storm happened. And I think they were like trapped inside the firehouse. I don't know. But like. I think he started catching feelings in that episode and then in the episode after it was like the game night and he was like, oh my God, I think I may be in love with her. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, um, great, great, great moment. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. I also, there's a, a gif that goes around of like Foster's face when Casey like guesses emergency. She has this like, she gets this little smirk and you're like, oh, Foster knows too. <laughs> like She had this like little smirk. And it was like, mm-hmm, that's it. Foster's yeah. Foster's calling it. <laughs> so the kind of Brettsy stuff ends in 720 with, you know, the next time Brett sees Olivia, you know, Olivia then, as we kind of have already alluded to, like points out what Brett is missing. And it's just so good that we ha- we just have to play the audio. So I, I know it got a little rowdy at the end of the party the other night. So I'm not sure if you had a chance to exchange numbers with Casey, but I'm sure he'd be cool with me giving you his info. Uh, he is an awesome guy. You were right. See, I told you I wouldn't steer you wrong. Yeah, the thing is... Oh, he's not your type. Sylvie. You're the one who should be with Matt Casey, not me. You know that, right? What? Oh, no. No, no, no. He was he was married to my best friend. <laughs> no, he's definitely... Come on. Come on, I sat next to the two of you the whole night. You're meant for each other. I love that Olivia and Brett clearly aren't even that close, but she knows. Like, that's mm-hmm. my favorite part about this yeah. whole thing. She's like, Sylvie, like, you're the one who should be with Matt Casey, not me. Like, you know that, right? And she's like, what? Huh? Like, no, no, what? I just, I love it. I love it. That, yeah. I love that Olivia had to point yeah. that out. Oh, everything to Olivia. So let's give Olivia a round of applause right now. <laughs> yes. Because but without actually, her, no. like, this ain't happening. And I, I still remember when this was airing, like, I squealed so loudly when <laughs> Olivia said that. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was, it just it felt so good. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Olivia, we owe like a world of thanks Mm -hmm. to Olivia for sure. Like Olivia and Kylie, they saved Brettsy and Stellar Ride. We owe them. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. they go on the the wall of fame. Yes, (laughs) forever. (laughs) (laughs) But is this, um, this is the one where like Casey goes to talk to Kyle, right? Too. Mm, Or is that the next one? I'm trying to remember. I think it's seven twenty. It might be this one. I don't remember. I think it's this one. Because then the yeah. next episode is where he shows up at the firehouse. So yeah, it's it's this one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because I I don't know. I just really liked that moment. I feel like it was this one. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. No, it's definitely because in seven twenty one is when he like actually stops Comes by the fire. The, okay. Yeah. No, but the way that Matt talks to Kyle about Sylvie in that moment is so to me it's telling in the difference between kyle and matt like 
Matt knows that Sylvia is strong and can handle the awkwardness. And Kyle is like, I don't know. Can she, is she? And Matt's just like, no, you're like, she's got this, yeah. you know? And like, that's the difference to me between those two guys. I don't think Kyle is a bad guy. <laughs> I just think he doesn't get Brett is what I think it is. And yeah. I think that scene shows the difference between a person who understands yeah. Sylvie and a person who doesn't. Well, and even later on, like the fact that he thought she would just be happy, you know, like back in Fowlerton, like Ooh. being, you know, a not, you know, the paramedic stuff is fine. Like, he never discouraged her from being a paramedic, no. really. But like, yeah. obviously, it wasn't the same as what she was doing in Chicago. And then <laughs> the fact that he thought she was really going to be okay just being a chaplain's wife too is that like, was a cringy moment. Yeah. He oh, underestimated okay. her. No, and yeah, he it, did it, exactly, yeah. which is like, like, like wrong. And I mean, we'll obviously still get into it more, but it still felt like as they were going on more, it felt like he loved the idea of Sylvie and it wasn't so much like, I mean, obviously I think the Sylvie, when she just came to Chicago, if Kyle had come into her life, then it'd be a completely different story, but she has very much changed from season three to season seven. Yes, I would agree with that. And I think we'll probably get into that a little more like later on of some Mm -hmm. things that Kyle actually says, but Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think it was more like, the idea of someone like Sylvie in his mm-hmm. life that he was mm-hmm. more yeah. focused on than actually Sylvie Brett. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, and so Daisy submitted or, you know, submitted her thoughts about this particular moment. She said, I think that Sylvie started to have feelings for Matt in 720 after the game night with Olivia when, you know, she said something to Sylvie. Like, I think that was the first time that she really kind of considered Matt to be more than a friend, which. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I don't think that thought would have occurred to her otherwise. No. Um, not at all. Uh, no. Sylvie is like. To her, I think she hung like an off limits sign on Matt and like, mm-hmm. that was it. Right. You know, like there was no friends, nothing more. He's off limits. That's it. And I think yeah. what Olivia did was like, take that off. She was like, nope, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Window of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Good. So moving into 721, there's a lot of Bretzy happening here. Yes. A lot of Bretzy. Lots okay. So lots, first lots, off, lots. we start off, Bretzy has, or Brettsy, just no, just Brett, not them <laughs> together, just Brett. Um, Casey walks in the bunk room to go to his quarters, and like Brett and Foster and Stella are pretty much in the middle of talking about him. So she starts coughing and getting choked up, at, like just because she's just like, oh shit, what do I do? Um, and so, like, once he goes into his office, Foster is like, okay, well, forget the Dawson stuff. Like, how do you feel about Casey? And she's like, I don't know. And Stella's like, uh, coughing good says you do. I also love Stella being like, we'll get her some water. She'll be She'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> she's not dying. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And Casey's just like, okay. Okay, then. <laughs> not going to question that. No, but I do. I love this moment with the girls, like, mm-hmm. because obviously Sylvie is going to be in her head about it. And the fact yeah. that people who yeah. are outside of her can be like, actually, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And she needs that yeah. because as we've stated previously, she put an off limits sign on him, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, she's going to need somebody to help her change the context of that conversation. Yeah. Um, and well, Foster and Stella are perfect for that. And I think the I think honestly, hearing it from Stella means a lot more too, because obviously Foster is a good friend of hers, but Foster didn't know Gabby. Gabby. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that like Stella is saying like, it's okay. And like Stella, even just throughout, you know, eight and nine too, like the fact that Stella is like, 
encouraging of it, I think means a lot to Sylvie because, you know, she does know Gabby and I don't think Stella would encourage her to go after that and like follow her heart if there was any kind of like Mm -hmm. wrongness about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, it was a twofold moment where it's like Brett gets some encouragement, but also, you know, we get some female friendship. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with mm-hmm. any of those they mm-hmm. want to give us. Mm-hmm. For real. <laughs> Love it. So uh, afterwards they go on a call. Casey gets a little burned and uh, a Roman candle. Roman Roman candle candle that was the stupidest. Like men are dumb. <laughs> Nothing I'm that sorry, ends. But- yeah. Nothing that begins or ends in Roman is a good thing on the show. Okay? <laughs> the Roman shade is nonstop. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just Gina. That might be the best thing you've ever said on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I, I mean, I'm still on the Casey State Farm insurance thing. I'm sorry. That, that may be my favorite. I won't. Go, I won't. We won't go into a tangent again. But it, this comes very close. If that doesn't end up on a shirt, I'm gonna be so upset you guys are so lucky that my ipad is out of reach right now because otherwise... otherwise she would be doing this while we were <laughs> oh, don't yeah. worry. it's up here forever i'm never gonna let you forget it nope <laughs> never it's you're never gonna live it down ever we're gonna bring it up all the time it's gonna be an inside joke like, anytime it. you hear the word roman in one chicago just fucking run it's not good <laughs> Like, I don't even, I'm terrified of Roman candles just in general on like the 4th of July when everyone has them. I can't imagine pointing them at someone. (laughs) I'm just also afraid of sparklers. So I don't even imagine like (laughs) anything else. Oh, man. Oh, so dumb. Uh, Yeah. So he basically got like not shot by a Roman candle, but it like grazed him. So, yeah. uh, they so Casey is just kind of like bandaging him up back at the firehouse, and that's where you get that picture. It's like that screen cap when you anytime you Google mm-hmm. a Bretzi picture, this is like the number one that comes mm-hmm. up. It's just like Casey's just like his head's like kind of tilted with his neck, and then Brett's just ever so delicately like Disney princess style, like tending to his neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Well, at that's the, end. the later yeah. one. Yeah, that's the one at the end. Yeah, this one is him sitting on the front of the fire truck, and like, oh, shit. It, yeah, yeah, no, it's two different she's, ones. It's but it, this one is really cute though because she's like, Oh, you have a bird there let me check it out and he's like no no i'm good and she just like flushes it without even saying anything and he's like oh okay this is happening yeah. and then <laughs> she's like of course like on him she's like promise you'll keep this dry and clean and you know change the bandage and he's like okay i will and, and there's but, like a like, little look exchange oh the so look cute. kill mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. kill yeah. me it's, and it's like so a playful good. flirty one you know this one oh, like he, he's like go. 721 go. is all about the looks oh my gosh mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. yeah all so many looks. of them yeah. That's why it's easy that you got that confused because like almost the exact same thing happens later in the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, because so she because she's checking up on it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a couple that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh man, it's so good. Yeah, it is really so good. good. And then you get obviously, like we were just talking about, the chaplain decides he's gonna stop by the firehouse for the first moment. time after he and Brett break up. And so Matt is like, of course, you know, Brett's not even there. So Matt, yeah. of course, is like, I'm going to go talk to him. 
And, you know, Chaplin, you know, it's like, thank you for setting me straight, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Matt's like, no need to thank me, whatever. And he's like, Chaplin's like, oh, you know, the only folks I haven't seen here are Froster and Sylvie. He doesn't even call her Brett. Sylvie. 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 And, you know, Casey's like, oh, they're dropping the victim at bed. And he's like, could be a while. Could be a while. (laughs) And then... And then the chaplain's just like, okay, well, you know, I guess I'll catch him another time. And like the look on Stella's face as she's listening to this is like, oh man, maybe Matt actually feels something for her. Yeah. This is like the most underrated of moments. I feel like it's one that like, it's easy to skim past it, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's so good. Just the way he says, could be a while. You're like, (laughs) you're so full of shit. Uh-huh. Like you not... invited him back here, but then you didn't want him to see right. her. So like, exactly. make up your mind. Really, man? <laughs> it's hilarious. Make up Stella's your damn mind. Makes it like, uh-huh. Stella's face is like the best part. She's like, oh, what is happening here? She, she's like, she's oh, like, okay then. She catches her looking at him. He's like, what? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. I love how him calling her Sylvie is his way of like meeting business is like, waiting for sylvie okay yeah like, okay. i know her i can call her by her first name i, I know yeah. her better than anybody it's like fuck you like, like yeah. but the thing oh. is he doesn't know her at all and that's no. the sad part yeah uh-huh. like uh-huh. buster and sylvie it's like anyway <laughs> anyway and then no. i love this too so like at next shift or whatever like they're in the locker room getting ready or whatever and brett <laughs> chastises chasey for not changing his bandage for 24 uh-huh. hours like he told like she told him to and she's like he's like you know oh i will i will i will or whatever and he's like how's your cough and it's just like oh. her and her explanation is a little bit tmi she's like you know it's just some spit that went down the wrong tube and he's like, <laughs> he like makes it he's like oh <laughs> I just, I, I just like, how's your cough? And it's just like, if only you knew. If right. Only, they if get only, so awkward around each other. It's kind of adorable. Mm-hmm. It is so adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, and well, I think that's here too. Casey never knows what to do with his hands. Ever. Oh, <laughs> never. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Never. Okay. So then we get this scene that Gina was talking about. So Casey comes to find band- or Brett, you know, obviously during the next shift because his bandage has fallen off. And he's like, you know, my bandage came loose on that call. And he's like, I don't want you to yell at me again. And <laughs> she's just like, hmm, you know, but you, you definitely need a new bandage. And she's like, I'm going to do it this time. So it just doesn't fall right <laughs> off. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, you're pretty good at this stuff. Like maybe you should consider a career in EMS. And she's like, sounds exciting and he's like you know it is and then they stare right into each other's eyes for way longer than necessary way longer much. the longer you look i just i can't even hashtag soulmate shit yes mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure no mm-hmm. and the other thing about this is um when it starts he makes a point to like they make a point to say that i i asked foster and she said you would be here and it's like so he could have gone to foster and had foster do it but no 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 he has yeah. to find Sylvie, Sylvie. Brett. Because yeah. he knows that she's going to yell at him. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, and like this staring is like literally, it feels like five minutes. Like it's, it's so, so long. long. It's, so, it's long. so long. And it's so good. Like it's, if they had stared at each other any longer, it would have turned into a kiss. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm so confident of that. It's so good. Oh, man. And it's always, if you've noticed when they do this, it's usually Brett that like looks away first. Have you noticed that? Because she's, again, mm-hmm. she's the one running away. Mm-hmm. So 
she's the one that's going to have reality crash back down on her first like oh this can't happen you know so yeah. she's going to be the one to break it um which i just think that's interesting that i don't know if that was a choice they made on purpose or if it just happened that way but that's typically yeah. how it goes oh man this is it's good and a lot of people like this scene too and so we yeah. got some listener thoughts um erica s said my favorite Bretzy <laughs> episode is 721 um the scene with foster brett and kid in the bunk room is obviously the best um and she said you know the way that matt acted towards kyle at the firehouse so good the <laughs> look that stella gave him after he told kyle that you know not to wait um and he's like you know when sylvia was changing his bandage in the bunk room and he, she said you know the looks that they were giving each other was steamy matt's face when she walked away was everything it's like he knew he was in trouble he knew his feelings were changing oh that's exactly what it is that is a uh, this is trouble i'm in trouble <laughs> yeah that's that's a i'm fucked face that was what that was <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. Um, and then Jamie R said the Roman candle incident um, when he asked Foster where he could find Brett to change the bandage on his neck was when I think he realized he was in love with her. Um, he could have easily asked Foster when he saw her, but nope, she wasn't the right person. My favorite was when he said, I didn't want you to yell at me. He was totally in love with her, just in complete denial. But the way they looked at each other, I was yelling, just kiss her already to the TV. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that just kills me that he's like, Foster said you'd be here. And you're like... <laughs> Did you not? Did you hear yourself? <laughs> you could have gone to the other. You yeah. could have. You could have. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh man. And then we go into the season finale of seven, which Ooh. is a heartbreaker. And I. Oh hate, my god. I love this little first part of the you know the tiny little mm-hmm. first part of the but then I hate the rest of seven twenty two. And eight oh one. The lead in is you think is fairly happy, and you're like, oh, it's kind yeah, of like, it's everything it's is good until like the last like ten minutes or something, and then it all falls apart. <laughs> as oh my god, per Derek's usual. Well, it's so funny. I've been slowly because the, my old computer is so slow, trying to go through Gina and I's old text messages to find the text message where she asked me to start the podcast. I'm still working on it, but <laughs> so obviously I've seen a lot of what Gina and I thought back in the moment when these episodes were happening and Gina I didn't tell you this but I saw your text after this finale and you were like oh that wasn't that bad and I was like if only we knew (laughs) you were like oh that's actually kind of harmless and I was like oh my god if only we knew what we Uh -uh. wow I could have dealt with just things going boom that would have been fine it was the it was the death that I was like that was unnecessary yeah Yeah. and obviously we didn't think anyone was actually gonna die so like back then it did seem pretty harmless but yeah gina was like oh it's harmless and i was like uh. i wasn't yeah. too mad about that one i'm re-watching season seven with my mom again and i'm just like we're getting closer and closer i'm like oh god oh god oh god it's not gonna hurt it's gonna hurt so bad you know what it was the worst part of that finale for me just the finale not the fallout was like the the whistling just kept like getting louder and louder louder and louder more and more yeah. stressful it was just kind yeah. of making you more like stressed and then like that that slow of like i'm not leaving you like that's what I was just like. All right, it's eight fifty eight. Like I'm starting to stress out. Can we move along, please? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's eight fifty. Yeah. Like I don't like stressing out. Can we just like move it along? Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, I hate it's it. brutal. I hate yeah. It. Anyway. <sighs> So, but we do get some Bretzy stuff. So in the beginning of this episode, uh, Bowden calls Casey into his office to be like, basically like, hey, you meet Donna. Donna and I want to have you, you know, invite you to this dinner or whatever, but like, you got to bring a date. 
and Casey's like, but, and Bowden's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, you got to bring a date. And Casey's like, <laughs> okay, cool. And so Casey, like, sees out the window, like, he sees Brett, and he gets this idea that he's going to go ask Brett out to be his date for this dinner with Donna and Bowden. And he tries to go over there, and he, like, tries to ask her out, but then, of course... <laughs> They well, yeah, he does all this stuff with his hands. It's like, it's he crosses his arms, he puts them down, he puts his hands in his pockets, he pulls them out, he crosses his arms again. Like, it's already it's so, so awkward. awkward. And then they get interrupted by Herman, who's trying to teach Ritter how to bust balls. So of course they pick Brett and then Foster gets involved, and like the whole moment's ruined. Um Which, and the, then, when, when like Herman turns to Matt and he's like, right, Casey, and Matt's like, leave me out of this. <laughs> I think it was this past year, whoever started doing some of those like one Chicago memes of like that really hilarious, like awkward video. There was- it, it's my favorite thing because it's so awkward because it's like the face Casey makes, it, it fits so perfectly with the music for it. Daniel shared it, which was like a huge yeah. deal because we'd all been watching it for like two weeks and we had tagged Daniel in it because Ritter is in that scene yeah. so much. Yeah. But it's like all these sound effects and this like little commentary on the screen. And it it's hilarious. It's really, hilarious. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's really it's like, you know, those memes that everybody does with like the, the Wii music, like in the background, <laughs> yes. like it had that and mm-hmm. it had like the off key recorder, my heart will go on like, yeah. at the end. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like all those little meme things that people do were it's all so over good. it. It was it's hilarious. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I was the first time I watched it. I think I literally was. Oh, same. Crying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so good. Oh, but yeah. And then, so like K- Brett's like, well, what did you want to ask me? And Casey's like, uh, never mind just mm. and i'm just like no ask her out or like i know uh. it was that was so painful like really dude come you on were you, so were close. So close. you were so close this close this was one of those finales where like you get into it and i think this is very similar to the season six finale too where you're just like finally it's gonna freaking happen like mm-hmm. matt's gonna ask her out. matt's gonna do me it's finally going to happen there's nothing they can do to derail this and they do that one thing and you're like Motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah. The like, season six finale, I was like, it's the finale. They're going to find a way to have a baby. It's going to freaking happen. What do you mean if she gets pregnant, it could kill her? Like, uh, yeah. I know, what do you mean terrible. she's going to Puerto Rico? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That was one of those. By the way, uh, sidetrack, I'm about to tweet this out. I got busy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was working on something over there. She, I, I know her. I, I, anyway. I have to like, I have to be doing two things at once at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I kept, I was just like, I, Gina's working on some kind of creative masterpiece over there. I'm going to let her be. I'm going to let her be. <laughs> anyway. So then later on, you know, they're at Molly's the later on the chaplain has come to tell Brett that, you know, she got this job in Indianapolis. It's Indianapolis, right? It's not Powerton, right? Is, is it Anderson? It's Anderson, Anderson. in somewhere, Indiana. Yeah. Somewhere Anderson, in, half in hour Indian- from Fallerton. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. somewhere in Indiana. Yeah. Not that important. But anyway, and he's like, you know, so I'm going to leave leaving Chicago, whatever. And so Brett, you know, is like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, congratulations. Because obviously, like, yeah, they're not together, but like, she's still She happy wants him to be it, happy. You know? okay. Yeah. She, yeah. And that's what he really wanted. So, yeah. Anyway. So Brett gives Kyle a hug and Casey sees this from like across the this bar man and jump into like, conclusions. I just can't like, dude. Yeah. So he gets the like complete wrong idea, like 
complete and it's a hug it's not like it's 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 a hug hug. like mm -hmm. anyway and so of course then later on kind of in like the back hallway of molly's casey and brett run into each other and casey tells her he's like you know it's so good to see you back with the chaplain like i always liked him and he's like you know with you i mean like with you and he's like you guys are so right for each other mm-hmm. you know both nice and good and selfless people like you're good together and so casey walks away and brett is like left looking really sad because mm-hmm. like obviously she thought maybe something could kind was of happening be- yeah yeah and so she like the fact that casey's like no like you and the chaplain like that's who you belong with and, and I, she's like wait what yeah and i think this was the first instance and logan and i use it very much in season nine where i call him like matthew casey matthew <laughs> matthew. Yeah. matthew that's yeah. what we call him when we're mad at him we're like yeah. matthew yeah we do that too that's, on that's med it. we're like william like- <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah this yeah. is a Matthew moment for yeah, sure. He yeah, sticks his sure. foot in it so hard. So badly. Like, really? So badly. And, you know, it's just so painful to watch because you know it's not what he thinks it is. And you just want to like shake him and be like, can you just like, like actually t- just talk tell her, her what you think it is? Like, yeah. Just have a conversation. <laughs> also, sort of, yeah. I also sort of wanted Brett to like interrupt him and be like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're jumping like five miles ahead of anything that's happening right now. Yeah. But um, she just yeah. obviously takes it as like, oh, well, maybe I was reading things wrong. Like, yep. yeah, exactly. like I, we're not, you know, I'm not going to ruin our friendship. Like, to you be know, I'm gonna... fair, she was probably already looking for an excuse to do that because as we've mentioned, she's running away from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But also there's a parallel here too from 916. Did you notice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a glow up. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw you tweet that the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's good. pretty awesome. Um, so yeah. And then we kind of, it, it, things take a weird, 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 weird turn in this episode <laughs> because the chaplain shows up to the firehouse and decides he's going to just propose to Brett because why not? I, pause. <laughs> because they broke up. And at the point in which, the, how long had they been dating? Like, not long. Not that I long, I right? they start date like, you know, like 704 four five something like that and then obviously they broke up you know earlier than this so yeah right. not that long and then had they even exchanged i love yous at this point <laughs> like why does this man get this idea where he's like now i'm gonna propose to her we were <laughs> dating for like maybe three months we're not even together go, right now but right I'm we've broken propose. up i'm gonna go buy a ring and i'm gonna tell her i love her and propose to her at the same time you know what this shows though this shows that it's really dangerous to have two hopeless romantics like fall in love yeah that's true because then yeah. they just kind of like run with every feeling they have they like they're like yeah. i have a hunch let's just run with it mm-hmm. it's like no 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 <laughs> No. And I, I have thought- a hunch that Brett's going to love being a stay-at-home wife. No. Yeah. No, definitely wrong. And then Kyle does say something in his proposal that was sort of what I alluded to earlier, where he's like, he talks about when he was in the hospital, he's, you know, told himself when he got out of that hospital bed, he was going to live, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay. So this is you with an idea of what your life with Brett is going to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're running with it because- you're just trying to catch life where you can find it because you mm-hmm. almost died. That's that's what this is. It's not really about wanting to marry Sylvie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it's just so awkward too, because it's like obviously right there on the apron floor. It's you can kind of tell it was just so put together, you know, last minute. And it's kind of just like I'm throwing everything I have at this, hoping something will stick. Uh, and it's just so awkward. And so and the fact that like everybody's looking on, which is like oh, I hate those kind of proposals. Well, yeah, just, I I, I do like that he said he didn't want to make a scene, but she was mm-hmm. not at her apartment, so he at least gave him that. <laughs> yeah, but like. I guess, honestly, even though what's more baffling to me is that, like, she says yes, like, yeah. after all of that, because, yeah. you know, obviously, Casey, and, like, obviously, pretty much, like, Casey pushed her to say yes, because I don't think if Casey had said what he said to her at Molly's, mm-hmm. that she says yes, but because she feels like, oh, well, that door's closed, maybe mm-hmm. this is my last chance, so, like, might as well. Yeah, and it's is, like, just, hard it was, it was hard in that moment because it's like you can tell Sylvie has probably thought about like the moment she gets proposed to and especially after everything that happened with Harrison she was like the next next time I marry like I'm gonna accept yeah. somebody's proposal it'll be it's like stick. They, the one. I talked it'll about like the one it'll be yeah. the one and it'll be this romantic gesture whatnot and yeah. no it's she's in her uniform and they're on the apparatus floor and it's just it's like okay yeah yeah and and the other thing is too like on paper her and Kyle would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that seems like a, a pretty logical pair. So it, in my mind, the question is like, does she say no and let him leave and take a chance that that is the one and she just didn't yeah. do anything about it? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, does she stay where she's comfortable and sort of live in her like comfortable space? You know, like it, it's one of those things It is hard it is a difficult yeah. question. Because you're like, this might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. And what happens if I just totally dismiss it, yeah. you know? So uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> she says yes. And uh, I think she regrets it as soon as the words leave yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the camera, of course, pans Casey and Casey's yes. like looking on during this whole thing. And like simultaneously, he's like confused and sad and yes. like confused <laughs> again. Also kicking himself because what the crap is yeah oh man he's the most gracious loser though like i know yeah oh my god he he's the athlete who gets silver at the olympics and is like devastated on the inside but also like bites the bullet and is like super super happy yeah. for the winner mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally gracious loser and i think he was like I think he poured himself into it so ha- like so much to be like be happy for Brett that he just took that pain and just was like ignored it. Yep. Oh, for sure. No, that was definitely something that he shoved way, way, way down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Because when they have that right before they get the call, um, like they're in the the kitchen, you know, like area, and everybody's yeah, congratulating yeah. her. She when she um. It shows before it shows her and Casey talking. Brett takes like this big gulp of water. And in that moment, you're like, oh, it's okay to change your mind. <laughs> like, you, I know you she want like to already, it's like two seconds later. And she already knows she's yeah, like, I fucked like, up. Oh, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she tells Casey that it's what he said that like really got her thinking about it. The look on his face when she says that is poor man. <laughs> he was like, oh no. Like, oh shit like that was just like uh, it was so sad it's, you had to laugh it's, it's so like, sad what? so awkward just oh like God. all of it 
Yeah. yeah it, feels, it feels like in that moment, it would, would have been perfect for like a David At- Attenborough, like, you know, voiceover. <laughs> in that moment, Matt Casey knew he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> or like in TikTok speak, that would have been the, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. That would have been that moment. But yeah, that, I mean, you can see that scene is so telling though, because you can already see the regret on Brett's face. And then later you see the regret on Matt's face when she reveals why she said yes. And it's like, you're just, you're both so dumb. Like, I love you. But this is so dumb. What are you doing? It just makes you want to yell so badly. Like, just communicate with each other. Just just talk. Like, have a five-minute conversation. So much could have been fixed if they just had a conversation at Molly's the night before. Like, why? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Man. So after, obviously, we know what happens in the seven finale. Mm -hmm. Lots of whistling. Lots of Ritter Mm -hmm. saying... I'm not leaving you. Just <laughs> all the tears. So all all the stress. All the stress. Okay, so 801 is like traumatic. It's it is so, so traumatic. I, I don't rewatch 801 Mm-mm. like ever. No. I have recently and it broke me. I went back just to watch the breasty scene from this episode yeah. and I, I knew what was coming next was Cruz finding Otis and I was like, nope, 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 More episodes, yeah. more episodes. Yeah. I don't want, no, yeah. No, 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 yeah. 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 Anything but this. Yeah. yeah. So after the collapse happens, and we knew this from the promo going in, was and it was like a blink and you miss it thing in the promo for this season where the paramedics go through the floor. Yeah. Um, and when I say blink and you miss it, I mean blink and you miss it. And it's like, I remember we spent hours like analyzing. They were like, did the floor collapse? Like we like didn't, we couldn't tell. This is I'm, I'm, like the, the more like the more time that goes by that we're in this fandom and we do this podcast, the more I'm like the one Chicago fan base. We are the most creative and smart fandom. Mm-hmm. Like we're the smartest <laughs> fandom out there. The things this fandom finds is like just the attention to detail is just unreal. But yeah, so we caught that in the promo that they went through the floor and they did indeed go through the floor. So Foster gets up and she's like, I'm good. That was cool. Stuck landing. We're good. Bowden's fine. Yeah. Fine. they're like yeah man cool and then like, you hear brett, brett. like yeah. whimpering and oh. so brett, it's so bad brett's My arm heart. is like there's like concrete Ugh. and then brett's arm is bent it's, in a very Ugh. very unnatural gruesome. way gruesome. it's pretty gruesome her her arm is very very Ugh. very broken uh and i mean this is obviously prosthetic but something i caught while rewatching this that was just like <laughs> that made me laugh a little bit and the reason i bring that up is because the very first shot you see her arm is like contorted into ridiculousness mm-hmm. right yeah. and then they cut to a different angle and they didn't use the prosthetic in that scene her arm is like totally fine i was <laughs> like guys mm-hmm. <laughs> hello whoops <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody so then- missed something <laughs> Yeah, so at that point, Bowden radios for Casey, and Casey has one of these awkward moments. And this is like, this is like a moment out of anchor. No, is it Anchorman when he's like, I can't control. Uh, I don't know what we're yelling about. Yeah. I have to yeah. <laughs> so he comes in and he's just like, the floor gave in. I would have never granted you the access to go in here. Bowden's like, Matt, Matt, Casey, hello, yeah. hello, stop. Present <laughs> moment. Present moment. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, come here. Look at the birdie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, and Bowden's basically just like, stop it, stop. Like, yeah. 
Let's get her out of here and can, then yeah. you can go beat yourself up. You can Monday uh-huh. morning quarterback it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what he says. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. uh, yeah. He so. felt like, and this is where, I mean, you can tell here, they've got feelings for each other. I mean, we knew that beforehand, yeah. but like these idiots just have no idea. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Cause so he's just like, the way, yeah. He's, he's the just way like, he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. Is yeah. so stricken. Literally. Like it's, you don't even have to hear him actually saying it. Like, even if you just see mm-hmm. the gif, like when you sent that the gif, GIF earlier in yeah. the DM, <laughs> I was already like, just, I, it's so emotional. Yeah. Like just even mm-hmm. seeing the gif, mm-hmm. you don't even have yeah. to like hear uh, Jesse Spencer saying it. Like, it's just, oh man, it's a dagger straight to the heart. Yeah. It's I like, mean, it, oh. it's like when Ruzik says something under his breath when Burgess is out of earshot and it yes. just like knocks oh you gosh. against a wall. It's just <sighs> so emotional. You're just like, oh, like that's what this was. He was like, I'm sorry. I was like, oh God, I'm down. Yeah. And like the whole time she's just in pain. So she's like, there's no way for her to assure him of anything mm-hmm. because her arm is obviously mangled. Yeah. Um, but and not only does he have to deal with the fact that like he sent them in, there's also like seeing her in pain, hearing her in pain, mm-hmm. like the whole thing mm-hmm. has to be in his head. Yeah. Forever. Nightmares. Yeah. My heart broke yeah. for her. Like there's that moment when they're getting Otis out and she's just sitting on a stretcher of her oh own. My gosh. And she, you can tell she's just like, she's in like a fuzzy place, right? Cause she's in so yeah. much pain. She just like, mm-hmm. she's not all there, but she still has the wherewithal to be like Otis. Like, the way she says it, Otis breaks my heart every single time. And can I just say, I feel like Sylvie's grief over Otis has gotten way lost mm-hmm. and like they haven't touched back on it. And it, mm-hmm. it sort of makes me sad because of the room dogs, like, I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, and, but that moment when she says Otis, like you can, oh, it just like kills me mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. time. And then when they show her sitting in the hospital, like just totally not hearing what the doctor is saying to her. Mm-hmm. just sitting on that hospital bed like spaced completely out oh just, i can't i can't i don't sylvie uh-uh. should not be sad i i can't handle agreed. it agreed agreed this, this whole episode is just sad oh that's so sad just well Cruz sad is even worse than sylvie sad let me yeah. just say this mm-hmm. because i can't mm-hmm. i i will i break like <laughs> no <laughs> the sacred ground speech and like cruz kneels down and then casey and Samurai oh. and everybody just kneels i'm like uh-uh. okay this cruz mm-hmm. crying mm-hmm. in front of that memorial mm-hmm. I, I can't mm-hmm. like i'm already getting serious i'm already like yeah nope. i'm about to be like nope bye oh. that's not the part that kills uh-uh. me the kill what kills me is the shriek he lets out in the ambo when he sees just oh, how no, bad it don't is don't talk about it don't talk about it I well, can't we're talking it. about the episode. No, <laughs> no, I can't, can't do it. I know, I, I know, it. I know. Anna one is just traumatic. Like mm-hmm. that's one of those that we file under. Will not rewatch. No, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's I'm terrible. gonna rewatch it when I do because I, I, my mom can't skip episodes, so I'm gonna have to watch it. And so I'm gonna pr- just get boxes and boxes of tissues, wine, ice cream, yeah, yeah. chocolate. Do, the, the, do the scary movie bit, Kim, and at the very beginning, just be like. I know, but it's it's like it's just I I probably I haven't cried in a good bit, so I, it probably will be a good reason to cry. Uh, but yeah, oh, there you go. Out, so yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, it's gonna hurt so good. It oh is. my gosh! I mean, not in a good way at all, but it will be good to cry. You know, for for something. Otis. Otis. <laughs> yeah, get it all out now because we're not gonna cry. <sighs> 10, so <laughs> get it all out now before you mm-hmm. begin to season mm-hmm. ten. Mm-hmm. So. Because nothing yeah. bad is happening. Nothing bad. No, is happening. nothing no. bad is happening in season ten. Nothing. Ten is going to be glitter and rainbows. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. And unicorns. Manifest yes. that shit right now. Yes. Yep. yes. Happy. Like on Twitter today, I, I told somebody I was like, they owe us at least five happy episodes. <laughs> like, at, at least. least. <laughs> at minimum. Yep. <laughs> at least for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So after 801, you know, obviously what happens in 801 is, you know, later it time jumps a little bit. Yeah. Brett is no longer at the firehouse. But, you know, Casey's going through the trial, you know, all the stuff about the mm. fire and, mm-hmm. you know, even in the trial, you know, he hears that, you know, Brett and Foster both said they would have gone in, you know, it yep. wasn't, you know, regardless of what Casey said, like they were going to do their jobs, like, you know, they don't blame Casey for anything, which obviously, of course not. You know. Yeah. Why, Casey, I mean, Casey was, made the right call. Right. But accidents happen, unfortunately, and, you know as tragic as it is like accidents just happen mm-hmm. but we've time jumped three times you know we've time jumped three months ahead and brett is obviously in fallerton now with kyle and hope and all those people she's too good for fallerton now she's chicago yes. sylvie yeah she's a chicago girl now obviously mm-hmm. and that's kind of at the end of 802 is where we come to conclusion like brett's come to that conclusion stella and foster even go get her because they've come to that conclusion even though I she was already scene. ready to come home like yeah. yeah everyone has come to the conclusion that sylvie belongs in chicago at firehouse 51 mm-hmm. she gives kyle the ring back like they're done for for good now like kyle mm-hmm. you know thank whatever. goodness yeah so then we get 803 and this is Brett's first time back at 51, obviously since then. And, you know, so she's like saying hi to everybody or whatever. And then Casey's the last person to come up to her, which I, I love the scene. And, you. you know, and he's like, you know, 51 just hasn't been saying without you and the feeling. And she's like, you know, the feeling's mutual and they just give each other more looks as they hug. And it's just, it's so good. The, there's oh. a shot that you really only see if you want, if obsessively watch gifts the way I do, um, where it pans to him like when he's waiting. And you can see in that gif how happy he is just to like see her. Again. I'm like, I can't, this is too much for my shipper heart. Like <laughs> he was so happy, He's huge smile on his face. Um, yeah, it was just like, he just, yeah, she was home and that was it. And it just made him happy just to see her home. And that's yeah the end of it. And that, I don't know, to me, that sort of like tells you enough about Bretzy to like the support and the love there and like the, mm-hmm. you know, they want each other to be happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like obviously um, if she yeah. wanted to be in Ballerton and wanted to be with Kyle, then that's really all he wanted is for, right. you know, whatever she wanted. But like to see her back in her place where she is the happiest obviously makes him happy because he knows that, mm-hmm. You know, exactly. she's happy, like truly, you know, truly happy. Right. Yeah. And that she's at that point, you know, she's figured out where she belongs. Yeah. That's also part of it as well. So, which I mean, come on. So Matt knows where he belongs and they had to have Brett go on that journey to figure out that she's okay, also a Chicago. Ultimately, girl. Chicago yeah. is where she's going to be no matter mm-hmm. what, because if Casey's never leaving Chicago, then the show, if you think of it from a writing point of spec- point of view, has to have make sure that Brett is also in Chicago <laughs> for the foreseeable yeah. future. So, you know, that felt like that journey. That was what the purpose of Kyle at the end of season eight was like, okay, yeah. let's make sure that she decides Chicago is where she's going to be permanently, like forever. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, I, you know, now we know that. 
we can yeah we've that established that okay great we're <laughs> yeah. almost we're getting there we're getting there baby steps you guys uh, how funny would it be if kyle ended up with hope after all of this Derek hinted at that and like one of his like when he was used to do this like the sunday questions or whatever somebody had asked something about like what is kyle doing in fallerton and he was like um or what is up with kyle or something like that and he was like well the chaplain is in fallerton where hope capital h springs eternal <laughs> oh. Like, oh no it's in, like, it's in like every bretzy fanfic too that like they always like yeah. matt and kate matt and sylvie run into kyle who's now married to hope yeah. and it's just I'm like actually, it's so funny I'm, I'm writing one right now that's like well, a, yes. a reality tv show spin type of thing i'm so excited um, it's not even funny yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah that is the thing in fanfic everybody's like because of that tweet that's where it came from is Derek like tweeting that now we're like mm-hmm. oh okay well that's what happens if he <laughs> if he ends up with hope there's no way he was ever gonna end up with sylvie but no nope. I digress no. I digress, I digress. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hope was already working on him in Fallerton oh like, yeah yeah, yeah. A little bit. yeah that's yeah. what she does she's like oh my friend is getting attention from a guy let me just like uh-huh. slot on in here yeah. She like in my head, Hope is like forever jealous of Sylvie and wants everything that Sylvie has. Of course. Um, yeah. And that's part of the reason she came to Chicago in the first place, because Sylvie had an awesome life and Hope's like, let me take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then also kind of Brett's whole storyline this episode, besides her return, is the fact that, you know, she and Foster got caught out on the situation at a juvenile detention, detention yeah. center yeah. I, I don't know if it's yeah we're gonna I'm pretty go sure that. that's what they called it juvenile detention mm-hmm. like yeah, facility I, or center yeah. or something anyway yeah. and so then you know and there's some kind of abuse going on there and so you know she's trying to figure out how to help this kid that they met and you know all this stuff and she in, comes in contact with this guy ryan who's this kid's like advocate, advocate. or whatever yeah. anyway so late all that set up to basically get to the point where later on at Molly's that episode, <laughs> they Brett and Ryan are just having a drink. Nothing more. They are two people sitting across the table from each other, sharing a drink and talking. And Casey's like across the co- room, like checking out Brett and Ryan, like while they're having this drink to talk about Isaac. And it's just like, really, dude, really? You're going like, to make eyes at her while she like, just, she is having a drink yeah it's such like a jealous like a little tiny little tiny jealous moment and then also he jumps to conclusions yet again (laughs) oh yeah again Mm -hmm. obviously (laughs) always (laughs) so awkward it's so awkward and it's one of those moments that you'll miss it if you're not like looking at the screen when he like turns to look at them you know it's really easy to miss but it's totally there he's like he turns away from herman to fully check them out like what are they doing well and it's kind of a good lead-in too because like the next real big like bretzy scene we get is a couple episodes later and Mm -hmm. in 807 like Mm -hmm they're having conversation in the locker room and Casey mistakes Ryan as like this guy that Sylvie was dating. <laughs> and like, of course she's like very quick to shut that down. She's like, we had a drink once at Molly's to talk about Isaac. Like that's all <laughs> I swear, like nothing is happening. And then like Casey leaves the locker room and Sylvie literally turns to Foster and is like, why was I so offensive about Ryan? Like that's super, super weird. weird. Mm-hmm. I love Foster's face. She's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I- Mm-hmm. No idea why mm-hmm. that would be. <laughs> so funny. Again, I I can't with these two. I can't. I these idiots. They're so, I can't. They're, they're so such awkward. idiots. Such idiots. <laughs> they they're really so are. 
And then, but then at the end of this episode, we get like, which is one of my like favorite, favorite, favorite Bretzy moments. I love this moment mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. So we're just, mm-hmm. we have to play the audio. Casey buys Sylvia drink and Molly's, and this is what happens. It's just. Hey, <laughs> next week is on me. What's your pleasure? Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. I will take a glass of the good rose that Stella hides behind the bar. Ooh. What did I do to deserve this? I used your trick with the big sister on a golfer today. Oh, well, I'm glad it worked out. I like a charm. So how's everything with the uh, not boyfriend? <laughs> don't, don't be mean. Especially when it's pretty obvious I mess up everything I touch when it comes to romance. Oh, come on. Sure, you've had some ups and downs lately, but who hasn't? My money is on you finding exactly what you want. Because that's what you deserve. I love this line. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's the best. Yes. It's, it's so good. My money is on you finding exactly what you want because that's what you deserve. It's yeah. So supportive. Like unconditionally supportive. He's he's the he's the absolute best person to like just be a be friends with even separately mm-hmm. from all of this because he is Matt Casey is like the best man he's he's so good and he's just so good once again it's like I love everything about them and it, this was just another moment where my ears just kind of perked up because I don't know if anybody else here had watched Vampire Diaries and I was a I, I eventually became um very like very tiny part of the fandom who enjoyed Stefan and Caroline of that fandom and it was, oh, it was yeah. very late to the game but she, Caroline in that show said something to Stefan of one day you'll fall madly in love and you won't even recognize it. It'll be like right in front of you. And it just, it, when I heard Matt say that to Sylvia, it was just like, yeah, no, it, th- this is something special. It's something yeah. special Kim, right here. I have a completely off topic question, but because you just said this, I need to know yes. what your thoughts on Stephen McQueen and more importantly, Borelli are. I need to know what your Borelli thoughts are. I mean, I liked him when he first and got introduced on the show like I loved it and I was kind of enjoying like Sylvie like having a cute crush on him where they he ended up I I think Logan we we've talked about this a few times of like <laughs> I, I want justice for Bradley because I'm so mad how, was how his storyline ended I hated oh it God. I was so mad it was they did him dirty they did him they dirty. did him so dirty. very dirty I just uh, we oh recently... you want to leave we're taking an eye yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like and we're turning hamstring. you into a totally demented version of yourself yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what? yeah and i mean like obviously he was a jerk when all that stuff went down and like at that point i was like okay good riddance like you can mm-hmm. leave but like it was, it's just it's fresh on my mind because we just talked about it and obviously you yeah. brought up vampire diaries yeah been part of that show uh-huh. i just i needed to know what your thoughts are were on borelli because yeah because it, it's one thing to be like oh can i can i leave the show sure like you know could come back to it no they took his eye and it's just like oh they like, really don't sure want him to come back he could never be a firefighter ever <laughs> they again never like, like, that's him ever, pretty egregious ever. uh-huh yeah, uh-huh. just like vanished yeah we no don't one... talk about what it's so funny too like because even i don't i wouldn't consider obviously sylvie and borelli like in a relationship but when we talk no. about like sylvie's men like we don't even talk about the fact that she had this like huge crush on him uh-huh. at all yeah. we never talk about it and i forgot about it until we did that episode a yeah. couple weeks ago uh-huh. and i was like oh crap like i i literally yeah. blocked that well, out like, and i think that's because they both sort of like just put it out of mind after after it uh-huh. like came out and they were going to be partners it was obviously like like okay that's not gonna happen yeah you know so but i i think that's probably why a lot of people kind of forget because it was like there and gone mm-hmm. you know? yeah but mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just, like I said, I just had to ask because yeah. we were talking yeah. about, you said Vampire yeah. Diaries and I was like, I need to know what Borelli, <laughs> the Borelli thoughts are. Yeah. Poor Borelli. I, to this day, I ha- I remember the scene where like Sylvie is working on him in the middle of the street right after he and like she's just crying oh my god it was it's that's heartbreaking that's a rough like sylvie mm-hmm. scene to watch because mm-hmm. she's so doing like, her job but it's all just of like... these scenes where sylvie's tortured emotionally are <sighs> her like obviously because she's the one being the paramedic that has to take care of everybody so yeah. like when stella gets hurt you know like when oh my otis Foster. gets shot the first you know when otis gets shot the first time you know at that house you know, just like when everybody comes through and like she obviously is the one that has to work on them and then take them. It's so sad because she mm-hmm. obviously gets the like bread of it. And it's just like, geez. well, and that's just like such a weight to have to hold. It. And it's not like mm. she gets to share that with many people. I mean, no. obviously her different paramedic partners, but it still doesn't affect them like it affects Sylvie, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. yeah. And it also sort of leads to this role that she feels where like she, even when it's not a crisis, she's taking care of other people. Because that's just, that's what she does, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all the time. So, you know, she does, and I think that's what season eight is kind of going to point out, bringing us back to the topic, is that, like, Matt's going to become that person who sort of makes sure she takes care of herself. Yeah. Um, because she doesn't, again, like, we're talking about she's always the person in the crisis situation that does the thing that has to be done. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have anybody to do that for her. So... Yeah. yeah um poor sunshine babe mm-hmm. yeah. oh man and then we get into 809 and obviously we all know what happens 809 oh Gabby comes mm-hmm. back Casey's mind is very much in that space which understandably so yeah anyway so obviously Dawson asked Casey to go to this fundraiser with her and he's like I need to think about it you know and she's like of course so who does Casey go to for advice about the whole thing oh well you know Brett you know Brett Brett. so (laughs) obviously the wisest decision (laughs) it's one of those things where you like put a question mark on the end of it like obviously that's where you would and, go with that yeah but she gives him honestly i think the best advice i i, I agree too. with what she says and you know because yeah. he's like i don't know if i want to go and she's like you know i think you should and she's like you know gabby's only in town for a couple of days like you're both clear-eyed about that so like you're both on the same page that like she's not going to be here forever like and i think you'll regret it if like you don't see her and she's like you know i would Mm-hmm. so then of course we all know what happens you know mm-hmm. 809 you know they go to the, he goes to the fundraiser you know they have their one night whatever Casey gets up in the morning first leaves she leaves in the voicemail saying if you ever want to come to Puerto Rico you've got a spot in my tent you know yada 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 whatever so of course after this you know night you know next day Brett asks Casey like how it went and you know he says it was great and like thanks her for talking him into it and then of course like you know Casey walks away and like Foster makes fun of her response and you know Brett's like stop like he seems happy and that makes me happy and like that's again that's all they both want for each other it's a stupid Mm -hmm. like self-sacrificing like they super noble yeah they just want each other to be happy maturity if it means they (laughs) the way you said it it's like it's the worst thing ever. The maturity. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't mean it like no, it's the worst thing ever. I'm amazed at it. But it. No, I yeah. know, but it's just the way I heard it in my head. 
like, darn that emotional maturity. Well, because, okay, I, I relate to Sylvia a lot in that Sylvia is 110% an empath, right? Oh, Big yeah. Big time. Yeah, totally. So, like, for me, when somebody I know hurts, I hurt to the point that it's, like, all I can do. I'm like, yeah. I can't do mm-hmm. anything else right now. I need to hurt for a little bit. And so for Sylvie to hurt like that and then just be, like, the bigger person about it, I'm just like, damn. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's wonderful. Yeah, and it's just, like, it, yeah. and even the parallel later on too to season nine when you know she says the same thing to Mackie that basically about like she just wants to see him happy and you know it's just like oh these two <laughs> and I just I want to yell at them just be a little selfish for once you're allowed to yeah. be I know yeah. I know for real I mean it's it's I, what kills me about them is they get so caught up in like what's going to make the other person happy that they don't mm-hmm. see that the most obvious answer is that each other like yeah they, they make each other happy like that's the most blatant answer and they just don't see it it gets lost for like another season and a half yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly unfortunately yep so then we go and we get to eight eleven, and i i love this moment just i This is okay. My Twitter handle is from this scene. So obviously you love this moment. moment. Yes. So basically this is when they are at firehouse 20 because Herman brought in um, bed bugs to the (laughs) firehouse. (laughs) Nobody knows that it was Herman still. Yeah. And then, yeah. But anyway, at the time we didn't know it was Herman, but it was Herman. (laughs) And so, of course, there, there's been a lot of tension, you know, yada, yada, yada. So Casey ends up actually filling out his paperwork, like, on the back of truck, obviously, since he doesn't have quarters here. And Brett goes to find him. And I just, I, I literally love everything about this conversation. So we just, we have to play the whole thing. Yes. Um, I wanted you to know that I followed up on that girl we took to med this morning from the car fire. How was she? They expect her to fully recover. And that's good to hear. Yeah. April says she's doing really well. She has a bunch of friends and family in the room with her solid support system. Good. It's funny. One of the first things you learn at the academy is you get the victim to the hospital best you can and you don't look back. But it's the only way to survive mentally. But. As soon as I started at 51, I noticed nobody follows that rule here. Especially you. I mean, you... You follow up. You do more whenever you can. So, when I found out she was going to be okay, I knew how much it would mean to you. Well, it's when we all do the job. Right? Yeah, it is. But you're a little extra that way. I mean, they're a little extra in a lot of ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are. But I just, I love too that like she knew that like he was in a bad mood and that hearing this was going to cheer him up. Like the fact that she was like, no, like I got to go find him and like cheer him up and tell him this like super mundane thing, but like, it means it's going to mean a lot to him. And yeah. like, well, two, there have been instances where people have not realized that Casey does get involved in calls. 
he's had people tell him that he's too standoffish or that he doesn't want to get involved, which is not how he sees himself. And it's even if he may come off that way, that's not what he wants. And so like for her to say this to him and like see that to see that he does get involved very deeply. I think that that meant a lot to him, you know, and and you can see when he looks at her while she's saying this, like the you can Jesse Spencer is so good. Literally, you can see every emotion on his face. Well, Um, and like by the end, he just has like that big ass grin on his face and it is just. Casey doesn't smile all that often. So like anytime he does. And it's not even, I mean, again, it's not even just like a little smirk or something. It's like a full ass grin. It is. I mean, it is. Yeah. Teeth bearing at certain, I mean, like it's. It's good. It Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And so I, that's why I love that scene because it is, you know, later on, like we'll see. And we have seen previously, you know, Matt encouraged Sylvie, but it's nice when we get the reverse of that. And you really see that not Sylvie's not the only one that needs, you know, to be lifted up. Matt's got a lot that he carries around with him. Um, So I I love any moment where he gets some encouragement. And when it comes from Sylvie, it's like 10 times better for me Um, because I think she just she gets him. She understands. Um, Yeah. I love this scene so much. So much. Um, and of course, our listeners did too. Um, Amanda Case said that it showed how much Sylvie really knew Matt and knew his heart. And you could see it from the look on his face that he wasn't used to being understood like that. Yes. Like his okay. crush on Sylvie was also reignited here. It totally guys. was. His uh-huh. face, you can see like the crush like revives itself. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, it's back. Like, there's no doubt that whatever he was trying to hide or pack away it's not going to be packed away. It's, you know, no, he's in it. Yeah. So then we get into 813 and this is like, this is that episode. This is, I think this is that episode. It's kind of a turning point for them. Yeah, it is for sure. And I always describe this in my head as the cat episode. (laughs) It is. Mm -hmm. It's the cat episode. Yeah. So bad. Um, Okay. So this, basically they they get called to this fire at the beginning of the episode and this man mr larson he and his wife like had just moved to chicago they just they wanted to retire there and like just live this wonderful life and there was a house fire that ended up killing mrs larson unfortunately so they mm-hmm. they basically they watch mr larson get the bad news about his wife and there's a, just a sweet little moment where you know casey just like puts his hand on brett's back simple that's a simple yeah. little touch moment that you're just like mm-hmm. It's so sweet. I also, I feel like I need to point out before that he's the one that tagged along with her because she was like, uh, 61 needs gas. So like, I can just gas it up and check on him. And he's like, you know what? 51 needs gas too. And she's like, come. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's like, the look on her face was like, all right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so like, he's the one that's like, I'm coming. And uh-huh. which I just think that's really cute that it's like uh-huh. after, especially when you look at the last episode and as we talked about his crush, like returning it's like now i feel like he's whatever moment he can get with her he's mm-hmm. like reaching for it yeah. um but yeah that that scene where they're standing at the nurse's station and they're watching it from afar and obviously it's natalie and mr larson and like we've talked about sylvie you, sylvie is an empath right so obviously that's gonna hit her hardest and the, he just like looks over at her and just instinctively puts his hand on her back and it's just the sweetest simplest mm-hmm. thing 
Cause but, he knows how she ticks and like, he doesn't yeah. even have to say anything. He just knows no. like, he knows that she's probably feeling some sort of way. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love it. Th- those are some of my favorite shit moments when they're like completely unspoken and it just shows yes, how yeah. well one person knows the other. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the one like, that always comes to mind for me on med is when Natalie's with Philip and they're talking about some wine tasting she went to. And she, all she says is like, they went to a wine tasting and he's like, you hate white wine or something like that. I'm like, yeah. that's freaking adorable. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you just know little things about the person. Yeah. So oh. cute. So, uh, yeah. And so, sorry, boyfriend's sending me funny pictures of the dog downstairs. Anyway, (laughs) um, so later on, they go back to Mr. Larson's house to look for the cat, Dusty. And while this is happening, they basically have a moment to just kind of talk and sit on the stairs. Mm -hmm. And so this is when we introduce the whole arc with Sylvie's birth mom. And so they sit down and Brett's like, I need your opinion on something. And it's like the perfect time, right? Because it's just the two of them. And, you know, it's the right moment to just be like, hey, I trust you. I need your opinion. It's perfect. So she just mentioned, she's like, I don't know if I told you I'm adopted. He's like, no, I think I remember something about that. And so she basically got contacted by this intermediary about this guy who, or this guy basically works for the adoption company and her birth mom wants to establish contact. And she's just not sure about it. She's like, I don't really know what to do. And she just says, she's like, you know, she doesn't get to set the agenda. She gave that right up a long time ago. What do you think? And Matt just doesn't even think. And he just gives the best advice. He just goes, all I know is I've been impressed by your ability to see the good in people. Mm-hmm. I all I know is you're a Hufflepuff and I love you. I love it so much. And like, we have an awesome editor at Cape and Castle named Sarah. She made me a mug with like some of my favorite chips on it. And it's this, this heart to heart moment with, between Brett and Casey is on the mug. And I don't even use it as a mug because I love it too much to ever ruin it. <laughs> oh, so it's, just, it's, a yes, it's a collectible at this point. And it's just, it makes me so happy. It's just because it, this feels like they've had conversations, but this feels like a heart to heart. Like it, yeah. there's something different about this. It's theme. a deeply personal yeah. issue, which I do want to throw in again. Again, he tags along, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when they're leaving he's like what are your plans after shift and she's like you know I think I'm gonna go see if I can find Dusty and he's like the cat (laughs) his face when he says it is like I love that they're not completely clear with themselves about their feelings yet like the reignited Casey doesn't know that no he has no idea but all he he knows is is that he wants to spend time with her exactly and he's coming up with excuses to do it and he's just leaning into it he's like I want to be with her right now and I don't really know yeah. why but I'm just exactly right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and so but I mean that is like he is the one instigating this at every point in this episode mm-hmm. um but when they're in that moment it's a big deal for her to just come out with this because this yeah, is not cool. again Sylvie does wear her heart on her sleeve mm-hmm. but like she's very I don't want to say guarded because she can't be but she's careful yeah. I guess is the word. And so like for her to, cause she didn't even, I mean, it took how, how many seasons for her to tell Gabby that she was adopted too? Something like right? that. Something like that. Yeah. So for this to come out, um, you know, in this moment is a big deal for her. And I yeah. think you can tell by the way, Casey like watches her as she's talking. He knows that like yeah. he's paying so much, such close attention to like everything, every gesture, everything that she's doing. Um, and it just there's this sense that it's it's a very um sensitive topic and that he's going to handle it with care you know yeah and well, i, I ha- just love it 
Yeah, and kind of going off that too, I think it could have been very easily like made a big, like he could have made, I guess not a big deal, but like a deal of like, well, why didn't you go to Stella? Like, why didn't you, like, why didn't you, Mm -hmm. why are you basically like, why are you telling me this? But like, obviously we've seen now as we've kind of already, you know, dictated for the last however long we've been recording (laughs) that, you know, they've had this evolution to their friendship and like they've gotten to a point now where she feel like they feel comfortable enough to like tell this stuff to each other and yeah. like for whatever reason she thinks he is the right person versus Stella and I, yeah. I mean obviously it just but like the fact that like you said like that she feels so comfortable they've gotten to this point in their friendship where she does feel comfortable enough with it you know to yeah. tell him this and to ask for his opinion you know says a lot too yeah mm-hmm. and I think in my mind see season seven to me was all about sort of building this friendship yeah and then to me, season eight is about the turn yep. to something else. And, and so season like season nine's about the love. Oh yeah. A season that because in my head, Casey and Brett have two very different struggles with their feelings. Like we've said several times. Brett is running away from hers. Matt is like leaning into and discovering his. So this whole season, mm-hmm. you sort of see those, they're running parallel, but they're totally different at the same time. Right. They haven't like crossed yet, but like, yeah. you know. Right. But you, but the discoveries are happening sort of at the same time. Only one person is fighting them and the other person is going with it. For sure. Yeah. And so this is an episode where you really see that um, friendship has sort of like reached its like pinnacle or its peak, you know, and this Mm -hmm. is the moment where things are going to start turning the other way. Mm -hmm. Um, which of course the, this moment happens after we have like the thing that's going to become the big obstacle. Right. So, <laughs> you know, timing yeah. story-wise. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I do. And I love what he says here. It's not just like he thinks she can handle it. It's that he's always been impressed with her ability to see the good. in yeah. people, And that's always. something that people have criticized her about in the past, or that has caused her trouble in the past. That's, you know, her, like early on when she first came to 51, the concern was that she was going to get too involved in a call, that her heart was going to be too in it. Right. And she was going to like lose herself in that. So, but he's basically telling her like, no, that's your strength. Yeah. And like hearing that from somebody else for her, I feel like that must be so like validating, first of all, to start that out with. And then he tells her, you can handle this. Like that's a twofold compliment. (laughs) And that's just amazing amazing i love it so good yeah so we did have a listener thought from heather she said this might have resonated with me as i'm adopted myself but i did like how they explored the relationship between brett and her bio mom and how casey was there the whole time supporting brett and her decisions for instance driving her to meet her bio mom talking through the situation and then being at the hospital when the worst happened they also do have some funny moments. I really like the interaction with the letter, how he kept it for her, even <laughs> though she asked him to throw it away. And that, oh boy, when she appeared at the law, loved it. Yeah, which we'll get to. Yeah, but like, for sure. But I did want to like quickly call it, like I adored the end of the episode, even though it made me ball, like oh, nothing else yeah. with the funeral. Mm-hmm. But it was, once again, just to see something like, Brett and Casey didn't have to do that for Mr. Larson and they did and just to see them walk in together and then everybody else show up. I I was a bawling mess, but it was just, it was a beautiful scene. I was still very happy to see that kind of be a joint effort. It was to me, that's an example of like the power couple potential that they Mm -hmm. have, because that was an idea that Sylvie had, but Matt helped her do it. Like he Mm -hmm. made it happen. So she thought of it. 
he made it happen teamwork right Mm -hmm. I mean that's yeah to me that's sort of like an expression of the couple that they could be Mm -hmm. you know if this turn is going to happen um yeah so I really like that too the whole and it's and it's just beautiful as far oh my gosh I don't know his name the actor that played Mr. Larson just like tears your heart out Mm -hmm. at every moment in this episode especially the ending like it's just yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that is the ending is great even though it's sad Mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. sad yeah 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 so then of course like we said the adoption intermediary intermediary i can never say that word say that five times fast yeah <laughs> <laughs> um shows up and gives the letter to brett and of course who is the first person she goes to casey and so she's like throw it away like i don't want to look at it i throw it away and he's like okay i'm gonna throw it away and so then of course on their way out of shift she's like did you throw it away and he's like actually i didn't because i knew you'd want to read it and she's like matt casey like i told you to throw it out like throw it out right now like do it and so she like makes him throw it out in the firehouse you know in the like garbage can a little like tiny trash can yeah on the apparatus floor (laughs) and then they of course like walk out arm in arm which is like ridiculously cute but then she shows up later to the loft and it's like okay but like i want the letter like give me the letter and she thinks he's gonna he thinks he's gonna be mad at her if he like brings it out and she's like no 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 like we're fine and so he like brings it out hands it to her like He's about to leave, like, go back to his bedroom, like, give her a moment of, you know, some privacy. And she's like, wait, like, stay with me while I open it. And so all it turns out to be, though, it's not actually a letter. It just turns out to be, like, a piece of paper with an address on it. But, like, the fact that she wanted him there for when she went through whatever Mm -hmm. could have potentially been in that letter is, like, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That whole moment is, it's equal parts cute and flirty and emotional and poignant like it's it runs the gamut of like everything um but i also love when they're at the firehouse and he like produces the letter he looks so proud of himself (laughs) she like shoots that down immediately she's like Mm -hmm. what did you do i love that and the idea that he threw away the letter and then somehow got it back (laughs) got it back it was just so that he would have had to go back to the firehouse and like (laughs) pick it out of the track right mm-hmm. right you know that's like, exactly what he did though oh yes. i mean obviously oh, for but sure. yeah but and it's I, just so funny it's a lot of effort for i bet i bet he probably told severide what was up and severide is the one who like smacked him on the shoulder and was like go get the letter do you not know how this works it <laughs> could be and then um you're talking about them leaving arm in arm when she like puts her arm through his he sort of like has this awkward like freeze up moment like it reminded me of like uh, those really awkward high school boys that when the girl they like like is anywhere near them they're just like oh no what do I do <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's what that looked like to me what do I do um, with my hands keep them right, where they like, are Matt for once he's just keep like them where they are he put his and he was like oh oh this is happening <laughs> and it was just really cute and awkward um but no yeah the uh, email before mentioned the oh boy like when she shows up at the door and he's like oh boy <laughs> and the like the little flirty like are you gonna yell at me like if I still have it there's just so much cute happening and then like underneath all the cute comes out of seemingly what feels like nowhere this like really vulnerable moment 
yeah for brett um and you know i think for matt knowing that someone is letting him in is part of the gesture like it's 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 a big thing um for him i think to be in on somebody's life and like consulted on decisions it's a special thing and i feel like he knows that probably better than some other people might you know like i feel like there's some recognition there of that so the look on his face when she says wait stay with me while i open it like you see the shock like play out on his face like oh okay yeah of course and like if she's gonna put that trust in him he's gonna live up to it yeah you know I think that's just, it's got this like layer of vulnerability to it that like Kara plays perfectly. Um, And, you know, Jesse, of course, is always, his expressions always say everything he needs to say. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just such a beautiful moment. It goes from cute to just absolutely emotional. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, And Phoenix sent us a voice memo on this one. So we're going to play that here too. And when she gets the letter from her birth mom and gives it to him to get rid of, he knows her well enough to know not to throw it away. Even when she asks about it later and he shows her that he still has it and she gets mad and tells him to throw it away. He doesn't. I mean, he throws it in the trash and they walk out together, which means he had to double back to fish it out of the trash can. And he did that because he knew that she would change her mind and he wanted her to have it when she was ready. And that scene when she shows up at the loft about it remains one of my absolute favorite scenes. She knew him well enough to know that he went back for that letter. And when he tries to walk away to give her the privacy to open it, she asks him to stay with her. That was another big moment for him too. He looked so amazed when she wanted him there for that. She was letting him in on something major, which is something he's not really used to. Um, so then we get to the next episode, and oh. there's a lot in this one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like this this is the Roman episode. <laughs> yes, it is. I was about to say we're gonna hear more Roman jokes. Okay, so uh I don't know if I have any uh, I, I don't know if I have any more jokes in me. I think it's just straight up slander at this point. That's like, fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're, I don't we'll know what's about to that. come out of my mouth. We'll, we'll see. Oh my we'll god! Accept that. But also, did anybody else find it weird that Sylvie like hugs Roman? Like they had one night, and then we don't think they ever talk to each other well, again. No, of course, Sylvie up. hugs Roman. Sylvie's that kind come of person. On. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course she hugs Roman. I don't but... know about a hug. I mean, maybe like a, hey, it's been a while. How are you? I, just, I don't know. I don't I know. Think, I was like, that's more... not even like a blip on like my weirdest radar uh, for this episode. The thing that is it's like, true. and it's not even like a weird thing about like Brett and Casey for this episode for me. It's like, why is it Severide and Roman that work together in this episode? That is still baffling me every time this, I watch it. Like, I remember when this episode came out, was it Derek who said in an interview that he, in his mind, Roman was like the Severide of PD. And I remember everybody was like, what? No, uh-uh. no if there's a Severide of PD, it's it's Ruzek. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Severide is smart. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And likable and wouldn't impose himself on somebody else's relationship. <laughs> cough, cough, uh-huh. push test. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we've lost Logan. <laughs> yeah. I just I knew it was coming and then I wasn't prepared for it when it did. <laughs> I hate that guy. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's why he I'm just, laughing. I, he just yeah. Well, and plus, okay, your little sister is missing, caught up in like a drug mess. So you walk into the firehouse that has the girl that you hooked up with once. <laughs> apparently all this time apparently all this time severide and roman have been buddies no they haven't no they haven't severide is like what the fuck does this guy want like i'm gonna help him because i'm severide severide's like who even is this guy exactly (laughs) exactly and then severide's like oh sylvie this is that guy you were telling me about it's the it's the Kiki Palmer meme. Like I don't I'm know this sorry. man. Yeah. I don't know this man. I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. No, okay, I will say this. It makes it makes a little bit of sense that he would have gone to the firehouse just a teeny little bit because he like he he got himself in a lot of trouble when he was at the 21st, right? The 21st knows that he is like full of bullshit. Yeah. So there is a very good chance that if he had started off going to 21, they would have been like, Roman, like, get the fuck out of here. We'll handle this. And Just I think like- he basically says that, doesn't he, in the episode? Like, yeah, he's I, like, uh, they don't want to hear from me. Like, yeah, like, he, so he is he right there. That. He's right. But also, like, there are other precincts in Chicago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. are there though are, the CPD are we sure? is so much more than just the 21st district and no, i say not. that as a one chicago fan <laughs> you know in our minds it's just the 21st district like there's only five cops in chicago and it's <laughs> intelligence <laughs> but that's it's not the case in real life there's other police areas to go to in chicago but no let's just go to the firehouse <laughs> You know what, though? I think Roman actually takes advantage of 51's, like, openness to help the community. He kind of takes advantage of that, doesn't he? A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, he sees his window, and he he certainly jumps right in it. He's just, Um, he's he's just, just he's Roman. (laughs) Smack him. And it's his way to weasel into the 21st. Because that's what ends up happening. He weasels in against his own well, though. He didn't want to weasel in. No, but he did. Severide was like, listen, for the umpteenth time, I'm just going to call the 21st. Because, like, you're not fucking (laughs) listening to me. This analysis is so accurate. That's why I'm laughing. It's like, it's so. They're going to listen to me. It's like that. uh, It's so funny. It's true. Like, that's that's what this whole thing is. I mean. Just, just everything Roman does. I'm always just like, let's see how many better decisions you could have made. Like, <laughs> so annoying. He's so annoying. But like, why is the firehouse that? Why? Why? Like, it, it doesn't compute. It doesn't compute. No, no it really uh-huh. doesn't. I, I don't think if my sister went missing, my first thought would be, let me go to this firehouse you know, that I sort of knew people at, at some point while I was in Chicago. I don't think that would be my first thought either. Like, yeah, Severide's a ball buster, but like, have you seen Hank Voigt? <laughs> it's true. If you're trying to track down some drug dealers who are doing bad shit with your sister, I think Voigt is the guy you want on the case. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's very, very seldom things in this life that you would actually want Hank Voigt there for, but this would be one of them. Yep. That's for sure true. 
I mean, oh man i didn't mean to go on a ramp but like <laughs> it's okay it happens I, it happens and it's a very it's very true yeah it's also roman who like sets everybody off at every point mm-hmm. no matter when he comes up in a conversation mm-hmm. so fucking like, roman. it can't be Just helped fucking exactly. roman fucking roman <laughs> all you had to do was keep your damn mouth shut <laughs> and then there's that episode where he's talking like he's talking to Burgess about the three engagements and he's like well a bronze medal is nothing to sneeze at excuse you like mm. uh, center yourself Gina in Brettsy news uh, yeah we're gonna talk about the good parts of this episode now like we're gonna focus on the good parts of this episode there are good parts okay so like the episode starts before shit gets weird the, the ambo comes back from a call and like it's like the call with the the teenagers who are like doing the drug deal and stuff and casey's like hey what did you decide about going to rockford like brett's all sad about this call and it is a horrible call but casey's like let's get your mind off that what did you decide about rockford mm-hmm. and so yeah. you know he's like he just says he's like the right way about this is whatever works for you literally that's that's exactly that's the only way to handle this like the right way is whatever you want to do he's like so he's got a future like if he ever retires from cfd which is never going to happen like <laughs> i'm just going to manifest that but like he could become a therapist and i think he'd be a yeah. good one well he's yeah he's very like good at giving everybody else advice not he so good himself. at, at following his any advice. and all of us though that's true but um the other thing about this is he's very much like taking care of brett here which is very like he offers to save her dinner there's mm-hmm. like he's waiting for her when she gets in and i remember the night this aired i tweeted like he's the best not boyfriend yeah. ever and derek liked the tweet and i like freaked out <laughs> i was like oh, i got it right that's that's what this is like well, he he was a boyfriend who's not a boyfriend yeah <laughs> like, and what i what i love is this next part how you know she's kind of she's kind of beating herself up over the call a little bit just yeah. because they the girl who died she Teenagers. was stuck behind a door it was like she yeah. was wedged a certain way that like uh-huh. kelly just came in and was like oh you just cut off half the door it's no big deal just kelly things um, <laughs> just just kelly things. Think, yeah. um just i just see him like spouting laser eyes like homelander brenna and just like sawing off that half of the door <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> do you guys watch the boys <laughs> Mm-mm. I've seen cl- I it's too much for me I tried so, I can't so good so fucked up in like the perfect it. way um but yeah so they're talking later and she's kind of beating herself up a little bit and Casey just goes hey you saved two lives tonight try to focus on that we all need that friend who when mm-hmm. we're spiraling is the one to recenter you and be like wait like, hey hey yeah. hey like stay with mm-hmm. me now like mm-hmm. yeah yes. let's focus on the actual good thing that you're just like I didn't think about that I feel better and like yeah. that's what he does in this scene. I love it, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is yeah. like what I talked about earlier, where we're gonna see like Casey becoming that person who like supports her, makes sure that she looks out for herself. Mm-hmm. This is this is truly the beginning of that. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I I just I love it because Sylvie Brett deserves it like yeah. so much. She deserves a person to like wholly oh, be oh. there for her. Um, uh, yeah. And I'm like, this episode made me so happy just because we saw so much of that. And the offer to drive her to Rockford is just so nice. Oh, and it's the way he presents it too. It's not like, you know, it's, it's, you can handle it on your own. So it's, first of all, it's reassuring Mm -hmm. by the way, but then it's like, but if you need a buddy, you know, 
Yeah. And I love just the way he approached it is so Matt Casey. Well, and the other yeah. reason it's so like nice of him too is because I, I just Googled how far Chicago is to Rockford. Uh, just because I remember <laughs> him saying it's not that far, but I do remember it also being like over an hour. And yeah. so uh, this says it's an hour and a half is the fastest mm-hmm. way. But like Sylvie being Sylvie, her brain was going to just wander into crazy places on that hour and a half drive. Yeah. And oh, so gosh. having Matt there to ground her yeah, probably meant more to her than she could ever say. Like if that was happening to me and a friend offered to come with, I, I would tell them later, I'd be like, you don't know like how much that means to me because it yeah. got my mind off of X, Y, and Z. Well, and as Logan pointed out many more times before, this is again, another example of Casey wanting to go and like spend time with her. Like uh-huh. Casey is the one that's like, Hey, yes. do you want me to go to Rockford with you? Like not Brett being like, Hey, can you come with me? Like, this is him being like, no, I will go with you if you want me to like, again. I'm telling you it's season in season eight. There are very few times where Brett ever initiates anything. Every it time I think about it, I think about your thread on yeah. Twitter. Like in that, that like, Kara actually saw that. Yeah, I know. It's well, crazy. the structure of this arc too, that, I mean, we, we were just talking about how like the different seasons are structured and how it's so interesting is that, you know, season seven is just kind of establishing them in each other's orbit. Mm-hmm. Seven mm-hmm. is Matt being eight. there for Brett, but you eight. mean eight, I yeah. mean eight, I did <laughs> seven, seven is just establishing them in each other's orbit. Eight is Matt being there for Brett. Nine is Brett being there for Matt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just very interesting how they're structured and how like it's reciprocal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. reciprocal for them is just like the perfect word. And that's all they both deserve is something reciprocal. <laughs> Please. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the, every time that something happens where it pushes them forward in season eight, it is Matt. It's Matt that does it um, again, because they're on these parallel journeys that we talked about. Brett is running from it. So she's not going to be the one to initiate it. Right. And he's running towards it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So Casey does drive Brett to Rockford. And like the fact that he drove, not even that like he would sit passenger with her, that like he drove. So Mm -hmm. nice. Um, And so, you know, they have this conversation before she goes to the house and she's just like a month ago, I couldn't care less about meeting my birth mom, wasn't on my radar. And now my whole life's about to change. And Casey just reminds her, he's like, nothing has to change unless you want it to. Can that be my therapist? Shit. Mm -hmm. That's like, to me, that's a very underrated thing. I think feel like a lot of people forget about it, but I love the way, I I love that he reminds her of that. Like this is, whatever this does for your life is up to you. Mm -hmm. Like she has the control. And I, I just, I love that he takes a moment to remind her of that. Um, I bet Matt has gone through a ton of therapy himself, just like with all the stuff with his mom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would hope so. Probably from a young, yeah. I'm from obviously a young age too. So. And then like after Hallie, he probably went to therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's hope because he's been through some shit. A hell of a lot of trauma. Yeah. Like God, I hope he went to therapy after Gabby left. I hope he's been to therapy this whole time. Let's just mm-hmm. yeah, he never you know, stopped going to when therapy. the gun that you know way. got jammed and he almost got shot in the head. Definitely needed therapy then. Like mm-hmm. the whole, let's just mm-hmm. all the way back to season one. Let's just just his whole life, know, his, his whole, whole life. life. Yeah, amen he, to that. Yeah, amen to that. So um, she just tells Casey, she's like, the reason I never looked for my birth parents, I was afraid they would never live up to the fantasy. And then she goes to the house, and the guy is like, you have the wrong address. 
Um, uh. And Casey just watches and he just like, he watches from afar and then he's just like ready to be, you know, supportive and, you know, just be, be a good friend when she gets back in the car. Yeah. She, she tells that Disney princess story and like the look on his face that he's learning any tiny little detail about like young Sylvie Brett. He's so happy just to like hear her talk about herself imagining herself like a British royal Disney princess (laughs) and it's the cutest that's one of my favorite gifts ever of them is like that car scene where she's talking and he's just smiling like big smile yeah um it's it's so sweet I mean that whole just the the gesture of him doing it but then the attentive way that he handles it because he could have like halfway checked out like he didn't have to be as full throttle as he was about like being present for her. Um, yeah. And so I, I love that he was, but yeah, that, that moment where she talks about being a Disney princess and just like how happy he is to learn anything about her always gets to me. I just, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah. Cause it's in that, like, he, I feel like he's in that phase where like he's addicted, you know, like it's when you like meet a new person that you really like, even if it's a friend, you always are in that phase where you can't learn enough. Where it's like, let's talk. Let me tell me everything. Tell me, tell me, you know, you're all about your hometown. Tell me about this little tiny thing that you did in the third grade. Tell me all of this stuff. And I feel like that's where he is right now with her, where it's like he just wants to learn all there is to learn. Um, yeah. And I, I love just like that little moment where he gets to do that. Yeah. Um, so then Julie shows up at the firehouse, same episode. Oh and, gosh. Yes. Yeah, this moment. Um, and you know, it's good. But, uh, you know, the, they get interrupted by the bells. As Derek says, those damn bells. Those uh, damn, damn bells. Those damn bells. <sighs> and so uh, Casey comes out. He just kind of, like, surveys the situation. He can't really say anything, but he's just like, is that? Are you okay? Are you? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then they go to this call, and there, it's like a fire and an active shooter situation. And so Casey just looks for Brett before he goes in literally like one of my favorite most underrated yes. moments like just the gif of that like hit the eyes they make like because obviously that because of the situation they're in like Casey and Severide make the decision like they're going to be the only ones to go in yeah and like he before they you know they're putting the helmet on like Sev looks at Stella whatever and then like he looks at Brett and it's just like it's so- it, he looks like he he has things he wants to say but he knows it's not the time to say them you know <laughs> Like, that's the look on his face. Like, there's things I need to say, but I'm not going to say it right now. I I, I don't know. It's, it's one of the best, like worried looks that they've had. Yeah. Um, it's so good. And I, I, I remember, um, I had a friend that was like halfway into Chicago fire at that point. And she saw that look and she was like, holy shit. She was like, that's a ship. And I was like, I know this is what I've been telling you. It was just like that look was like the catalyst for things i don't know yep. but it, that's how good it is is that like well, people who don't watch the show can see that and be like oh man you know yeah great yeah absolutely yeah so then the next episode happens and casey goes through this call where he and Severide actually kind of disagreed for a little bit um you know just about when this car you know goes into the lake and they pull the car out and obviously they don't find the driver necessarily and Severide wants to go diving after the driver, but Casey makes the decision not to leave Severide and the rest of the squad in there because, you know, it's like so cold out and, you know, they, he makes a decision, you know, to pull him out. 
So, but obviously that has left Casey with a lot of like, what ifs, you know, what's potentially happened? Like, could we, if I had left him in there two minutes more, could they have found her, you know, all this stuff. So he's got a lot going on in his head. And he, of course, again, goes to talk to Brett about it. Not so, I mean, he talks to Brett a little bit, but like, otherwise mainly goes to Brett. And he's like, you know, like, I just, I can't shake this one. And she says, you know, what's kind of become their thing. He's, she says, talk to me. And so, you know, he's going on explaining to her, you know, what his thought process, the whole thing is. And she says, you know, like, Matt, you weighed the variables and you made a decision. Like, that's what made you a good captain. The fact that you beat yourself up about it afterwards is what makes you a good person. Yes. Also, I kind of want to talk about, I feel like there's an undercurrent of Arnell in this, just Mm -hmm. like a small one, maybe even subconsciously, but I feel like it's there. Yeah. I can yeah. see that for sure. Um, and then, so their conversation, you know, like I said, she says that, and then she had been to be looking at some pictures that Julie gave her the other day of, you know, the day she was born. She's like, do you want to see them? And he's like, obviously, you know, like, of course. And, you know, she, again, so Matt told her how he was feeling and then she opens up to him and she's like, you know, I don't really know about like, I don't know how, if I, how close I want to get to Julie, like I'm enjoying, you know, kind of what we've, you know, been starting, but like, you know, I don't really know how far I want to go. Like she's afraid to get too close. Cause you mm-hmm. know, bad things happen when you get too close. So, and then later on we get a scene at Molly's and Brett and Julie are there, you know, having a drink, hanging out, whatever. And Casey's there too and so Brett's like oh I'm of course obviously going to introduce Casey to Julie Uh and you know they introduce yourselves whatever and then Julie goes into false labor and it's like okay cool and then so Brett of course you know being a paramedic and obviously you know her daughter's Brett's of course goes into like okay we gotta do this 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 whatever so but she's like Casey, go get the car or whatever. You know, she's like, Casey, like Casey and take Brett and Casey take her to med. Yeah. Not Brett. It was automatic too. Like nobody thought about it. Nobody asked. It no. was just like assumed it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was such like mm-hmm. a couple moment. Because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's, yeah. It, it, it is. Yeah. And so then, you know, they're at the hospital, whatever. Julie gets the, like when Julie gets the all good, Casey's like, okay, like I'll give you a second. Like I'll meet you outside. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he leaves, Julie makes the comment. She's like, he's terrific. How long have you two been dating? And she's like, <laughs> I oh, love, no. I love Julie for saying that so much. It's like if Foster is the number one, oh, number shipper, then like Julie is number two. Number yes, two. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And she's and Brett's like, no, 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 like it's not like that. Like, we're just friends. And she's like, Julie's like, okay, yeah, okay. If you say so. <laughs> yeah, that's the sure Jan moment. Sure, yeah. sure yeah. Jan. But okay. It, it's yeah. she's known her mother for all of like two minutes and she's like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. 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 No, I, but I love the fact, first of all, that it wasn't, are you dating? It was, how long, long. have you mm-hmm. two? That's my favorite. There's part, a difference. There's like, a normally difference. it would be like the tropey thing is for like, Oh, okay. So are you guys, are you guys a couple? You know, that's the normal thing. (laughs) The not normal thing is how long have you been a couple? (laughs) So like that to me, that question just says so much. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then in 817, um, it's not a very big Bretzy episode. It's a very small Bretzy scene. Yeah. But Bretzy's Casey walking to his car after the shift and she gets a call from the realtor guy and she declines his date as she's staring at Casey. Mm. hey Uh Yeah. And she just says, she's like, I've got some things to sort out. So uh-huh. somebody found their feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and somebody doesn't really like their feelings. <laughs> that's, I know. That's the impression I got from that. She's like, sort out means mm-hmm. put it away. <laughs> sort out with subtext for, oh, shit. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. <laughs> well, yeah. and again, another parallel, because isn't that the exact same phrase that Granger uses when he's like, I think you've yes. got some, like, things to sort out? Like, yep. I think it's either that or figure out. I don't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. like, it's very Granger similar. basically tells her the same thing, like... Yep you know you got some shit to figure out mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that's exactly right it is a parallel to that for sure yeah also a parallel to in season nine when brett is heading to her car like after he's found mm-hmm. out that granger and he's like watching her it's sort of the same the setup. focus yeah the focus yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep so then we get 818 which is like it's heartbreaking oh. yeah oh. Uh, and it's again, there's really just kind of like one moment, but it's it's a heartbreaking one. So Julie was at the um, firehouse and, you know, she starts having this really bad pain. So she Sylvie and Foster take her to the hospital and, you know, ends up being a placental abruption. And the first person she calls is Matt. Matt is at Molly's and he is sitting at the table with Mouch and he obviously gets this text message, you know, call, whatever. And Mouch is like, is everything okay? And he matches. She's like, uh, I'm not really sure. But like, homeboy bolts out of Molly's when he yes. gets her message. Like, literally, doesn't like. He just. If, he bolts if this were right a cartoon, there would be a Matt Casey shaped hole in mm-hmm. the wall of Molly's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And of course, he goes to be there with her. But like, unfortunately, you know, he gets there. At least he's there. What when she actually gets the news? But like. Sylvie, unfortunately, obviously gets the news that Julie has died. Um, and that know. broke me. Her yeah, little, oh, was... no. Like, she says, oh, no. Oh, like, no. the way she says it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't. No, no, yeah. no. I do wish that Matt had gone back with her just to, like, hold her while she yes. cried. Because she yeah. just, like, bawled. And yeah. I wish somebody was there to just kind of comfort or, her. Yes. Because oh, she had, mm-hmm. like, the baby and, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. terrible. Yeah, and obviously he goes and encourages her. He's like, you know, like, you're because the baby survives. So he's like, you know, like, you need to go back, like, see your sister, you know, whatever. And the way she she looks at him. (laughs) Yeah, as she, like, goes, you know, walks out of the waiting room, it's just like, my art. And that was a prosthetic doll that Kara was holding. Mm -hmm. Impressive. I know. Mm -hmm. She's so good. (laughs) Like, I, Mm -hmm. I can't. Oh, there were so many times this season where, like, like, she blew me away just with, like, the way she presented the emotions, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, she's, she's amazing. And I'm glad that she's getting, like, more opportunities to really show the range that she has. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Because we normally get to see, like, I mean, I love getting to see happy, positive Brett, but this, it's just, you get to see a whole nother side to her. And it's, it mm-hmm. makes me sad because I don't want her to be sad, but it just makes me want to give her more hugs. <laughs> right (laughs) right i mean i think it it, what what an actor wants is a balance of all of it i you know i don't think you want to be in just one mode all the time i think you want to be able to 
to play all the different shades of emotion. And with all of this that she's had in season eight and the end of season seven, I mean, Kara's just gotten to do a little bit of everything and it's, she's blowing me away every time. So, Uh Um, but yeah, that scene and with her and the baby, um, and that was the end of the episode too. So it's like, that's how you leave it. (laughs) Yeah. I really, and I, I knew as we're, as I remember when it was airing, as the episode was unfolding, I was like, okay, wait, this is too happy right now. I was like, something's, something's going to happen. And it's not going to be good. You know, like, no. mm-hmm. it's just like, there's mm-hmm. this feeling of dread that settles on you the closer you get to the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. That this was, was another me. one of those okay. where you're like, well, that was egregious. Like, yeah. and it happened Jimmy real quick. Extra. I'm like, you killed her? That was mean. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, <laughs> pregnant season one, Chicago. That, no, no, no. What, we're not going there. Chloe is going do to have it. a don't even, pregnancy. Do not even. That's yeah. a whole other tangent that we don't yeah. have time for. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just no. saying. No. Yeah. Chloe is going to have a perfect birth. <laughs> she better. Yes. And little Listen. baby Brian will be born yes. and everything will be fine. From now on, all the pregnancies that happen in the one Chicago universe need to be normal, healthy pregnancies. I can't. We're done with the messy ones. We're just going to have healthy, normal ones from if here on. If we go down the pregnancy rant, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> that's yeah, it. That's all we'll say about it. But I'm just saying from here on out. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, don't even get Gina started. <laughs> I could be here all night on that. Yeah. Too, I know. It sounds real. like I'm just like, I just go on rants, but I just have <laughs> feelings. Anyway. So then we get 819, which I, I love this episode. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. But so obviously the whole thing that Brett's dealing with in the beginning is obviously she's obviously lost her mom. She, you know, is dealing with a lot of like trying to be there for Scott and the baby, Amelia, and, you know, trying to just, you know, deal with all these things. And um, so Scott obviously shows up to the firehouse and is asked Brett to take the baby. And so she goes straight to Casey's quarters to like, that's where she chooses to like, that's her safe place where she can like be alone that's and decompress. I can't. And so obviously Casey comes in, you know, wasn't even expecting to find her there, but he's not mad that she's there. But we get this, like, honestly, one of the most, like, iconic Bretzy scenes of all time. Oh, yes, oh. so good. We just have to play the audio. Scott came by. He wants me to take the baby. What? I mean, I, I know that I offered to help, but I didn't expect. I mean, that's crazy. I, I can't take care of a baby right now and there's no way that that's what he actually wants you know he's just panicking right that would be my guess but i don't really know <laughs> neither do i i mean i i barely knew julie <laughs> except that i did i mean i knew her as well as I've ever known anyone. And I miss her already so much. I was just here for time. I'm so sorry, Sylvie. I don't, I don't know what to do. Hey. Whatever you decide, 
I'm here. Oh man. This makes me cry every time. Me too. I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I love that she just needed to like calm it down and she just needed to like ground herself. And the only place she could do that was Casey's office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. The fact her that... safe place. Exactly. Then that killed me, by the way. The fact that it's like her safe place and it's Casey's place is just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> please, mm-hmm. just, just be in love and be together i can't Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of a parallel there because like gab there's an episode back in the day when like gabby and brett are in there like and gabby's like oh yeah i come in here sometimes to get away from mouch or something like that and like that's where she basically learned it from to like hide in casey's office i love it yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh it's just yeah I mean, this the way he holds her. I mean, like everything, everything. It's a perfect, perfect mm-hmm. scene. It's a perfect. I know. Well, his hands like in her hair, and then he yeah. like kind of rocks her a little bit. It's like, mm-hmm. what this is? It's too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I bet Casey's a good hugger. Oh, I bet so. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Um, but then I'll, earlier, before she gets back to his quarters, like when they're she's talking to Stella and Matt, like out. Um, you know, like around tower or whatever, mm-hmm. when she goes into the break room, <laughs> Matt is obviously trying to keep an eye on what's happening, like outside of the windows, but he like slowly backs up until he's like in the frame. <laughs> and if you like go from screenshot to screenshot, it's really sort of like funny in the most adorable way because he like just kind of like slowly peeks into the frame until he's there and he can see her and see out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like again it, that's a very boyfriend move to be like all right I need to keep an eye on her and an eye on this I'm going to do two things at once let me just sneakily get involved yeah. <laughs> it was cute um it's but, so good yeah that but it's... the like her crying and like just everything that she says about Julie is something that I think everybody can relate to at one point when you've lost someone is just the need to have more time, you know, like that's not how things were supposed to go. Um, and yeah, that's just enough on its own to wreck you. And then you have like Matt just being like, whatever you decide, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I love them so much. <laughs> and yeah, I need them to be happy forever. Can that uh-huh. just together and happy? And that's just the end of it. We're settled. Everybody's good. Let's just keep it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. And then, but we end this episode on a happy note because we got Joe and Chloe's wedding. Yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously that is full of good, you know, even though it's obviously all about Joe and Chloe, we do still get some Bretzy, you know, we get Brett and Casey walk down the aisle together. And then obviously the looks during their Joe and Chloe's vows, you know, a safe We were so your- fed during that scene, by the way, because not only were there so looks much. going between Bretzy, the looks between Stella Stella and- Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And obviously mm-hmm. just the quote, like a safe house on your best and worst days, a place of love and warmth and a best friend to call home. <laughs> I mean, beautiful. Just. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. But also, I feel like we need to take a quick second and talk about the deleted scene that <gasps> obviously, <gasps> oh my God. you know, it's literally. It's literally it broke me like in the best way possible. <laughs> 15 seconds, but obviously Brett is running late to the wedding and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's getting ready to like walk down the aisle and Brett's like walking in and, you know, I don't even remember exactly what the words are, but Casey's like, hey, like, you know, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I'm fine. And obviously he has like the little thing on his lip from the fight, from yeah. the fight mm-hmm. you know, that broke out at the firehouse and she like just kind of like 
brushes it a little bit or whatever and, and he like, freezes up a little bit it's like yeah a, and then they're like ready and they're like yes yeah. so that's like literally it but it's just it's too cute not to like no I, i'm still in the mind where it's even though it's a deleted scene i still can every i can just, it's just it canon. slip it in there that's all it happened it's, it, we just did yeah i remember when they posted that it was like the day of episode 20 airing Mm-hmm. And I I knew when that when they did that I was like oh we're not gonna have anything in episode twenty <laughs> like I, I knew that's what it was because that's them they gave it to us because yeah there wasn't really gonna be anything else except for one tiny little like, moment it's not even yeah it's not yeah, even really not worth, even, worth yeah because talking. it's more about Foster than about yeah. Matt and so it's just okay so, cool they have a conversation about Foster like yeah, okay yeah when they posted that online I remember me and my friend Katie were talking and we were both like. So this is going to be our content for hiatus. So we're just going to mm-hmm. obsess over it mm-hmm. and put it everywhere mm-hmm. and just, you know, yeah, just be much. absolutely thrilled to have yeah. it. Um, because even though it's tiny, just the, the touching is like, that's enough. Like well, it was okay. Also, in addition to this clip was, and I'm, we better get it for the Stellaride wedding is I need all the NBC photos to be taken like a wedding album. Oh, like the wedding album. Yeah. yeah. That was so much has been it. done with those photos i need it badly like i and like i require it yeah the way they structured like joe and chloe stellaride bretzy not a coincidence folks they were like in a row that's so that's good. intentional yeah it's and so yeah those photos are so cute and like the one where everybody's making silly faces but like brett and casey are looking at each other like yeah <laughs> you're so in love once again Why? i'm accepting it as canon i don't care nobody can tell me any otherwise so <laughs> Oh, I accept all deleted scenes as canon. Yep. Yeah. 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 All of them. If they got to the point where they actually filmed them, they're canon. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but that's basically this end of season eight because obviously, you know, COVID season. So it was cut short. Yeah. Yeah. It ruined everything. I mean, at at this point, (laughs) I wasn't mad at the finale because I was at least happy. So (laughs) there was no cliffhangers. Like tortured pain forever. Although we did have to say goodbye to Foster, which by the way, the last scene with Foster and Sylvie in episode 20 kills me every time I watch it. Like them walking together arm in arm and both like in tears. Like I can't. Yeah. It makes me so emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, I mean, it sucked that they got cut short for COVID, but it was nice that like everybody was alive and unharmed. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I can go to bed for the next seven months knowing mm-hmm. that everybody's okay. I can do that. <laughs> Frozen in this moment where everything yeah. is good. I was yeah. like, Kevin's just in the middle of the street, but he's a smart dude. Like, you know, he's okay. Yeah. Everybody's fine. I'm happy. He's that. just in the middle of the street. Like, but it's fine. Yeah. But he's, he's alive and well. That's what matters. <laughs> what matters. So then we start season nine. Enter Gianna Mackey. I loved her. Mm-hmm. I did too. Um, I I loved her a lot, and I, and I know we didn't have her for as long as we hoped to have her, but I feel like she made enough impact, like as a character, mm-hmm. to like be a part of you know everybody's like Chicago Fire memories for a yeah. while. Because she was like in for as short a time as she was on there, like her character was really I feel like pretty well defined for us. Like we got a good sense of who she was and how strong she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked that a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's the, the one big Bretzy bit here is that Brett goes home after shift and she finds her door open. So instead of calling the police, she calls Casey. All right. <laughs> like, little sure. odd. 
Sure. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, not like she has friends at District 21. Right? It's not like she, you know, could have called Burgess or anything. Like, I'm just trying to imagine if I'm single and I, like, this is back when I lived at my other apartment. Like, if I go home and the door is open, I'm definitely not going in. I'm going back to my car. But am I calling the cops? You call I'm- both. Could be as honestly, let's be real. You call both. You call the police because, like, duh. But, like, if you're kind of seeing this guy that, like, you may or may not have feelings with, like, and, like you're kind of dancing around, like, at this point, like, wouldn't you want him to make make you feel safe and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever? Like, so don't you call him and yeah. be like, come save me. Like, I mean, like. If, yeah, if we think about the end of season eight and how, like, safe and comforted Casey made her feel. Yeah. In the emotional sense, it it. I understand why she would call him, but also I mean, she call obviously, the cops. She, yeah, she could have, <laughs> duh, she should have called the police. Do but both. like the fact that like she wanted Casey to make her feel yeah. safe, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. Casey was that person, and like you know they're kind of you know they're just dancing around each other at yeah. this point because mm-hmm. they're so close. Like yeah, it it makes sense to me, but like also you should have called the cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but in true, like on paper, in true Casey fashion, he's there and like. Two, two seconds RV. yeah he, he like a matt casey sized hole in his wall yeah. exactly yeah. and like determined strides toward her down that hallway can we talk about that because that was real attractive on oh yeah he, he read that <laughs> word and had like the it was such big boyfriend energy in that moment yeah so he so was much. like here i am to save the day like <laughs> yeah that was matt it was it, was it was very attractive i'm just saying oh yeah yeah definitely so they end up playing heads up on sylvie's couch and like it's just such a pure moment between them they're just having a good time they're laughing they're just enjoying themselves and uh this is derek's attempt number two to get casey to do or to get (laughs) jesse to do an australian accent on the show i want I, i don't want it to be like this fake australian accent where jesse tries to do a bad one i just want it to be casey's party trick that like if you get him good and drunk he whips out this perfect mm-hmm. australian accent mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm all for that I'm all that's for what that. i want I, I every time he tries to be australian i'm just like no like just do give us your accent just and be like this mm-hmm. is that's party Where- trick Part of me, though, really likes that it's a bad one, though, because yeah. how hard must must it be to do like a bad version of your natural mm-hmm. accent? Like, yeah. I feel like I mean, that's, that I goes s- against your I instincts. I still give him props for doing such a good American accent. Like, I forget until I have like house reruns on during the day, and I'm like, I forgot he's not he's American. <laughs> See, and that's laugh. so funny that you say that. So, um, friend of the pod, Melanie, my dear friend Melanie, um, she, she House was her show. Like, One Tree mm-hmm. Hill was my jam, House was her jam. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason I've, like, all these years, I've been like, can you please watch Call Fire? Like, Jesse's on it. And she's just like, I can't stand his American accent. I'm like, what? <laughs> you get used to it. I can't, like, and I, we, like, I covered an episode of House last year, and I was just like, it's fine to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not like he does a bad American. He does a good American. No, accent. it's a good yeah. American accent. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's gotta be. That's gotta be really hard. Like, so I mean, yeah. in general, the dialect coaches, like, because I can't remember. I'm I'm blanking out his name. The guy who plays Bowden, he's also Amen. not American. Amen. Amen. It, that when I, I, I he's the one that I truly forget has a, yeah. an accent. I mean, like just, when he does interviews, I, it always trips me out. I'm like, wait, uh-huh. you're not, you're uh-huh. British. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, hold on, let uh-huh. me recalibrate. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the one that really gets me. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. really British. Yeah. yeah, and he sounds it when he speaks in interviews, and I have to be like, hold on, wait, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. they do the heads up game and it's super, super cute. But then like Sylvie's like, I'm good. Like you can go home. And he just goes, I'm staying, Sylvie. Oh. I love it. I love it so the much. Boyfriend energy. Oh, it's and so good. What's cuter, cuter is when like she gives him the pillows and the blankets and he starts to set it up and she's walking away. She turns back to look at him and he's like <laughs> imitating Once her again. like sweet dreams. Yeah. Once again, yeah. the longing looks though, and it's just oh. like, look oh. the moment she stands up from the couch, his face is like, Why didn't I make a move? Like he just mm-hmm. has this look of like. I just, there was an opportunity there and I did mm-hmm. nothing. But also <laughs> how bad did his back hurt the next day? That couch well, is that terrible. Was not that terrible. Couch. Yeah. No, that, that was like no. an antique couch that you know has no support. That, it's like all for design and aesthetic. Yeah. It's not actually yeah, that, is, for, that like, is not a sleeping couch. And we're supposed like, to believe that Matt all. slept on it like in his plaid shirt and jeans. There's no way that boy slept. No. No. First of all, I, I don't think he would have slept anyway because he's, he's worried about Sylvie. Like even if they were fine and they were laughing, there's still a chance that some guy can come through that door, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking probably wasn't going to sleep anyway. And when he came back to the apartment, he did, in fact, go to bed. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, <laughs> in episode one, we got a moment checked off my list, which was Severide and Stella communicating about Bretzy. That was, like, <laughs> episode one. I was like, oh, wish list. Okay, check. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I love that. that. Yeah. And then, of course, we all know how that episode ends, which would have been, it, it was the original plan for the season finale. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm which, so glad like, it was just a one week wait yeah. versus, <laughs> uh, like, like months, four month wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it wasn't, it would have been so much worse if it had been like pandemic and we'd have to wait even longer than our normal height. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, then, oh. and the question would have been like, what was going to happen with Foster? Like, which, were they going to have Annie back for like the first episode to like, book in that or like <laughs> if that know. had happened the way it was supposed to happen how yeah. would that have gone that would have been really like, hard to deal with from may to like november yeah being like mackie and Brett are still in the ambo man whatever you know whatever. <laughs> they they went off the bridge it's, it's oh my god you know what i wonder if that i wonder if the plan was like because there's no way it was mackie in the ambo originally no it, it would have been foster, foster like, that's what i was saying yeah that's what I was saying. What? How would that have ended with Foster? Would they Were have they had a killer? That's the question that I have had this entire time. Is like, would Annie have come back to like, like you know, Monica came back for like seven oh one, and like so, um, when Connor and Ava came back for five oh one, yeah, yeah. So would Annie have come back just for like one episode to like wrap that up, or would Foster have just been like done? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh man, I don't. I, da- I will say this: I doubt they were killing someone off of fire two seasons in a row. Ooh, that seems true. a little too much, even Good for point. fire. This is not PD. This is not like a pattern. <laughs> like no. all the finales have patterns on PD. Like this is not yeah, PD. I I expect that more out of the one show. I I'm still mad at myself that I watched it, but I still love it dearly. Is NCIS? I expect them to kill more people more frequently than any of the Chicago <laughs> shows at all. So yeah. Um. And- and obviously PD follows a pattern with their finale. So like uh-huh. fire, I feel like that would have been maybe a little too close, but you know, who knows uh-huh. at this point, I'm glad we don't know. Yeah. And I'm glad no one uh-huh. died. But, That's you know. true. We never have to find out. That's never. the yeah. important thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. yeah. But no, it definitely good. It was like one week where we like, uh-huh. were like, what, yeah. what, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like Gina said, obviously we all know what happens. Ambo goes woo, over the side of the bridge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ambo goes, wee. 
<laughs> on the side of the bridge, tips over, whatever. Um, so, of course, we don't see the moment, but somehow 51, you know, gets the, I guess they hear Brett and the 10 one, like the 10 one, but still. Um, and so, you know, 81 is like out looking for. Them, I would have loved to see the moment where they came over the radio though. Like I'm kind of bummed that we didn't because, get to see so, like, like I need to know, the I need initial to know panic. Who, so like who was listening because obviously squad three doesn't go out. Bowden doesn't go out. Like Mm-mm. they all stay put, but like, yeah. Casey obviously clearly is like no 81 for going like I don't, you gotta wonder is it because see the guy was obviously still out there PD hadn't gotten him so was Matt like waiting by tower just to make sure everything was okay I probably well I mean if they're in I the mean. firehouse they're gonna hear the calls right mm-hmm. and I mean if that one if, if the ambo went down I don't know if she had time to call it in but I'm sure there's some sort of like well, well Mackie Mackie did oh, yeah, Mackie called did. it in Mackie because Brett told her to yeah Brett which, was like call the 10 one it probably radioed back to 51 and so they heard the call in the house right but what i guess i'm saying is that like obviously squad three if it had just been like 61's down like i feel like everybody would have gone out right Mm -hmm. like you would have assumed that squad three went out and that bowden went out and that like everybody goes out right Mm -hmm. but like it's just 81 it's just casey's company you know it's just Mm -hmm. casey's just them yeah just them uh, which I mean, you didn't need like a ton more people anyway. No, but, but like, it's just in a normal still. situation where one of them is in danger, it would they be all go? Like, yeah, they all, all go. of them. Yeah, yeah, but not nope, um, not this time. But anyway, so obviously they drive up. You know, they're driving looking for the rig. They see you know sixty one over the embankment, you know, over the bridge. Casey's like, "That's Brett's rig." Stella's trying to turn around, but she doesn't turn around fast enough for Casey. So Casey <laughs> opens the door, jumps out of the fire truck goes down like barely eats himself it. out of the fire truck <laughs> yep. yeah catapults <laughs> himself just like, like slingshot gun yeah and obviously gets down to her but you know they get out they're you know they're fine you know whatever they end up having to save joe halleck too because of course they do they're both good people they can't not save him too and yeah can we also just talk about real fast how like Casey slingshots himself out of this rig, right? He runs down there. He's like, Brett, oh my God. Oh, hey, Mackie. Brett! Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Like, Mackie was barely there. He like, Mackie's the good. one who's okay. got the injury. She's got right. the cut. But he's just like, Brett, 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 Brett. Oh, hey, Mackie. Mm-hmm. Brett, 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 Brett. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, they're like pretty much unharmed. How? Like right. the front end of it's... that ambo, like hit the. Yep. What? Yep. yep. It's yeah, a miracle. No <laughs> a miracle. It's called TV magic. It is TV magic. <laughs> it is, but yeah. I, the, um, first of all, I love the fact that Brett got herself out of there. Let's just talk about that. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the fact that like Matt's there and she's like looking at him like shocked. Like what, how, what is happening? She was mm-hmm. like, the look on her face is like, bewildered like mm-hmm. you're yeah nobody else is here and you're here and I don't understand where did you come from like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they have to help Halleck but I love that Matt normally when they're at work when they're on a call he calls her Brett right mm-hmm. she runs off to that car to go check on Halleck and he yells like Sylvie <laughs> like yeah that's the moment where you know like Matt is still like in crisis mm-hmm. mode <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is yeah um, and I just love that little like choice to like have him call her Sylvie in that moment. But the other thing I like is when 
afterward when they know everybody's okay they've gotten halleck in the ambulance blah 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 and they're all standing outside the the rigs in the ambulance and matt's like okay you know go to med get checked out whatever and so he's like no i'm fine his response to her is like fine like it's this like clipped restrained like because he knows if it was the other way around like he would listen to her right? like she said no, like, no and he's I'm good. like okay like, i'm not gonna say anything just fine <laughs> you know like cracks me up it's like protective casey trying not to be protective casey <laughs> yeah yeah um so phoenix sent us another voice memo about this scene so obviously we're gonna play it real quick and then of course the next shift the ambulance crash happens and we get to see our normally level-headed and calm captain casey completely lose it when he thinks that she could be hurt or worse and jump out of a moving truck and run, quoting Gallo here, like a man possessed, to get to her. When he gets to her, he grabs her arms like he needs to touch her to believe she's really okay. The whole thing just reminds me of a scene from seasons ago when Sylvie talked about the husband running into the burning building trying to get to his wife. How that's romance. And it was! <laughs> Matt threw all logic out the window because Sylvie was in danger. And being in love just makes logic disappear. <laughs> oh, man. So then we get... 902 is, like, my one of my favorite episodes. It's I love so this. good. Mm-hmm. So Minus the ending. Until, until the end. Yeah. Let's just the cut it off the, at the, uh-huh. like, three minutes before. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to do, like, the timeless... When Timeless got to the Hollywood Land episode, you yeah, stopped you it stop. before you got to the end. Yeah. That's this one. <laughs> accurate. Accurate. That's a great comparison. Yeah, exactly. Accurate. So basically, they're, you know, it later on, but they're back at the fire your firehouse, whatever. And Casey like goes out of his way to find Brett in the bunk room and tell her that like he's glad that she's okay. And she's like, you know, how did you like how did you get to me so fast? And he just kind of, you know, like brushes it off or whatever. And then terrible she liar. Literally, she literally just blurts out she's like it's always been you and then like he gets this look on his face at first like huh and she's like she's like i, I just mean you're like always the one who's there for me in a crisis like you know and this then is their lucas and peyton moment in more ways than one and that destroys me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like you're always saving me and it's you in one mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, but then, of course, they get interrupted by Cap, of, of course. <laughs> that becomes a trend the entire season. Damn it, Cap. Yeah. Cap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, like, oh, man. It's just, it's, like, I love his, like, the fact that, like, when she says that, he, like, almost lights up, like, wait. Yes. Yes, like, and the, when yeah. he has to go to see Bowden, like, that's where he's going. He's the like, smile on his face is, like. He's like mm-hmm. sad he's that he has to so, leave her. He's so like he's just a little bit giddy. Like he's cheesing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so great. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I love it when Matt Casey smiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then he leaves, and Sylvie's like freaking out about what she just said. <laughs> so she goes to Stella, and she's like, "I basically just told Casey that I'm in love with him." And so they, of course, go in the turnout room of all places to of talk. Mm-hmm. And so Stella, of course, like we said earlier, like Stella. I love that Stella encourages her, you know, like, isn't like putting her down because she actually yeah. may feel like this. She's like, you know, like, what is so wrong with him knowing how you feel? Like, that is how you feel, right? And she's, Brett just keeps telling her, like, I can't feel this way. I can't feel this way. Like, I can't, like, I, you know, I'm just going to pretend that I didn't say that. Everything's fine, you know, whatever. 
it, it's running it's away yeah then we get awkward soccer dad casey <laughs> this, this is literally like <laughs> the best i love it's this scene so, so much so shifts over and Casey and Brett and Herman and Mouch are in the locker room, get, you know, getting their stuff together or whatever. And Casey, like, tries to indirectly ask Brett out to Molly's, but mm-hmm. also, like, asks Herman and Mouch, who <laughs> obviously own Molly's, like, mm-hmm. if they're going to Molly's. And the, so Herman's line is my favorite. He's like, yeah, we own the place. We're always there. Like, <laughs> my favorite who is i love when casey like walks away and like walks around the corner match is just like oh yeah, yeah and like match's face mm-hmm. is just like, <laughs> it, like yeah. i love when Good. casey cool turns move. Cool move. yeah right when casey turns around and walks away he does this thing with his head like i did it <laughs> was, i did it <laughs> you're like no you didn't yeah <laughs> but in his mind he did yeah he thought he did he did not <laughs> but i just love like the clap the clap is the best part of that mm-hmm. entire thing. Where like mm-hmm. he's like trying to, you know, get up, like talk about it. And so he just does like the soccer dad clap, you know, like when you're getting ready to huddle, he was like, okay. <laughs> like, awesome. like it's so good. Doing again, he has no idea what to do with his hands when he's it's like so good. talking to Brett. It's hysterical. Yeah. Then we get honestly, like, I think this is my favorite scene of all Brett's scene of all time. Like I love this scene. So, it's high on the list. It's very high on the uh, list. I think this is my favorite. Took my breath away. So <laughs> Brett joins them out, you know, later that night out on the patio at Molly's. And we just we have to play this audio because it's it mm-hmm. they don't even say anything really, but like it's still that good. So Hey, can I uh, can I get you a drink? You never offer to get me a drink. Shut up, Cap. Thanks. Uh Stella's gonna grab me a rose when she gets a chance. Oh. You need something stronger than that after the day you had. Now, that call was really something. You guys should have been there. So we're heading up Stewart, right? All of a sudden, kids start zigzagging around the road. That's when Casey spots the Ambo down an embankment and just goes to 11. I mean, turn it around! Turn around, that's Brett's what? ring! Turn it around! <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it was 61, so you guys know the rest. No, we don't. Right, so kids hauling ass, but we blow way past the scene. Casey says, screw this, I gotta get down to Brett. And he leaps from the rig while it's still moving. Swear to God, he left all his gear behind. No helmet, no jacket. Last I see is him sprinting back to the end. Okay, but yeah, this is, I think, Mm -hmm. I've narrated, like, as many times as I've rewatched, like, all the season nine scenes, like, I still Mm -hmm. think this, like, I come back to this one. This scene is magic. Well, it really is. It's, I mean, you hear the words going on that Gallo's saying clearly in the scene to, like, retell the story. But what I find very special and what the powerfulness of that scene is that, the words kind of fade out and it's just that stare between them of like yes. Sylvie recognizing like what's happening, what Matt did for her. And it's just, it like makes my heart explode. It's, well, and they both have these moments too, where they like, they're so small, but they both have these mm-hmm. kind of like size and yes. like mm-hmm. the fact that that's like, okay, like this to me is where they both realize mm-hmm. that like, oh shit, like this is not more than whatever that's been going on for the last like year and a half or whatever like this is like something this is like this is real like this is like they finally have accepted it they both have kind of finally seen that like maybe the others on the same page kind of but like those sighs to me like as they're looking at each other just Mm -hmm. like they're kind of like like it's just it it, it felt like gallo gallo telling the story was able to break that ice for them so it didn't it was 
they could never say the words themselves, but with Gala breaking that ice of saying that thing, it just it gave them that resolve to be like, like you said, it, it just that, right? Yeah. That it was just like that final moment, like that sigh of relief. Like they're both on that same page finally. Yeah. It was a silent conversation, like mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. looks back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were talking, but they weren't talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and me, when that episode aired, I remember watching that scene and not breathing. Like I was just like, mm-hmm oh what is happening you know, it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. uh, you know when you like something really amazing happens with your ship and you get all like fluttery mm-hmm. that was like I'm watching this scene and I'm like freaking out because mm-hmm. their faces oh my gosh and like the chemistry mm-hmm. in that scene like I it's magic that's the only word I can think about is like yeah mm-hmm. I, for a long time, I thought Matt Lanter and Abigail Spencer as Lucy and Wyatt was going to be the best chemistry I'd ever seen on television. <laughs> this scene alone blew like two seasons of Timeless out of the water for me. It's so good. It's amazing. And also just, I love that it's Gallo of all people telling the story to Kath yeah. and Tony of all people too. It's just like the fact that it's the three of them and then mm-hmm. Brett and Casey, yeah. it just Mom, like- Mom, dad, and son. Yeah. It's just- <laughs> Um, we also have to give a, a shout out to Shut Up Cap because that's like, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> well, even just like Tony's too, like when Casey's like, yeah, 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 you know, like I saw 61, like you guys know the rest. And Tony's like, no, no we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but like Matt, like Matt doing that quick, like shut up Cap is like the most It's so hilarious. good. <laughs> it was the best. But yeah. that whole scene, I mean, just like all of those characters together in that moment and then cutting it down to like Matt and Sylvie it's, and uh-huh. I yeah. mean, Jesse in particular in that scene, like his sigh and then his little smirk, like back to back, like, ah, so it's so good. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to, what other it's, words to yeah. describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then Brett decides basically that this is like way too much emotion for her. And yep. she like quickly gets up from the table, leaves before Casey can even say anything. And Gallo, of course, after she leaves is like, I, I'm i sorry. And Casey's like, no, no, no. Like, it's not you. Like, it's, you know, and he knows. He doesn't say it, but he knows. Like, he yeah. he knows what's it's up It's the eye her. contact. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. yeah. So then, of course, um, we have this whole moment, obviously, Severide's going through the whole, I got to go get the Ambo door to honor Shay, you know, that whole situation. Wait, question, how does he get the door in his car? He's a superhero, Logan. <laughs> just go with it. Just, just a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> he sprouted his Iron Man suit and like flew it back to 51. Also, okay. That makes also sense. Also just I, okay. Severide being Severide and the sheer power of his will. Yeah. <laughs> or he like Fantastic Ford that shit and like just surfed it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, all of these sound plausible to me. We'll yeah. go, we'll go with it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he equipped it with like an exhaust system and he just surfed it like back <laughs> through, the, through the streets of Chicago, like surfing on the Ambodor. I'm picturing that in my head now and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ambo Surfer Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. The- all good. So they have this moment where obviously they honor Shay, whatever. Um, Brett goes back, like, you know, leaves the situation where they're at and, like, heads back in the common room. Casey, of course, is watching her as they do this, obviously. obviously. And Severide just, like, questions him. He's like, what's that look? And Casey's like, what look? And 
summarized like that. <laughs> and Casey, I love how Casey doesn't even like question really that. He's like, really? And Severide's like, I'll be around tonight for cigars, but not if you still have that look. Like, if you get a resolve, like, let me know. I just, I love it. Like, Severide just knows. And Casey's it's- like, Casey's not even like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah. really? Like, really? You're going to ask me this now? Like, <laughs> right. Oh. And it's the first time that somebody else has commented on it to Matt. Mm-hmm. Because oh. we've had a lot of that with Sylvie, where people have been like, Olivia, Stella, Foster, Julie, everybody, yeah, like, everybody, so everybody, many people. Um, but never really had that with Matt, and so that was also on my wish list, by the way, which that got checked off. Which was like somebody acknowledged that Matt is like obsessed with Sylvie Brett, please. And <laughs> there you go, I got it. Um, Finally, yeah. But I, I loved that moment too, just because Severide was so smug about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then, of course, we get the end. Uh, which honestly like it was so me. good I until mean, like love and hate, okay, love and hate. Yeah. Like, let's take a page out of casey's book here and find the positive okay uh, <laughs> hold on let's just let's play the audio first because that we nobody can do the scene just we just got to play the audio if we're, we're casey stops by breast apartment and this happens hi you rush out of molly's then you avoid me all shift talk to me sylvie did i do something wrong I was avoiding you. So I wouldn't end up doing this. Okay, go ahead, Gina. Okay, but let's take a Casey, let, let's pull, let's take a page out of Casey's book here and, and focus on the positive, okay? Uh, that, okay, well, there's a ton, but okay, <laughs> they start making out, and this is something I pointed out earlier, they start making out and everything, and Sylvie just goes, wait, like, I'm sorry, wait, and he just goes, okay, like, do, do you want to slow down? Yes. Consent is sexy. Yes, it is. Yes, it we stand a man like, who stands uh, consent. Mm-hmm. We do. We stand. Mm-hmm. We stand. So much. Matt All Casey deserves it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. That is. Yeah. I mean, the, first of all, the whole makeout is good. Like that part is great. When they like the door, like when they're at the door uh-huh. and they're standing at the door, that moment is so good where he's like, first of all he says talk to me again by the way yeah it's their thing it's back um that really is their thing yeah mm-hmm. and then he's he and I, i've always loved this part he says did i do something wrong the fact that he immediately goes like this is my fault what did i do like mm-hmm. yeah it's so mad you're not Casey. talking to me like you always talk to me like why did, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what he can't take it that she's not talking to him he just can't he can't handle it which like is sweet okay um, that he wants to talk to her. He wants her to talk to him. He's like, come to depend on that. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is really sweet. And then her response is like, okay, yeah, I was avoiding you um, so, so that I wouldn't do this. And then. I know. I remember, so good. I remember when obviously that aired um, and I'm obviously knowing that we were going into like a two month hiatus, like we got two yeah. episodes and then we were going into this really long. Like when that happened, I was like, I literally like fell out of my chair. I was like, I don't know. Like, I can't believe we actually like that Is happened. This happening? 
Yeah. Oh, there there were multiple gasps that happened, and I was just it was, I was not okay. That is yeah. literally the most one Chicago thing in the world to have your season premiere and your mid season finale within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not get more one Chicago than that. No. And like, even though that was their schedule, and like that's just how it worked. Yeah. I really just in my head, I really want to think that this was Derek messing with us. Oh, it yeah. was. Are yeah. you kidding? It totally I, was. In my head, I want to think that he had some control over it and was like maniac laughing as he did it and was just like <laughs> I mean wasn't quite the deal but well, most one Chicago thing ever and then like you know so they have that kiss but I love like the way it happens like with Brett making that first move and then there's that pause and then Matt just like goes like he's got the permission now so he's like okay I'm ready like and you can tell with the how quickly it moves to the couch yeah, he thought about that before. It's like a <laughs> like bad a amount lot. of time. Sylvie got a new couch, didn't she? Yeah. The yeah. Um, the couch metaphor is in one Chicago. My goodness, <laughs> man! And like, I mean, that man was ready. He was like, "Okay, let's go. We're doing this." Like, she was ready too, though. She was, but I'm saying, like, it. We've we knew Sylvie was like in a place where like that was going to happen. Yeah, she was going to kiss him. Yeah, but with Matt, like so much of his like struggle was like un it went unsaid. Mm-hmm. Like we saw it on his face, mm-hmm. but there was no one for him to like voice it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for that moment, like it was like a, a switch. You know, <laughs> like she kissed him, and he's like, "Oh, all right, okay, so let's go." You know, like yeah. that. I just like the way that played out. Um, yeah it's yeah. it's it's good but we then we obviously i know nobody likes to talk about <laughs> no, this part a lot of times it, it, i like it, it, to what are like you talking about the episode stopped right here but obviously yeah. we hear brett you know in the clip we sit you know brett asked him this question for like before she they go any further you know she asked him you know if gabby came back to chicago like right now tonight like and asked you to leave with her would you go 110 percent valid question yes. oh yeah it is oh. a very i'm yeah. proud and of her for asking it Let's yeah, talk yeah. About that. good for her for standing up for herself and having so, the wherewithal to cut right to the chase and be right. like gabby's still a 100 and i think that was definitely the right move because yeah. she would have always had it in the back of her mind oh, like oh crap yeah. like if i don't know this you know again she her biggest I'm, fear is that she's going to be someone's second choice and exactly you know, she needed to know this. Like, there's nothing wrong with Brent no. asking that question. It's impressive that she had the willpower to pull away from a Mad Casey makeout session to ask the question. Um, true. Um, true. But, so, but yes, yeah, definitely the right move, a hundred percent, to stop yeah. and ask the question. However, Matthew Casey, <laughs> what? I don't. I still do not understand this. I don't know. I have had months and months and months and written fanfic after fanfic after fanfic to logic this out and i'm telling you i'm when i logic it out in fanfic i'm really just like bullshitting because i have no idea what caused him to say i don't know other than the fact that he was in the middle of making out with a pretty girl and all of a sudden she's asking him a complicated question and obviously far-fetched i it is to me because he's already said no, I'm not going with you. Gabby's well, asked to presented the, the option twice. Yeah, but there's a lot of time between the two, right? I think what happened is that I think Sylvie blindsided him with that question, which is good. But I also think- I mean, I agree with that. I think Matt just instinctively gave, like answered the honest answer. But I also think that he, part of him was like, okay, well, Sylvie is, you know, 
being respectful enough to be upfront and honest with me, it's only right that I be upfront and honest with her. And so I think she blindsided him and I think it just came out. I do think he expected more conversation after it came out. I do think that because the way he started to talk about it and she just like shut it down. He was like, that's it. Like, he never had an outside view of Dossie that we yeah. all had. He was mm-hmm. in yeah. it the whole time. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't realize like the magnitude of the relationship yeah. that was left behind. And yeah. the look on his face though, when she like asked him to leave is like, it was part shock because they'd always talked about things. And so I think in his mind, he would give her the answer and then he would talk it out with her and explain himself. You know, like, I think that was like, his thinking was like, Oh, I'll give this answer now. And then we'll talk about it. But Sylvie hears that. And she has her answer. Like that's, that's it. I think she was just so afraid of getting hurt that she shut down. No, totally. That's exactly her fear kicked in at that point. And I mean, I'm still, it sucked where, how it kind of all happened but I was still really happy that you know they didn't have then a night together and then it would be tainted in the morning oh, by a yeah. question that would then kind of tainted the entire thing it's so totally it better that it, yeah, yeah it, it's totally better that it happened before they went any further for sure well and I but, think it honestly makes when they do get together at the end like it all worked out the way it was supposed mm-hmm. to and I think this was definitely the right writing move yeah choice move I, I mean I agree story but like yeah it still kind of baffles me I guess honestly what baffles me more and I guess we'll get into it now because like 903 you know a lot of them is like trying to talk about what happened you know this night and so (laughs) Casey and Brett like you know Casey and Brett go into his quarters to like try to talk about like what went down and Casey starts off and he's like I want you to know like I don't regret it and she's she's like okay and why is that the first thing you say I'm sorry Continue. Yeah, he's got a little bit more credit. The man has absolutely no game. So when he whips out a line like that, you got to give him it's... some credit and be like, oh, "Good job." <laughs> not the worst thing he could have said. Not the yeah. worst thing he could have said. But I mean, and so and then literally all he gets out, of course, is like, "It sounds like you do." And then of course, obviously, bells. those damn bells. Hashtag. So because you know, before she could say anything, like the bells go off. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah not necessarily the worst thing you could do but not necessarily the best thing to say but uh, it's not that he says it i don't mind that he says it it's that he starts the conversation with it what why why don't start there because that is awkward okay it's not true as awkward. he's especially around brit yeah this is yeah like we're completely, lucky completely valid we're lucky he didn't come in and just blurt something random like what's that meme with the kid who's like i like turtles we're, we're lucky he didn't just walk in and just be like i like turtles like we're lucky yeah that's very true that's very true but then of course obviously the feelings have not gone away because they go on that call where the aerial messes up and oh yeah casey obviously is like hanging from the aerial and literally he's hanging from the aerial trying to get himself back up on there and like still makes eyes at brett what yes is, is, yeah when his yes. son gallo saves him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, literally, if he's going to, like, die hanging off this aerial, like, he's going to look at Brett. That's the last thing he's going to do. Last thing he's going to see is Sylvie Brett. And then, of course, obviously, when he gets down, like, he's got this cut on his cheek. And, like, so, mm-hmm. of course, she bandages him up. And, like, again, the sexual tension when she bandages him up, like, you could cut it with the knife. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I will never forget that, like, the aerial moment because that was the night I was tweeting for our account. And <laughs> the one Chicago account did tweet like retweeted quote tweeted my tweet 
and actually gift that scene of Brett's or Casey staring down at Brett and I was just like thank you thank you for listening and doing that <laughs> doing the Lord's work thank you I, oh, also, the where she where she like tends to him or whatever if you it always kind of breaks my heart to like compare it to like uh season seven like for example the roman candle thing where she like you know took care of his neck if you compare like how sort of like distant she is in that moment in season nine to that moment from season seven it's like it's rough Uh, i'm just like like she's doing her job and obviously she's glad that casey's okay but like she's still so hurt and so yeah yeah but then of course they go back to 51 they finish their talk from earlier but it's not that great and we just we gotta play the audio yeah i don't want things to be weird between us neither do i they don't have to be i know what i said the other night but you have to know my feelings for you they're real sylvie regardless of gabby there is no regardless of gabby that's the point i'm not sure that has to be true i am Matt, what happened between us, it can't happen again, ever. You've you've been such a great friend to me. I feel the same way. But I just, I need a little space right now, okay? I, I can't go right back to the way things were and pretend nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> the thing that honestly, and so what I was trying to say after the 902 that kind of led into this is that like the thing that always and still continues to baffle me is that Casey is smart enough and knows what he's feeling enough to tell the Severide in the next scene. But, like, <laughs> does it just say that to it, her? Everything that he said to Severide in season nine, he, he should have like, said. The conversation should have been copied, and like he should have had the same conversation twice. And the other thing that really kills me, and I understand this is just the nature of like when a relationship takes another step, they've always been so good at communicating, and then all of a sudden it's like they know nothing, and I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> like you you so good and then all of a sudden it's like you finally get there and you're like you forget how to use words and I'm just I don't really <laughs> like I know that's part of the frustration and the writing but it's, it's just like it baffles it baffles the mind <laughs> um but I will say this moment okay so me as a, a a viewer who has been hurt by ships in the past at this point I didn't know what Matt was feeling because again he's never had anyone to verbalize that to or anyone to like poke him about it and be like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, so there was no way for us to know really what it is. And then, you know, you have other voices in your head. that are like, no, that's not that. No, that's not what that is. So I didn't know what he was feeling. But in this moment, when she walks out of the office and he's in his quarters by himself, blinking away tears, I was like, oh shit, this is big. Like he feels big things. These are like ginormous feelings that he doesn't know what to do with. And that was the moment that like it clicked for me. Like, this isn't just like, I like her. This is 
something between I like her and I love her. Yeah. He's not quite. Yeah. It's like, it's bigger than like, but he doesn't really know what to call it or what it is. And that was like the moment that I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is going where I want it to go. This is it. This is happening. Uh, that was that moment for me was just watching him like emotionally react to Brett being like, I need space. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and Sylvie's reaction too, but we knew Sylvie would have had big feelings. Like we knew that already, but for Matt, like watching that, the tears in his eyes, I was like, shit, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, this is, this is big. Um, so it did do that for me, even if it was heartbreaking to like watch the distance be put in place between them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. and then we enter the rough period. Yeah. Um, but of course we had some listener thoughts about this. Um, I may butcher this and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just say Franzi. Franzi? Yeah. Um, I have, I have a friend with the same name and who lives in Germany and we call her Franzi. Okay. So, um, I, we had an email from Franzi and she said, I love that they touched on the Gabby issue and as painful as it was to watch, I like that Matt told Sylvie he wasn't sure about his feelings for Gabby because it shows that deep love doesn't disappear that fast and especially not when you want it to. So I like that. But what I hated was when Matt started to make it seem like some of this was some kind of issue that Sylvie had. He said things like Gabby was always going to be an issue for Sylvie and she's the one who called things off. Like even though he told her he didn't know whether he'd leave her for Gabby. So like, what did he expect? <laughs> point it is a fair point point. yeah yeah i just i feel like i feel like matt just didn't really know how to show how to show her that like hey gabby is not an issue for me i I can tell you but it doesn't mean as much as if i show you i just don't know how to show you i also think he didn't quite understand how insecure brett was about it Yeah. yeah yeah i think that's part of it too because i mean she straight up says to him she said to him in 902 like i always knew you were still in love with gabby and like that doesn't even register that like you know maybe that's like an issue for her like maybe you yeah. need to clear that up I, I think he just didn't understand how deep that insecurity went yeah and so i don't think he knew he needed to address it yeah right. Now, yeah. later later i cannot explain because later on she straight up tells him what the problem is and it still doesn't seem to penetrate that's later now i can understand because like it, yeah yeah as a woman i would know that she would be insecure about that but i can't guarantee that somebody else on the outside would be like oh i need to reassure you about that <laughs> well she also had a front row seat to like the mothership right like yep. this is the mothership of one chicago we're talking about and she yep. had like a backstage pass and yep. so I think, I, I think the fact that it's her best friend's ex-husband, I think she was already on shaky ground with that. I just oh, yeah. like, am I going to be enough? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this, I, this, yeah, I think you're right that it was yeah. a bigger issue for her yeah. than he expected. This is the moment where like the two parallel journeys cross <laughs> right yeah. here. Yeah. Where like, you've got Matt who was leaning into it, embracing it, ready to go with it. Sylvie, who has been trying to run from it from the very beginning. So those two journeys clash right here. And this is where it sort of like meets that obstacle that they have to deal with. But of course, that's not really what they do. (laughs) They they like, you know, put it off in as the manner of speaking, you, you know. So, but this is it. This is that moment where like we see the two journeys that they've been taking in opposite directions finally meet in the middle and they can't avoid it anymore. Yeah. Um, And it's it's, as 
as much as I hate this, it's it's a misunderstanding. <laughs> and because Sylvie doesn't know how Matt is feeling and Matt is for some reason having trouble expressing <laughs> how he's feeling. And Sylvie doesn't want to express how she's feeling because mm. she's afraid that he's not going to feel that with her. And she doesn't want that hurt. Yeah. Totally get all of that. But watching the clash of it is like torture because you know both sides. And it's like such torture. Being omniscient is hard, man. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to know all of this. Yeah. It just, it's hard. Um, but that's that's what this is. Yeah. And I, I think it's just so much that they don't know about what the other is thinking. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Jamie R said, I have to give Brett props for not wanting to be second place. She was completely convinced that Casey was still in love with Dawson and had to do what was right for her. She told him she needed space and he rightfully gave it to her, but he was so used to how Dawson was when she needed space that he handled the situation exactly the same. That's true. Yep. Live and learn. Because with Gabby, I mean, he did like it, when Gabby put up like a, a boundary or requested something, he immediately just like gave right. it. Like, this is, this is it. This is what I'm doing for you and with gabby that typically was the way or, to do it yeah yeah but that's that's not sylvie represses <laughs> sylvie doesn't ask for what she really wants a lot of the time so they're <laughs> they're different but he is acting from like experience mm -hmm. yeah. what he thinks is the thing to do but because it's sylvie it's different yeah mm -hmm. i agree yeah. with that yeah yeah so then we get into 903 um, and we get a Savacy cigar chat, hashtag blessed. I love these. Mm. Um, mm. And the, it, it took Matt some time, but now he's finally okay with talking to Severide about this. And like you were saying earlier, Brenna, it's two men in their forties who are comfortable talking about their feelings and we stand. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So accurate. Matt's like, you know, Gabby, our relationship, it's always going to be an issue for Syl or for Sylvie. And er, Kelly's like, well, what about you? And he's like, the truth is, I haven't even thought about her lately. Damn. Like, <laughs> damn. That's impressive. You guys had an epic freaking love story. Like, okay, go on. Like, cool. Uh, but he says, he's like, Sylvie's been the only one on my mind. And he's like, but you're just going to let it go. And he's like, yeah, because it's, it's basically what she wants. Like, I don't want to give her space, but it's what she wants right now. And I'm going to respect that. Once again, we stand a man who respects women. Mm -hmm. It's true. We mm -hmm. stand, we stand. And uh, there's a point where Kelly just says, he's like, sounds to me like you've got it pretty bad for Brett. Again, it just, it's, it's the perfect scene that like Matt needed his BFF of all people to like set him straight and be like, put yeah. yourself together, you know? Um, and yeah, so he says, he's like, I don't want to pull back, but I'm going to, cause it's what she wants. And it's the best thing for her. But is it really the best thing for her? But no. it, regardless of if it is, it's what she wants. And that's, that's what, what she asked for. Yeah. 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 And that's the type of guy Matt is. If somebody's going to tell him this is the boundary, this is the line, he's not going to cross that line. That's Matt. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. But it's like, he says that, like, it's the best thing for her. And I'm like, but it's it's not really. <laughs> like, I, I understand you're being respectful and you're being Matt Casey, but also please don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But then we get like, not a ton of Bretzy, but like, you know, it kind of sets up what we need to get to again for our, our vision down the line. So yeah, we meet, of course, on this call, we meet Sydney anyway vanilla thunder right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Vanilla thunder. yeah. 
So she is very interested in Casey. And so, of course, she shows up at the firehouse to ask Casey on a date. Sydney is the definition of awkward. She is like, it's just. She's a she Casey. (laughs) No, I think she's even worse than Casey. The way they they flirt with each other is so awkward. Like, I think she's even worse than Casey. And that says a lot. Yeah, like he had more game than her. Guy, I just crashed my car. I work for that sex club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like the whole time, you know, she basically says like he's not interested in seeing, you know, doing dating right now. But like she's like, here, if you're interested, like take my card. Yada yada yada. But like Brett's out on the outside you know helping sell run drills and like literally so like the looks between him and brett between the garage is just like oh my god the longing and like the i just talk just talk to each other yeah please say words (laughs) i just uh that's the only thing i can say about that is that look just if you would just say things it it might be easier for you but no can't do that no yeah but literally, okay, so then on the other side of things, um, obviously, this is the whole House of Donuts, like, you know, Matt, yeah. Bouch and Rutledge, you know, yeah. debacle or whatever. <laughs> so they are over at 40, and um, Granger comes over to talk to Casey or whatever, and because Granger and Brett had met on a call earlier, mm-hmm. and Granger decides to ask Casey if Brett is seeing anyone. And, like, Matt could have made it, you know, worse for Sylvie. He could have said, yes. like, yes, she is, you know, whatever. But he answers honestly. So, like, pat on the back for that. But Not like, without a little puffing of his chest. Yeah, he's though. so jealous, though, obviously. <laughs> and then, obviously, the jealousy is just further proof later on when he sees Brett and Granger talking at Molly's, like, after shift. Mm-hmm. Like, he's obviously, he knows he did the right thing. And, like, if that's what she wants, then, again, he just wants her to be happy. Mm-hmm. But, like... It, it still like irks the hell out of him yeah so yeah um but then we get 906 because absolutely 905 no bretzy because that's the amazing joe and, um, yeah joe and, joe herman, and herman episode in the, yeah that's but so, so 906 yeah oh, it was it brilliant Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but 906 we see the episode kind of start casey and brett are bonding over cat brewing like southern pecan coffee <laughs> which is just like and she's like ooh, like sorry 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 you good what sorry it's just keep hitting buttons on my phone it's way too old i'm so sorry you're fine. I didn't even, yeah you're good i didn't hear anything <gasps> yeah you're good um and so they're talking, you know, whatever. And Brett's like, hey, you know, like, I know I asked for space and you've been great about that. But like, it's been, you know, a while and it's just nice to talk, you know. And he's like, yeah, it is, oh. you know. It's just. Um, <laughs> There's uh-huh. a reason it's nice to talk, guys. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. Oh, pain. Oh, man. But then honestly, <laughs> as much as I hate Sydney, I she stops by the firehouse later on because obviously they had some sexy time Mm -hmm. a a reaction Mm -hmm. to the stress of the day yeah yeah. we'll go with that yeah um and obviously so she stops by the firehouse later to return matt shirt and brett (laughs) literally runs into him on her way out to a call (laughs) and like it's just as awkward like oh you remember like hey this is my paramedic friend like it's just this like awkward interaction Mm -hmm. and Um, matt hides the shirt behind his back like 
she didn't see she it. She hasn't already seen it. Well, it's awkward soccer dad all over again. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I love the way, obviously, she gets in the ambo, whatever, she goes off or whatever, and, like, he just stares, like, right at her. Like, mm-hmm. he has to make sure, like, he's, you know, watching her go off to call, you know, this call or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, even Sydney, like, Sydney, who barely knows anything about anything having to do with Firehouse mm-hmm. 51 and these mm-hmm. two, notices the way they two, these two stare at each other. Like, yep. And she's barely It's real around. awkward, too. She's, like, behind so everything, good. and she's, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> So later on, Sydney and Casey go on another date and they try to, she tries to go back to her place and like, but they end up breaking up outside. It's mm-hmm. again, awkward. So And, awkward. <laughs> um, you know, but Casey stops it. He's like, you know, I'd really like to. And she, but she knows it right away. She's like, obviously it has something to do with the paramedic, you know, Sylvie. He's like, she says, she's like, it kind of, it's kind of impossible to not notice, you know, the way you look at her. Oh, um, it's so true. Yeah. And it's just like the awkward. He's like, you know, you're great. Like, and he's like, I really wish I was in the right place for this now. Like, no, you don't, but it's okay. Yeah. You, you want Sylvie. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Is, he's Matt Casey is the best. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. He's so good. Like, is he like the, like, cause I, I know teenage me was always just like, Lucas Scott. Oh my God. And now I'm older and I'm like, he sucks. But like, yeah. adult me is kind of like, is Casey that guy? But like, actually, that guy, like, he's not going to turn out to be garbage years from now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Matt Casey is like the better Lucas Scott. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Huh. Just like Epiphany, like, blew yeah. my mind. Huh. 100%. Uh, so then, of course, next morning, again, because Severin, I love this scene. His- stuff with Stella and Casey's going through his stuff obviously whatever and Casey comes out and again 40 year old men haven't chatted about their emotions <laughs> so Severin literally just straight up asked him he's like what like what about you like what's going on like literally and Casey says honestly like it's been rough trying to get past what happened with Sylvie and it turns out like being with anyone else just makes it worse of course mm-hmm. it does yeah, my, I love this scene, first of all, because they both look so miserable without Sylvie and Stella. I'm like, uh-huh. dumb guys. Uh-huh. Yes, of course uh-huh. you are. <laughs> but it's nice to see it outwardly for me. Uh-huh. Super satisfying. Um, um, but I love that. <laughs> I think after this is when Severed says, man, that's rough. And that's like, is that supposed to be helpful? <laughs> like, and I just I love like the little banter, the teasing oh, that they throw the in around uh-huh. all they're the professional best. stuff. Okay. And that was one of the scenes that I was surprised that we got. Like yeah. that was one that I was like, oh, they're gonna actually like acknowledge this. Cool. Well, we also okay. finally got to see like Matt's wing of the Stella ride. <laughs> right? like, After how many seasons? <laughs> that place is unbelievable. Like it's just not even realistic that a firefighter can sense. afford that place. No, no. Well, I mean, also the layout makes no sense. Like there's a no. door and then you turn and then you turn and yeah, there's it, the bedroom and then there's a door that goes outside and somewhere in over there there's also a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I just I'm glad we finally saw it because it was like so many years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the also it, it, it made the apartment make even less sense than it did before. So yeah. it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> this place doesn't exist in any real building ever. Nope. <laughs> Um, 
But then kind of one of the last things we see at the end of this episode is, like, again, what we've been saying all along. Brett and Mackie, like, talk about Casey and Molly's because, you know, Mackie had been trying to get Brett to open up about it for a while. And Brett finally does. And she's like, honestly, you know, like, I just I, I just want him to be happy. And <laughs> if that's even if that's what Sydney, like, you know, then she's happy. It's not. I know. He wants to be with you, Sylvie. See, like these are the, I just want to like shout at them sometimes. Even last season when Matt was like, uh, you're going to uh, you can find exactly what you want because that's what you deserve. I wanted to be like, what she wants is you. So <laughs> get it together. <laughs> yeah. It's the same so, thing. So then we enter into the, the Granger era. And, uh-huh. and I'm not complaining. I have really liked Granger. It's very mm-hmm. cute. Me too. I want them very to find cute, a way for him charming. to come back, but it's not going to happen because we've got, you know, too many lieutenants in the kitchen now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not complaining, but I love Granger. He was cool. Uh, so Granger tells Brett that he's not so sure about Casey, which like, I want to like you, but don't do possessive shit like this. Because remember, uh, context, Herman is gone from, you know, on vacation. Oh, yeah. So Granger is filling in at 51. That is this episode. Continue. Yeah. So he's like, your captain, like being honest, he's wound a little tight. Yeah, that's, that's, he's our Matt. He's our uptight <laughs> Matt. Yeah, Leave him alone. Yeah. Right. Um, and Brett's like, what, Casey? Like, no, he's actually a great officer, even a greater guy. Well, like, ask around. Everyone here loves you or everyone here loves him, which is like, you know, Reader's Digest version is you're wrong. Uh, it's just the truth so then uh brett watches casey walk away after granger pays for his drink and um she just says she's like you don't have to try so hard like he's gonna come around and then he's like well you two had something didn't you and she's like it's a long story it was somewhere between something and nothing but it really never got any further than and then he interrupts her jerk He's like, you don't have to confess anything to me. Like, I could tell that there's more going on. Okay. Insecurity is not a good look on you, Mr. Granger. Like, stop that. Stop that. I Only actually can pull off. I actually took that scene a totally different way. So it's yeah, really say, to I was hear gonna say, yeah, your I take on it. I don't I mean your take is totally valid. I don't want to dismiss it, but it's just interesting to me, like the opposite. I didn't see that as him being insecure. I saw that as him like acknowledging that she's got some complicated feelings, but <laughs> He's cool. Like you don't, he does she doesn't have to like justify herself. Her feelings are fine. Mm-hmm. You know, she, he just wants to focus on like the two of them, you know, like that's how I took that. That's yeah, how I took honestly, it. it's been a minute since I've seen that episode. So but, I, I mean, remember. no, but it, you could interpret it that way. It's, that's not like too, you know, it's just interesting to me. I mean, I'm but, just, I, you guys are probably the same when any outsiders come in um, to like mingle with the regulars oh, yeah. and just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> more sure. pretend, yeah. No, it's true. I, I'm I like Granger I think he's just like a decent solid guy I and he was cute and he was much more charming than Kyle so I'll give him that um oh man I, he was so attractive oh God, mm-hmm. so cute sure, I, just, I, I wasn't mad about him being on screen no like the fact that he got I, I like more episodes like yeah it was frustrating as a Brett and Casey fan but like I wasn't opposed to like no he was good to look at but that's why I was also like you go you go Brett like if you if, Casey's not doing it for you at the moment. Like, enjoy yourself for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I didn't sure. mind. I didn't. I know there were a lot of people who who did. I didn't mind. Like, she. Okay. Here's the thing. Brett has been struggling with these feelings for several seasons now and trying to move past them. So, if she really wants to move past them, she did need to do that. To actually do that. And Kyle was not a real shot at that. Okay. Let's just. That's that wasn't going to work. So, I. Plus, we we hadn't really seen Casey struggle with his feelings outwardly. It was all inward. 
So I was all for some angst causing, you know, for Casey caused by Sylvie being interested in somebody else and somebody else finding her interesting, hoping that it would, you know, spurn, spur him on into like some sort of action. <laughs> what I wasn't prepared for was the Sydney story. So that sort of messed me up. But yeah, I, Granger, I did not mind at all because I sort of saw that coming and I was actually glad to see it because Matt sort of needed to see like, oh, by the way, Sylvie's really great. So you can't just like stew in your emotions forever. You're going to have to figure it out if you want a chance. Right. Um, and that's what this was. So I, I mean, I like Granger, I, but I took that as like him basically telling her like, you don't have to explain yourself to me um i i understand that things aren't quite what they seem i know what i'm getting into is Mm -hmm. what i took that to be um personally yeah it's been a minute since i've seen that scene so i don't quite remember greg's tone of voice i mean you're fine yeah but there were there are people though that that don't like granger and that did take it that way so you're not alone like i I totally dug him and i would love for him to find a way back that doesn't involve him meddling in bretzy If I mean, I'm, wanted, I don't want him to meddle in Bretzy anymore either. Yeah, so. if he just wanted to come stand in front of the camera, like I'd be totally cool with that. I mean, yeah. Um, I, so I have, I want him to like, in my head, in my headcanon universe, um, he meets Olivia just like by chance and they like right off. Into oh, the, the spin instructor. Yeah. yeah. It is so oh. late. I was like, Benson? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, like Olivia, Sylvie's friend, Olivia. Okay. <laughs> in can, my head. That's what happened. Yeah, I can work with that. He yeah. deserves a, like a super, a super hot firefighter. Yeah, man. Okay. So after this scene, like maybe it doesn't go downhill here, but it starts to go downhill after. So yeah. Granger stops by Casey's quarters to chat next shift, which like, why are you poking the bear? Why? <laughs> this is so, this is, this is one of those instances where you don't go to Casey's quarters. It's true. I kind of agree with that. I feel like, like there needs to be a flow chart. Like, are you Sylvie? Yes. No. Like, <laughs> What is your reason for coming to Matt? Like to complain or to ask a question? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> like, no, not a reason to go to Casey's quarters. <laughs> Matt Casey flowchart. I love it. The Matt love Casey flowchart. Yeah. Like, should yeah. he bother Casey? A flowchart. Uh, so Casey ignores him until Granger starts defending himself. And this is where it kind of becomes a dick swinging competition. Yep. And oh, Casey's yeah. just like, put that thing away. Like, stop it. I don't want to play this game. And Granger's like, I'm a good officer. I care about the job. I just hope me being here isn't a problem for you because of whatever you had going on with Sylvie. Dude. No, you did not use the Matt Casey flowchart. Uh, and Matt's like, you're out of line. And he's like, well, you're unprofessional. Um, you, K- walk he, away. He, but Casey was being like very unprofessional. Oh, yeah. Listen, this was his a little extra in the opposite direction. Um, yeah, he was being a little, he, a little like, much. I mean, he like, yeah, obviously, again, don't want Granger meddling in my Bretzy. Like, could have felt without that part. But, like, Casey didn't need to be a jerk when Granger was just doing his job. And, like, he got on them about the fact that, like, there were those couplings missing, missing from, yeah. you know, oh, last yeah. shift. But then, like, obviously, they were still right there where they were supposed to be the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And that that's what even leads into this. And it's just, yeah. like, Casey, like, you don't have to be such a fucking jerk. Like, right. I get and- it. You don't like the dude because he's got your girl. But, like, don't, like, you don't have to be, like, a total jerk to him. This is yeah. also, anytime he starts being an asshole we just call him captain casey because like the transition to captain casey was so rough that like we're just like captain casey is back (laughs) 
Well, and this is also where the episode, he goes to talk to Bowden to like get Granger like moved. And he's like, he can he thinks, not come back next shift? And Bowden's like, yeah, no, that's too no. much paperwork. Yeah, he's okay, like chickens he, but his face like he does like a thumbs up, but it's like not really a thumbs up. And his face, he's like just out of sorts this in, entire episode. And so mess. he yeah, he is he is a bit extra with Greg, especially like there was one point where he went, Greg went to apologize, and Matt just totally cut him off. And you're like, dude that was unnecessary you just like it was just like a smidge too far you know like dial it back (laughs) take a breath yeah he'll be gone in like another shift and then you never have to look at him again um yeah so he was a little a little far but i i don't know me personally if i were in in granger's position i think i would have just probably let the coupling thing go (laughs) i would just like you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna argue about it it's fine Mm -hmm. Um, he, uh, no. he, yeah, he probably did because you know if, if anybody's got their head on like cool and collected this episode, it's Granger. Yeah, but it's true. Uh, he, he knows nothing. Yeah, He's... yeah. Thankfully, Sylvia's there at the end to finally call Matt on his bullshit and tell him to get it together. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with you? What? I heard the way you were talking to Granger before that last call. Then you heard him out of line. No, Matt, he wasn't. You were. You've been riding him for two straight shifts. I have not. You have. What you're not getting, Matt, this doesn't have anything to do with Greg Granger. It doesn't even have to do with me. It has to do with the fact that you're still in love with Dawson. I called you out, and you haven't done anything about it. Maybe you should reach out and resolve that so you can go back to being the Matt Casey everyone looks up to around here and not this. I mean, you know, I like... I'm not going to fault that for this one. Sometimes we do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I, my thing about this is that I thought when this aired, I thought this was going to be the turning point for Matt where he realized like what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. It no. was not in fact the turning point for Matt at all because she literally tells him here what the problem is. Nothing like, ever comes easily to Matt. Word ever. for word. She's what, like what she thinks the problem is. Well, not what okay. the problem actually ends up being, but what she thinks her perception what of the problem. She feels the problem is. <laughs> yes. Like this is her spelling out her insecurity to me. Right here. This is it. You're still in love with Dawson. You need to deal with that. That's what she thinks. So if I'm mad and I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, I need to make it clear that I I I've either dealt with that or I need to deal with it if that's the thing that's going on. But that's not <laughs> where this just like gets ignored i'm like this is the part that really baffles me where i'm like she has literally told you now twice that she thinks you're still in love with gabby (laughs) well and he honestly makes things worse in the next episode because in 909 he tries to apologize to brett and literally the first thing he says he's like i want you to know like i really appreciate what you were you saying what you did last shift he's like you were right and so then and he doesn't explain what she was right about like right and then she's like and then and then she's like, you know, I probably shouldn't have stopped. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you definitely, he's like, honestly, like, I needed it quite frankly. So, like, thank you for helping me get my head on straight. So, she thinks that he was right about being, that she, yeah, he's still in love with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, if you just used your words, I'll slightly <laughs> Please. add an adjective, add an adverb. Like, Be it's clear. Not, like, yeah. You were right about Granger. Like, that's all you have to say. That's it. You, don't you were right about yeah you were right about you were wrong about gabby you were right about granger you were right, right. you know like there's so much Just be specific <laughs> yeah. that that would fix that whole 
just be specific. That, yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 909, the big thing is Casey obviously gets drugged by the car and hits his head. Fall, you know, whoop, yep, hits the head. <laughs> right. <laughs> hits the head. Um, so obviously, but Casey again says he's fine. Everyone kind of kinda just does. takes his word for it. He's fine. So, but as we find out, he is not fine. Nope. Mm-hmm. And it finally gets to the point in the episode where he looks like he's going to go ask Brett for help with his head. But then he gets interrupted by this guy falling off the truck on his, you know, his truck on the apron. So, of course. Always get interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible timing, but also doesn't, best place to fall off your truck. Very true. <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. So he doesn't get to ask Brett. But so this is also the episode where Casey's sister Christy is back in the fold. Yay! And, I was so happy um, to see her obviously you know the funeral and the watch and whatever and so at the, the end watch. of this episode you know casey tells christy that like it just didn't feel right selling the watch even though it's like worth like eighty thousand dollars like it just something was telling him to keep it and but you know obviously it's half hers and so he you know wants to talk to her about that but she's like no 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 like you keep it and he's like you sure and she's like i think there's a reason uncle jake wanted you to open the box and casey's like for what and she's like well that's for you to figure out and obviously we get that explanation later on, but, um, you know, in that episode though, it was like very deceptive, like the watch and I, I just, it drove me nuts. It was like, well, and then they don't mention it again. And it was like, uh-huh. is the, yeah. they, have, they don't bring up something like that and not bring it back up. Yeah. And like the story behind it was very clearly like wanting us to assume it meant one thing right you know and I, I like I don't appreciate storytelling like that like you don't have to like play me just like you don't have to do that we had enough drama without the watch so we didn't but whatever okay <laughs> um I did love to see Christy again so any excuse I guess yeah I love I, uh-huh. I love it I just want to be reminded that he has a sister every now and then. Can you just That's all like, I want? Just slip yeah. that in. She doesn't even have to appear. Just like have Matt mention, oh, uh-huh. I'm gonna go have dinner with Christy. Like that's that's it. Christy I, called. Yeah, like it's not yeah. that hard. Uh-huh. Just throw it out there. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So then in 910, um, this is where Violet comes back into the fold. Thank God I love her so much. Oh, I love her favorite. so much. My favorite. Uh, I, and- I will I will admit though, I didn't love her at first, and then I very quickly that changed. And so now I very much adore her. <laughs> well, she Violet. was a little different this season compared to last season. I think mm-hmm. that has to do with like our perspective of her as being like mm-hmm. part of Firehouse 20. No, I I've loved that. her literally yeah. since like last season. I thought <laughs> she was like, I shipped her in Gala right away. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I love her. She's just so much fun. And like the way she just antagonizes Gallo is just like. <laughs> I do love that. I will yeah. ship those two until the day I die. She makes uh-huh. him such a hot mess. It's great. And they really are like yin and yang. Like uh, yeah. uh-huh. Gallo is such a cinnamon roll and Violet's such a hard ass. Like, yeah. That's true. Her. So Brett's kind of down because she still hasn't found a permanent partner. Like she kind of feels like she's cursed. She's like, what the fuck? Like I can just uh-huh. keep going through partners. This is ridiculous. And Casey says the perfect thing. Yes, I love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got a call that Ogle might actually be available. I thought you didn't like Ogle. He's fine. You know why you've had all those different partners, right? Because they leave? Sylvie, they leave because you've lifted them up. Been a great partner and an even better teacher. You cheered Foster on, gave her the confidence to go back to med school. You taught Mackie so well that in six months with you, she was capable of moving to a leadership position. 
You make people better, trust me. I know. Thank you for saying that. I say that as your captain and as your friend. Those are just the facts. And here's another fact. You deserve to be with whoever you want to be with. No compromising. So go get the partner you really want. <laughs> okay. I will. Good. Like, how nice is that? It's like, you've gone through so many partners because you make them better. It's mm -hmm. just amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and like the trust me, I know in there. I'm like, oh, oh you're so close to saying what you want to say. Like, it's just... It's beautiful. No, it's but it just, it, it felt like it did a really good job kind of highlighting and kind of playing back again that he kind of, for the most part, it's, he's not perfect. He, far from it, Matt Casey. <laughs> but he, he can usually find the right words to say her to her in oh, yeah. usually the right moment. And so it's and just, this once is, again, they do a very good job. Yeah, this is one of those things where they're good communicating here. Like, this is a safe topic to communi communicate about, like, how much Matt respects her and you know, values her and all of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, he's fine here. He's great. Phenomenal, actually. Yeah. yeah. And there's two things. So like one, kind of like you guys were just saying, like, it is nice to see that like, even after, you know, all the shit and like with all their relationship romantic stuff that like they are still friends and that like mm -hmm. when, you know, push comes to sub, like he can still, you know, motivate her and like be mm -hmm. the support that she needs and vice yep. versa. Um, even though they're, whole romantic lives together is like a hot mess um but then too for the longest time like right after this scene aired i thought for sure that when they eventually got together when he says you know like you deserve to be with whoever you want to be with no compromising i mm -hmm. thought that was going to be the thing like the they repeated at the end like yeah, i thought I that too. was going to be the thing and so and obviously he says so go get the partner you really want i thought that was going to be the thing that like spurred her into mm -hmm. like doing something about the Casey mm -hmm. situation and I mean obviously I love how it played out and I'm very happy with it but like for a long time I really thought that it was going to be like yeah. no compromising like that's I, I thought that was going to be part of their end get together I did too and not just because of this but because of something Violet said in the episode where Violet like when she asked Violet to be her partner Mm -hmm. And Violet's like, you know, I wanted to ask you, but I, I felt like it had to come from you. And yeah. like that to me, I was like, combine those two things together. I was like, oh, it's going to be Brett. Like it's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, thought it was gonna... I, I really did. I was with you. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I, that didn't. Happen, I mean, obviously I was happy there. with the way it worked out. Yeah. It's I great. mean, to me too. I'm not complaining, but yeah. I did have that same thought where I was like, oh, this is going to be the thing. And then it, it wasn't. The and then thing. it wasn't. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I was there with you. Um, but no, I, I do think there's something great about two people who obviously have very complicated romantic feelings for each other, but can put that aside to just be there. Mm -hmm. um, I think that makes a great, a great relationship because you know that even if that falls apart, this yeah. is still there no matter what. And I think yep. that adds a layer of confidence to like the relationship, the romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, I think they did kind of need that. I think Brett especially needed to see like, even if it doesn't work out, let's say they take that jump, it doesn't work out no matter what that friendship that they have is not going anywhere. So, I mean, I think that was part of what she needed personally to like reconcile, like how she feels and yeah, you know, take that jump. So yeah, and that was, it was really sweet and really great and necessary. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then obviously that episode ends with Brett buying Casey a beer, you know, at Molly's after shift. And so obviously, again, a parallel from a earlier, parallel. you yep. know, he says, what did I do to deserve this one earlier when he buys her the beer in yep. eight? She says, you know, what did I do to deserve this? Um, and obviously this time, you know, Violet's coming to 51 and she's like, and eh, kid doesn't think she's a jinx anymore on account of meeting your <laughs> idol. So it's all good. And Casey's like, okay. Um, and she's like, point is, you know, I went after the partner I wanted no compromises like what you sent meant a lot like you're a good friend and a good captain and it's just like oh i love them so much love them love them so um do you want to take 9 11 or you want me to you can go ahead okay so yeah so then we get into 9 11 and there's a lot of brettsy moments here so brett stops by casey's quarters and she mentions that she ran into will at med uh and she's like yeah i told will you know i i told or I told like, he she told Casey what Will told her, but Casey's like, oh, I'm fine. Like the symptoms went away, no uh-huh. headaches, nothing. No, okay. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. You're Good in time. trouble now, buddy. Silly yeah. Brett's on to you. Yeah. So then <laughs> later, Brett hears Stella tell Casey that Severide blames himself for not acting on the Mercer kid sooner. What happened in this episode again? Remember, Mercer is that Gleetskat Severide's teaching the class at the academy, and that oh, Mercer yeah. kid is terrible like terrible trainee. And yeah. Severide's like, I should have cut him from the beginning, but then he doesn't, and he ends up almost like killing a bunch of his fellow candidates because, yeah. Yeah. He, the air bottles got, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah, so she basically tells him that she'd feel the same way if something ever happened to him. And so he tells her, he's like, okay, well, I'll think about doing something. Uh, Think about it. Think about it. Okay, yeah, whatever. So then at Molly's after shift, Casey pulls Brett aside and finally opens up to her. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for uh, pushing me the other day. You're right. I was too quick to move on when the headache stopped. I can't help thinking when I got that head injury a few years ago, the doctor said, if I get another bad hit, it could mean the end of my career or worse. Okay, hold on. There's, there's no need for you to go there yet. All you need to do right now is make an appointment and get checked out. The sooner the better. Yeah. I'll go with you. No, no, you you don't have to do that. I know things have been weird between us lately, but you were always there for me when I needed it most. Please let me do that for you. Is this the episode when he's looking at his scans from like back in the day and his birthday is like his actual birthday? Yeah. (laughs) I think so. It, was it might have really been right weird. after it happened. I yeah, don't think. Was, I don't know if it was in. This I don't know one, if it was this one or the episode before, but yes. Yeah, it was like somewhere in here. There's like a weird moment where it's like it's 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 like the present day that's on the scans. Yeah, it's it's that was that was so wrong. First of all, if you do the math in season one, Casey was 31 in season one, so there's no way he's 42 now even if it was supposed to be the present age on the scan, but it shouldn't be the present age on the scan because. Yeah, <laughs> those were back in season two. So. I just remember looking at those and being like, "That's not right." <laughs> yeah, that's, none of that is right. It's right. all it's all very wrong. Isn't very, that like Jesse wrong. Spencer's real birthday? Isn't that yeah. what they did? Yeah, yeah. 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 
yeah. wrong. It's just uh, wrong. But <laughs> Sylvie cancels her ski trip with Granger to Ooh. go figure out the head issue. That is love. Look, I this was so this whole scene, first of all, the way he opens up to her, I, I just love it because that's such a deep fear for him. And it's something that he's like held on to and like for years. I mean, since season two, obviously, this is something that's been like mm-hmm. in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. So for him to just like lay that out there for her shows how much trust he has in her. Like this is, you know, we talked about in season seven, he wasn't ready to open up to her yet after the gunshot. This is the proof of their growth right here for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is like a big issue. This is a, a huge thing that he's telling her he's afraid of. Um, so I love that. And I love that she's like, she grounds him the way he did for her last season where it's like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Don't go that far just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for her to like, turn around and be like, I'll go with you. Even though she knows she's got these plans <laughs> with Granger. It's great. I, I mean, I, I loved it. Like, um, just her like changing her plans for him because of mm-hmm. course, of mm-hmm. course yeah. she's going to do that because it's Matt obviously um yeah uh and like the fact that she makes the choice between granger and matt without really consciously making the choice between granger mm-hmm. and matt mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's so good yeah oh man nine twelve. this is <sighs> like okay this best. episode at this point in the season when the episodes were airing this episode was so needed for my state of mind mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. i needed it <laughs> it was Wonderful. Well, and the fact that like everyone thought, I mean, us included, like we had a whole conversation many a times about like, is Jesse Spencer actually leaving? We were like oh, convinced that like I was, was I gonna... didn't think he was. I was like the lone person who was like, nah, he's not leaving. No, I was I with didn't... you on that. I was with you on that. Yeah, it's it... true. Me and Kim. We were like the two people. We were like, nah, he's good. Like we were I, I mean, we I were... don't know if I we were like, I think we were confused. We were like <laughs> We were like, I don't think he's going to leave, but like everything they're doing, it like mm-hmm. makes it kind of seem like they're going to push towards him leaving. Like, yeah. I, yeah. would they do that? Yada, yada. Like we had this whole debate about like whether he was actually mm-hmm. going to leave or not. Like, we, we, we were, we approached it pretty much the way we approach every like question or cliffhanger where we're like, that's not going to happen. But also what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also <laughs> it might. So like, what the fuck? <laughs> Kim, and I, Kim, Kim yeah. and I go with deny. We deny, deny, deny mm-hmm. until it happens. Mm-hmm. And then we'll discuss it. But until then, yeah. No, so no. like the two mm-hmm. cliffhangers going into the new seasons are about Squad and Burgess, right? And so like the whole summer we've been like, they're not going to kill them. But also <laughs> what? No, but it's like, and not to divert off, like obviously Chicago Fair, but it's like, I saw clips of even before PD aired, like Marina was working out with um, LaRoyce. And I'm like, yeah. why would she be working out? Still, if they were killing her out, like, no. So it's yeah. just, it's, yeah. I deny until I actually see proof of death. So mm-hmm. that that's our philosophy. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so 912, though, is mm-hmm. chock full of great Brettsy stuff. So basically, mm-hmm. the episode starts, and obviously, we see Casey getting checked out. Brett is waiting for him to finish, obviously. But he's like freaking out because now he's got to get like an MRI. But of course, Brett's the one who calms him down. She's like, listen, like, we'll get a nip. We'll get the MRI. We'll go from there. You know, like, nothing to worry about. But like, emphasis on the we. (laughs) We'll get the the MRI. We'll go from there. You know, we. We. So good. Mm -hmm. So later on, obviously, 
because Casey's, you know, for Casey's health, they've decided he's just going to work the desk, you know, for a little bit for the next couple shifts. <laughs> and Poor so guy. everyone at Firehouse finds out. And of course, Severide is pissed that Casey did not come cleaner to him, you know, clean sooner to him. And Severide, I love this scene because Severide's just like, I feel like I haven't been a good friend. Like, <laughs> he's like, you've got something going on and I should have picked up. Like, Severide blames himself and I love I know, it. I 40-year-old um, men talking about their feelings. And then, right? yes. <laughs> and then they open up because even Casey says, he's like, you know, I grew up in a family full of secrets. So I guess it's just become a fallback for me. Well, again, mm-hmm. love it. And, um... Severide's like actually you know like good you shouldn't be going you know something through something like this alone and you know Casey tells him that like actually like Sylvie found out you know she's been by his side through every step of the way and she's gonna be at the MRI tomorrow and he just seems so proud when he says that he's like and she'll be at the MRI tomorrow it's just like I know mm-hmm. he, he's just so happy to have her with him like the support of it after like everything they've all the distance and everything they've been through I just feel like it's like yeah. comfort you know mm-hmm. she's still yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah. and then of course this literally isn't really even a brett's easy but like the fact that brett made him this playlist full of yes. jazz and taylor swift taylor swift it oh, is brett's totally a swifty like oh, it's been a fanfic thing forever in like the Bretzy fandom where everybody's like, oh yeah, she's totally a fan of Taylor Swift. And then we got this on the show and everybody was like, we knew it. <laughs> I know, though I still wish NBC would have like made a Spotify playlist of what that, of what her that playlist been great. would have been. Cause I would have been amazing. That <laughs> would have been so good. I mm-hmm. love that she made the playlist of stuff that like she would like, like just, just <laughs> didn't even bother to be like, hey Casey, <laughs> are you a Swifty? Like, it's like, and this is such a like, ter- not obviously terrible. The songs aren't terrible, but like together, like jazz and Taylor Swift, and that's all this playlist is. It's a it terrible playlist sense. as itself. <laughs> but like the yeah. fact that it's so terrible that it obviously has got his mind off the MRI. Like mm-hmm. she knew what she was doing, well, but like it's still it's bad. And it was it was specifically Taylor Swift slow jams. Okay, right. so like <laughs> even more slow yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they talk about it later on. You know they're talking while he's like filing some paperwork or whatever and she's like you know you gotta let me know as soon as you get the call like for your results like gotta let me know and she just asked him she's like so how terrible was the playlist like you can be honest and he was like it was great and then she's like stares at him and he was like well it was definitely a distraction and then she like stares at him some more and he's like it was horrible the way Um, his head pops up though when she asks how it is he's like oh no (laughs) (laughs) trick question yeah. and he tries to be a good boyfriend for a minute yeah. and for like her said, face, yeah. and that didn't work <laughs> at all yeah um and so obviously they get interrupted by violet and you know yada 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 and it's just like the moment's done but he's reminded of violet blabs she's like hey here's your phone <laughs> you got a call from granger yeah she like he's like hardcore reminded of granger like <laughs> Ow. all right violet you little snitch like stop it's like violet i love you but like go away oh, violet, no um and so later on casey tells she tries to tell brett that like she doesn't have to go with him to get his results oh, because she's part. like he's like you know i've been making too big of a deal of this and like honestly no matter what the results are i'm fine and he's like you tagging along on every visit like it's silly and it's just like casey you don't mean that like Shut like, up. I, Shut and up. the look on her face when he says it too, it's like, Casey, I know you're not trying to, but you're actually sort of making it worse because <laughs> you're hurting her feelings. So don't 
don't don't shh <laughs> like bad idea Ugh. yeah um but then so after that call with the tennis player like it kind of kicks some things into gear yep. for brett and so brett like literally as soon as she gets back she's like where's casey and like storms into his office and we brett with him, two t's yeah informs him she is going with him to get his results and she's like you know i know firefighting is your whole life and you're scared as hell but so am i we can be scared together. together and then he's like you know you have your own life to deal with like i was just being selfish and she's like matt casey do not argue with me like call me when you hear from carmen or else or do else. not argue with me i love it mm. especially that we can be scared together yeah oh. yeah it's so good it's so, so great so then of course granger and brett are on their like omelet date omelet whatever date whatever that was and date. whatever uh, omelet and, festival food truck whatever yeah and granger of course sees casey's name pop up on her phone and so of course that's him getting his results and letting her know and she's like of course i'll be there in like 20 minutes and granger basically breaks up with sylvie and he's like i think you have some stuff you need to figure out again the parallel um yeah and you know so yeah he they're donezo but then (sighs) but then but then then. and then but then um so obviously they go to the hospital they get the they you know get the news and the guy's like yeah you're fine like oh, here's some pills but like you're fine <laughs> yeah and it's fine and like casey and brett are both kind of like in shock about the whole thing and she's just like matt you're okay oh. and then obviously he picks her up spins her around it's like oh, the cutest thing. and it was like i'm telling you i was in such like a, a depressed like horrible brett's never getting together i hate my life <laughs> I was that still, when that i was feeling confident still the whole time i, I wasn't <laughs> I knew Matt wasn't leaving the show, but beyond that, I was like, this, this is terrible. I'm never getting what I want. No, but-, but then that, that hug happened and I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm energized again. Let's keep going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's go. Yeah. Stretch here. Uh-huh. I needed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously again, iconic moment. Um, uh-huh. Phoenix had a voice memo about it. So let's play that too. Episode 12 was the perfect example of them being the partner the other needs. Sylvie was calm and supportive when he needed that, needed the assurance that no matter what happened, they'd figure it out. But when he tried to push her away again, she was the fiercely determined Sylvie Brett two T's that we all know and love. And she pushed back. She didn't let him push her away. He needed that every bit as much as he needed her reassurance that everything would be fine. And it gave us the chance to see Sylvie drop everything to run to his side, just like he had done for her. A safe house on your best and worst days, a place of love and warmth, might be a quote from Joe and Chloe's wedding, but episode 12 really demonstrated that they are that for each other. It could have been the worst day, but it ended up being one of his best days, and she was right there for it. And that if that hug didn't radiate love and warmth, I don't know what does. But yeah, that's such, it's such a good moment. Uh It's so like pure and happy and like, uh, it's just sunshine. It's sunshine. And it's, it's so many 
like as we're approaching towards the season finale, a lot of their wonderful moments feel, feels like it's straight out of fanfic and I'm not mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. true. That's true. No. Yeah, and this one specifically does feel a lot like fanfic. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the from, you know, Granger breaking up with her and making it about Matt to like her showing up for Matt and the hub. Yeah, but I mean, that's all it's also fanfic. just picking up what should be your significant other and twirling her around a room uh, like and then the moment after like when they kind of back up and they're just like looking yeah. at each other but they're still holding each other yeah. and you're like oh yeah. it's so good. Yeah. so good so yeah. good yeah so then we get into 9 13 and Casey finds Brett and she's kind of down and she's just kind of chilling in the ambo and you know, Matt's mm-hmm. like, you gave me all this help. Like, I would think that you could come to, like, come talk to me and tell me whatever's bothering you. And so she just kind of relays the whole thing about Granger. And she's like, yeah, I told him I had a friend who had an emergency. I just didn't tell him it was you. And he's like, he saw my name on your screen. And she's like, he thought I was keeping it from you. And he's like, there wasn't anything nefarious about it. Matt Casey with the SAT words. Check that out. <laughs> Smart so, dude. Uh, you know, she just kind of says, you know, he pretty much called things off and I didn't want to tell you because you've been so happy. Cue those damn bells. Mm. Damn <laughs> of bells. course. Of yep. course. Yeah. So then Casey goes to see Granger after shift and we're because just Because of course he does. Because of course he does, right? Yeah. Like, like this is another thing. Like, should you go to Firehouse 40? Yes, no. Like, no. <laughs> probably not. Like, no. this, is a, it, this is a parallel too to season seven and Kyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll just play this clip here. I'm here about Brett. Just wanted to talk to you man to man. Brett and I were never really an item. She asked for space and I backed off, plain and simple. I know you're a great guy and I see the way you're into her and I want you to know. I'm not gonna try and get in the way of that. I want her to be happy. That's all I want. You don't get it, do you? I'm not thinking about what you're gonna do or not do. Honestly, I don't care. What I think about is Sylvie. From everything I've witnessed over the last few months, she's in love with you. I mean, how many more people do you need to tell you, like, (laughs) hey, you guys are in love? everybody basically everyone at this point at this point there's just a whole checklist and they can't actually get together until every single person (laughs) yeah do you need herman to like buy one of those planes with a message on the back to like fly it around the firehouse (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) crazy i mean poor greg that he has to even do that like I'm yeah. sure he's like, what is my life? Why am I involved in these people's He's like, listen, he's I like, I want out. Yeah, he's like, out of this. Yeah. He's like, I may not want to be in this, but like, you know, whatever. Like, here, but we'll be happy together, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Go sort it out and leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> it still made me love like Granger. And once again, it's not like he was just like there to be like a foil for anything. It's like you could tell he cared about Sylvie. And it's that he could have been an asshole about it and like yeah. told Matt something different, but he told her she's in love with you and yeah. so 
I mean, honestly, he could have told Casey to go fuck off. And yeah, like, not yeah. he could have just hey. not talked to him at all. But like, I think, like you said, Cam, like he did, he did clearly care about Brett, and it kind of mm-hmm. sucks that the timing just wasn't right for them. Mm-hmm. But like, if he wants her to be happy, then he knows that Casey is the mm-hmm. person that she wants, and that is yep. going to make her happy. And so, like, if that is truly what he wants, which I do believe, then like he's gonna, he's just got to give her what she mm-hmm. wants, and which that's Casey. Mm-hmm. So help push them together. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what he did. Yep. So 914, we get um some good Bretsy stuff here. A little bit, but like, you know, not a ton. Um, so at Molly's after shift, Brett comes up to Severide and Casey and about Veronica. And I just I love this. This is such a little <laughs> Veronica. Um, but yeah, they're like talking about Veronica or whatever. And Severide basically is like, Hey, you should go talk to Cap because Cap watches his mom's cat all the time. <laughs> So, you know, she leaves to go talk to Cap and Severide, like, asks Casey the obvious. He's like, are you ever going to tell her? And he's like, tell her what? And he's like, you know what? And again, Casey brings this up. He's like, it's not that simple. She's the one who calls things off. Like, said Dawson was always going to be between us. And then it was like, Severide's like, you think she's right? And then, obviously, the scene kind of ends there. And it's like, (laughs) what? I want to know. <laughs> Matt does give him a look, though. Like the look Matt gives him is like, "Are you serious?" Right. <laughs> it's just like it cracks me up every time. Right. But then saying no, I mean, like, just it, words. Yeah. words, 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 <laughs> words. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, again, Casey and Severide went through this whole thing where they saw, you know, the Pete and his wife, you know, yada yada yada, and so they saw like this real connection. That's basically what their whole story you know whatever and Casey like watches Severide and Stella of course be all lovey lovey and he tells Severide later that you know like you two have that connection we saw with Pete and his wife like the kind of people you know look for their whole lives and he's like you know my advice like you're overthinking that marriage thing like don't need to talk it over with Stella which is terrible advice you just need to terrible advice. <laughs> I'm with terrible you advice awful um and Casey's <laughs> like you think I'm wrong and Severide's like, no, like you're probably dead on. Again, no, he's not. No, but that's he's a different not. conversation. Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> like, you know, he's like, it's just you're telling me to stop second guessing everything and take action. And Casey's like, well, in so many words, yeah. And Severide's like, well, then I'd say maybe you should take your own advice. Uh-huh. I knew Severide was the smart one. <laughs> Severide is definitely the smart one. Let's just make that clear. I mean, he's, he's dumb sometimes too, but quicker. like, yeah, I know, he's dumb sometimes too. But like, Severide's clearly the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously we get the end scene for that episode, and like, Chief gives Stella the good news that like she passed her lieutenant's exam, and I love the way they kind of have it set up so that like. Obviously, Severide and Stella share their moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as Stella's hugging everyone else, you see Severide look at Stella, obviously, with, like, so much <laughs> awe and respect and love and whatever. But then when Brett goes to hug Stella, like, Casey's looking at her, yep. obviously having Severide in his head, you know, from that scene. And it's just the just the stares at her. I mean, so she's good. not staring back at him, but, like, it's just, it's... It's so good. It felt like what the, what the show wants the couples to be in the future. Oh. You know what I mean? Like it felt very much like, okay, here's the two main ships. <laughs> like this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it was great. I loved it, but it was sort of like, oh, okay. Yep. This is definitely where we're going. There was a lot of focus <laughs> on the, those two. You yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. The two couples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so good. 
then 9.15 happens. Uh, and oh, thank God for this episode. <laughs> oh. Like, thank God. Bless. Okay, so Casey and Brett are talking about how much she misses Veronica. Hilarious. <laughs> um, when Cap interrupts them, because Gabby is on the house phone and wants <laughs> to talk Cap. to Matt. Don't even get me started on why didn't she call his cell phone? Well, first of all, Cap says Gabriella Dawson. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, did you forget who she was, Cap? Like, it's just so formal. It's like Gabriella Dawson on the house phone for Is you. Is that what like, he said? Yes. Mm-hmm. He said her full name. <laughs> I'm about to go back. I could have sworn it said Gabby Dawson. No, he said Gabriella because I remember thinking it was super weird. I was like, why are you calling her Gabriella? What it if was- Matt got a new phone and was totally going to pull a new phone? Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> You know, but what I don't understand, and I don't know if we talked about this, Gina, when we actually, like, recorded her episode, but I've thought about this since then. Why didn't she just call Mouch? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, a better question. Or like, Herman. Like, no, why? If, if she's heard about Mouch's ceremony, that's why she right. called, right? Right. So why didn't she call Mouch? Unless she was just looking for an excuse to call Mouch. I mean, obviously, I guess that's yeah. probably the case. Mm-hmm. But, like, you could mouch you were calling about mouch why didn't you call mouch directly yeah that makes a lot your, more your logic to tv i know then i know it doesn't really it's basically the writers needed too her much. to it's call too the much. house so that mm-hmm. cap could say gabby dawson is on the phone in front of brett that's that's what it was i know to. it's too much but mm-hmm. I, but i'm the same way though because i write fanfic so like everything that happens on the show i'm like how do i explain this it's like i i don't know <laughs> That's, I that mean, did, one she that call, hard. did she call the firehouse when Cruz and Chloe got married? Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, like, you, you know she's seeing this shit on Facebook. Like, I mean, right. she didn't even call, like, yes, she showed up later after Otis died, but she didn't even call when Otis died. Nope. No. She showed up later, but, like, didn't even call when Otis died, so. Yeah. Yeah. So and later so on, weird. Violet overhears Casey telling Brett about what Gabby wanted and just so happens to ask her about Granger. And Brett just tells her, like, we broke up. You know, Greg's great. It had nothing to do with him. I'm the problem. And, you know, she's like, I'm always looking for something I can never have. And Violet's like, what makes you so sure you can't? Like, you already do. I picked up it on, I picked up on it on the day you got to 51. Like, you and Casey, the way you are with each other, it's kind of undeniable. So that's what the third or fourth person now who's been like, you fuckers are in love. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to say, I think go we can make like a top five, whole... like, Bretzy shippers from oh, like, yeah. people on the show. Yeah. I'd, you know, like, we could definitely, Violet's definitely in the top five, 100%. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I also, what makes me sad about this is like Sylvie saying, I'm the problem. I'm looking for something I can never have. Like, oh no, to be how down does she have to be to like feel like she is that cursed? Like, Mm -hmm. she's gonna be alone forever. She's never gonna have what she wants. Like, it just makes me really sad, and I want to hug her. And and I'm I don't like it. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, I I don't like that she got that far down, like low in her feelings, where she's just like, it's never gonna happen. It's me. I'm the problem. Yeah. So then Sev asks Casey how it went with Gabby and he's like, yeah, it was a little weird because it's been a while. And he says, he's like, we're going to talk again after the medal ceremony when there's more time to catch up. But I think that's going to tell me a lot. It's going to tell him what he already knows. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like if he was waiting for a conversation with Gabby to like confirm something for him, then why didn't he call her like three months ago? Because he wasn't. He look, if you, the way he said that to me came off as very sarcastic. Yeah. Like the, 
I have a feeling that conversation is going to tell me. It's just like funny. Like Like, if if you truly meant that, then like you should have done. But I don't. I think he. Yeah, I think it was definitely more sarcastic. He already knew, but like, yeah, he knows what he feels. But I think what this did for him though was it gave him that extra confidence he needed to like declare it. So (laughs) I think like he knew it, but there's a difference in knowing it and having it tested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what this was for him. And it wasn't necessarily something he needed to happen, but it was like a bonus, like something that bolstered him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think he would have sought it out if she hadn't have called the firehouse. I think he probably would have just, I, you know, I don't know if he would have done what he does next or like at the end of the episode, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like he probably would have found his way there without this. But I think this just gave him like, yeah. more confidence to do it and to do it quickly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. then Casey goes to 66 because they're trying to find Stella a house. And basically the way that he hypes up Stella, it kind of, like he starts off talking about Stella, but you can tell by the end of it, he's talking about Brett. The yeah. music change, the, the music, music change, change halfway mm-hmm. through. Their theme it, like, started playing. It, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's the music change. Otherwise, I wouldn't have really said that. Yeah. Oh, he thinks about you know Brett as she's like saying this, but the music change. It's yeah. mm-hmm. it's key there. It's key. Well, anytime their theme shows up, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder though if that was like I'm, now I'm curious like I wonder if that was written into the episode to have the music do like that or if that was like the editor being like oh you know what the music the Bretzy music might be nice here like it's <laughs> totally accidental and we're all just putting meaning behind it that's not there but you just <laughs> throw it in at random moments now be like oh, oh that's look, they're on a call music. no that's that's not <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> or like play a game with us and like over on PD just blurt it in like was that the Bretzy music like <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, did I hear that? Yeah. That'd be hysterical for like the Bretzy music to end up on like PD or Met or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all Bretzy shippers. Where are they? <laughs> yeah. That'd be really funny. Yeah, yeah. So then at the end of the episode uh, at Molly's, she she's leaving and Casey makes the decision to finally go after her about fucking time is all I have yeah. to say to that. Okay, I think play we're going to play we're going to play the unedited version, right? Oh, like the the extended one? I think we should. Okay, we can do that. I think we should. I think we should. After the ceremony, Gabby and I had a great conversation. I'm happy for you, Matt. I really am. No, 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 that's not what I meant. Conversation was great because it just made clear what I already knew. Gabby and I will always care about each other. There's too much history not to, but I'm not in love with her. I haven't been in in a long time. Gabby, it's my past. And you, you're my now. I can't tell you how to feel, but I, I think there's a reason that no matter how hard you and I have tried to make it work with other people, we can't. I'm in love with you, Sylvie. Nobody else. And even if that doesn't change anything for you, I needed you to know it. Yeah. Uh. Art. So, okay. First, I do want to talk about, I actually like the aired version better than the 
than the um, version that came from like the screener. Mm-hmm. I I personally just feel sort of strange about the you're my now language. I don't really like I that it. too much. Um, like, I mean, I get what they mean, but to me, like, it sort of sounds temporary. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really, you know, that's me being a writer though. That's not like, I don't think Casey means that it's temporary, but just to me, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I can um, see that. I think for me, especially, and I guess Gina too, because like, obviously I watched the screener first. Like I, that was the version I saw. Yeah, I, I also don't have Jesse's face in front of me saying it. Right. So that's part of like, it. Like, and obviously in the emotions, obviously, cause then Stellaride proposal. And then you go straight into this. And like, mm. I, I was literally, I sent Gina hadn't watched it yet. And I literally sent her a picture. I was like full on sobbing. I was like, Gina, <laughs> I need you to watch this. Hurry <laughs> up. Cause like, so, I can't handle this. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, during the part where it's like there when he talks about there's a reason that like they couldn't mm-hmm. make it work with other people. I need you to tell me what was the body language. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's like he's like I he's like you know he says he's like you know I think there's a reason no matter how hard you and I have made he's like doing his thing with his it's hands. He's like yeah. yeah, it's like the okay. same thing. It's, the same. it's more of the okay. Same. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that part. That part makes sense to me, but like I, I just don't like the now part. I, I just can't. I don't know. Maybe if I were seeing Jesse's face. I mean, maybe that's why they cut it. Yeah, I I just didn't like it. I think it also just like they do clearly little things like that. I feel like every now and then for like time, like I wonder something about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I mean, it definitely would have made it a few seconds longer, but yeah, I I just the now part, I I don't hate it, but I don't Mm -hmm. love it. I think I had no idea that they were going to cut that scene down. So like the minute we saw the abridged version, we were like, oh my goodness, we've got an episode going up in about a minute that has a different version. (laughs) I figured that was probably, we were like, whoops, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I kind of like imagining the rest of what he says there, because if I imagine it myself, I can, I can have him put in the word future, Uh which feels better to me. Yeah. Uh But uh, yeah. And there's not that there's anything wrong with him saying you're my now. It's just for me personally, I, Uh feels a little temporary mm-hmm. um but i i like all of this scene i mean how can i not? i just love that he found his words me yeah. too that's the big thing like mm-hmm. he saw her leaving mm-hmm. and he was like no i gotta do this now and my favorite part and i'm going to talk about this because i sent you guys the gifts of this earlier is that you can draw a parallel to this and harrison back in season three um because he ends this with saying like i if even if this doesn't change anything for you i needed you to know it um and it's this implication that like, there's no ultimatum. It's not like she has to choose him or mm-hmm. she gets nothing. It's like, I'm going to be here no matter what, but I just needed you to know that this is how I feel. Yeah. As opposed to when she started on the show back in season three with the guy she was running away from, when she breaks up with him, the last thing he says to her is you walk out that door and I'm never coming back. Like she went from that to unconditional like i'm in love with you it doesn't matter what you do i'm just going to uh-huh. be in love with you and uh-huh. that's how it is she went from one opposite to the uh, i'm just it just blows my mind and i'm just so happy for her because that's what she deserves harrison was a jackass and i'm just like the upgrade is i approve i approve of the upgrade uh-huh. Let's just blow up Yes. And I mean, I also want to commend the lighting department because I loved Silly being bathed in what kind of oh, looked like a pink light of some yes. sort. And the, the pink jacket on and top it was of just, that. It was just... like perfect for that scene just because it's they were outside. So one would not expect any sort of lighting like that. And, and it, just, it 
like yeah. made her like glowing and I loved it it, dearly, it so. did for sure and then Matt's like little proud little grin I, I was literally about to say I think that's my favorite part of the entire I mean one of my favorite obviously I love like literally every oh, single thing about this but because like he yeah he's so he like he yeah it's yeah, yeah it's, no I mean he know he found his words and he knows that it was the right move and he's like at peace confident like, like okay I did the takes, right thing it takes her another week it takes her week even though he yeah. obviously couldn't even take 24 hours but like whatever <laughs> he was so impatient poor guy yeah 48 hours but yeah he was like if it takes week it takes week but like I did the right you know mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so good yeah so love good. it love it it's like I, I've been you know, that was one of those things that we were building up to where it's like, Matt, find your words, Matt, find your words. Like the whole season was like, Matt, words, words. (laughs) So then when you get this moment where like, there they are, he didn't just find one word. He found like all of them, all the words. And you're like, oh, okay. This makes it worth it. I'm I'm cool now. I'm cool that you saved up the words and now you've just like spewed all of the words. I'm good. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Yes. So Sarah B sent us a message and she just said that, you know, this is her favorite Bretzy moment. Um, you know, it took two years from when Casey first gave her hard eyes in 719 to fully articulate what he was feeling, but it was well worth the wait. Cause in the end, Casey didn't need a nudge from his best friend or a phone call from his ex-wife to know what was literally standing right in front of him and what he was about to lose. I love that. Yeah. Um, he had to do some soul searching. Thank you. Dead uncle. We never heard of for opening your nephew's eyes (laughs) and realizing that having Brett as his friend was not enough. And what made the confession that much more sweeter is that Casey left the ball in Sylvie's court. I love stories rooted in Brett and Casey being there for one another and putting each other's needs first. And the fact that Casey confessed his love while also telling Brett that even if it didn't change anything for her, he just wanted her uh-huh. to know is swoonworthy to me. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. me too. All of it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a message from someone on Twitter named Bretzy Daly, and they said, um, if I had to choose one scene and one scene only, it would be when Matt Casey finally put his big boy pants on and declared <laughs> his undying love to the one and only Sylvie Brett, making clear to her that she's the only one he loves and wants while um, – his ex-wife well belongs in the past. In that moment, not only Bretzy becoming canon got confirmed, but it also made it clear who Matt Casey is in love with once and for all. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which so. is all Sylvie wanted. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah. She just wanted yeah. to know that she, yeah. 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 She didn't want to be we... second choice and that was it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with you. No one else. There no you go. Else. Yep. And then we also got a voice memo from Alexis. So we'll go ahead and play that now. Another one of my favorite Bretzy moments definitely has to be in 9.15, the penultimate episode, when Matt stops Sylvie outside of Molly's and confesses that he is in love with her. Ah, that moment, I love that moment so much. And when he says, Gabby is my past, and you are my now. And when he says... I am in love with you, Sylvie. That moment was one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm just so glad he finally put it out there in the open. Mm-hmm. Finally. I know, such a long time coming for that. Took one. you long yeah. enough. Okay, but no, what's even longer coming, guys, <laughs> is the finale of 916 because, oh man. We got way more than I thought. So good. We were Me ever. too. So much. <laughs> I remember. 
I remember like literally right before this aired, Logan, I was, I was messing with Logan and I was like, we'll just be, like, we'll just be fine. We just want them to tell them they're in love with each other. Like, that's all we want. And then it was like so much more. more. What fanfic dreams are made of. But actually, cue the Hillary Duff. Like, let's go. (laughs) Um, So the episode opens, obviously, again, we come back finally to the watch. It's been like six episodes. We finally come back to it. And he's just, like, staring at it, and he still doesn't really know what to do with it, but, like, he's, like, I think this is going to be a sign that, like, I should start living. Um, he also tells Severide that, like, he's told Brett how he feels, but hasn't heard anything back from her yet, and Severide's just like, okay, keep calm, like, it'll be fine. Like, his, his be face, fine. when he says that, he's so proud of himself. I'm like, I'm proud of you too, baby. <laughs> yeah. So proud. Like, it was so great. Oh my gosh. And then, so Casey walks into shift and notices that, of course, Brett's not there yet, obviously. And like, even at the briefing where Stellaride announces their engagement, like she walks in late and like the first thing he does is like spots her and like yep. tries uh-huh. to talk to uh-huh. her. But then of course the bells go bells. off. Those damn bells. Those, bells. those damn bells. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then they go out in this call and they get called to a scene where a seagull hits a motorcycle <laughs> and like, <laughs> anyway, so whatever. Obviously, the motorcycle is in pretty bad shape. Our motorcycle list is in pretty bad shape. And the motorcycle. And the motorcycle. <laughs> but, um, and so Brett's like really flustered at first because like Casey is like kneeling next to her, which kind of yeah. felt like a little weird. But like yeah. Casey, uh, of course, like gets her mind back on track and so like, you know, Brett like forget everything else like focus like you know you got this and after this he knows you know she's like you know fine or whatever but like he knows too that like she's clearly been avoiding him like because she cannot get away fast enough to like get in yeah. that ambo and like get him to med I, like the avoiding him thing I get okay but the like being flustered on the call I was like she's been so focused through so many other things is Casey yeah. being next to her really going to be the thing that like messes yeah. with her I didn't totally buy that, but I mean, it is what it is. It's after the love confession. I mean, is it a hundred percent believable? No, but you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, what it is. It's a minor thing in the grand scheme Mm -hmm. of things. It just establishes that the rest of this episode is so perfect that like, yeah, I'll let it it go. You know, like it's whatever. Um, so obviously Casey's back in his office and he's just like, literally like twiddling his thumbs, like waiting for her to get back so Mm -hmm. they can talk. Um, but meanwhile, Brett is again running from it and trying to uh-huh. avoid him. And she is overstocking the ambo supplies because, uh, again, she wants to avoid going back to the house. Uh-huh. But like Violet has her figured out and gives her this like little pep talk that I love oh, about how like her parents and, you know, her parents being good, or whatever. And like, obviously, she's like, you know, now I haven't spent a ton of time at 51, but I can tell you this like, you and Casey, you're both good. And she's like, that's it that's all I got like mm-hmm. I, I I love that little speech yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's so true like it's completely accurate they are both yeah. good people like in every sense of the word good right that is Brett and Casey mm-hmm. yeah yeah but then Brett and Casey finally face each other in the hall and like literally they're about to say like one word one word and then those damn bells go off (gasps) they really used those bells a lot this season didn't they a lot literally everything if it's not cap interrupting you it's the bells it's cap and the bells yeah i know seriously in season 10 i'm gonna have ptsd just thinking (laughs) i'm gonna get twitchy no one have any conversations during the bell no 
I'm just going to get to the point where like, they're going to go off and I'm just going to point at the TV and be like, no, no, not right now. Yeah. 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 Um, My poor dog is like on the bed. Thankfully he doesn't, he's out cold. I was going to say, he's probably worried I'm talking to him, but he's he's sleeping. Um, So then of course this call is for Brett and Violet to go to the creepy house with a hundred dolls. And it like, it's a little weird. Not going to lie. It's a little weird. Um, and the fact that like that's kind of what like clicks to Brett like about you know really kind of finally doing something about Casey is kind of also a little weird but um you know the wife goes on basically about how her husband is the perfect person for her and you know she's like I mean you know when you know when you know when you know you know right so then so then (laughs) we get back and everyone's asleep you know it's nighttime now everyone's asleep but Casey just keeps pacing in his office so he decides to go outside where Brett comes out to join him and yeah we just have to play the whole thing we belong together we do we're right for each other we are when you know you know you do I'm in love with it's perfect Art, I tell you it's perfect. amazing uh it's like straight up fanfic I mean like completely uh well first of all I love the image of Casey like pacing in his office like he just can't mm-hmm. he can't take it <laughs> like and I, I I love it it's he would not have slept at all if this mm-hmm. hadn't happened mm-hmm. um and then also though I find it weird that Brett was asleep <laughs> just a little bit but that's okay <laughs> um but no like when she like appears out of nowhere and he turns so fast I was like oh it's happening Mm -hmm. this is happening Mm -hmm. right now it's happening oh my gosh and it was so it's just beautiful it's just it's Um, beautiful yeah and then as always Jesse's expressions like Mm -hmm. at every moment were perfect Mm -hmm. like you can see everything like the process how he's processing it all of it Mm -hmm. is like right there on his face and I love she barely even finishes I'm in love with you before he's like there Mm -hmm. oh my gosh no and I've joked with Logan and I'm I'm dead serious about this if I'm lucky enough to get married someday the their little moment of like we blow like that whole spiel had better be in my wedding vows like (laughs) I'm dead serious I'm dead serious I love that. So I much. love that too. That's so great. It's, oh. I mean, yeah, it's pretty perfect. Like mm-hmm. that's the most, okay. And I, I said this on Twitter right after it happened. I was like, that is the most end game love confession I've yeah. ever heard. Cause it's everything that you ever say to someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. It's like, we belong together. We're mm-hmm. right for each other. When you know, you know, and Casey mm-hmm. is not just listening to it. He's confirming it mm-hmm. at every mm-hmm. point. So like, I, I was just, it's perfect because it's it, there in my opinion that's that's an end game ship right there yeah that's not the kind of thing you casually say to somebody no. that you're like mm-hmm. dating no that's no. what you say to somebody mm-hmm. when like you know it's it yeah. that's it when that's you know, you know. the person you're gonna be with yeah from here on out nobody else like yep. that's it mm-hmm. um yeah uh, it's more than i expected so no, yeah. Which, well and then yes. you get that and it's like okay that's great. Like, I'm very happy right now. That's yeah. already more than I thought we awesome. would do. Yeah. Um, but before we get into what the last part, um, <laughs> listener, of course, listeners had some thoughts. Um, 
I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Rikerd is that how Rikerd um, G um, said that we belong to the scene might be my favorite TV love confession of all time. I've mm-hmm. rewatched it more times than I can count. Mm-hmm. Me too. Same. And I'm Same. helping him out. Damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A yeah. Lot. <laughs> I think I probably watched it like, I don't even know. Like, I watch it every time it comes up on my Twitter feed and well, it comes up on my like, Twitter feed a lot. The first like week after it happened, it probably oh, like, like on oh, loop. It was five, nonstop. Yeah, like nonstop. And then when I'm mean, not when I wasn't watching the video, I was staring at the gifts. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um and then Alexis had something to say in a voice memo too. So we'll just play that real quick too. One of my favorite Betsy moments is actually two moments, both in nine sixteen. It starts off with Sophie finally admitting to Matt that she is in love with him. And their back and forth was just, like, so amazing. And then that kiss. Oh, my God. That kiss. But that wasn't it. Then we had the love scene. The most steamiest, hottest love scene in any one Chicago episode. Oh my god, that episode sealed the deal for Bretzy and it was just like my favorite, favorite moment of all time. It was just so sexy, so steamy, so incredibly amazing and I cried. Happy tears. It was just like such an amazing moment definitely definitely one of my favorites okay guys so yeah we thought this was we thought this was great that was it i thought that was it Uh that was it Uh perfect so then everyone else is all at you know at molly's later on whatever and they're like where's casey you know stella says you know like have you seen casey tonight and several like no i haven't and she's like hmm brett's not here either and then (laughs) We get sexy time at Brett's place. It's so much more than sexy time. I know. Like there's slow there's dancing so in her living room. I, the face there, presses, like everything. I, just yes, it's so soft. Like it's just all soft uh-huh. the entire time. And like there's some domestic moments with like her taking off her earrings and mm-hmm. her shoes, and like it's uh-huh. everything. And it's like not chopped it's like edited together it's so beautiful it's yeah it's gorgeous and it's i feel like it's important to notice it's obviously not set to bretzy music but it's set to an actual like song with which is very rare for fire because it's expensive to like get the rights for actual music it fits so well so i'm so glad the fact they actually like did that for that scene like it worked because i don't think they've ever done that for like a Mm -hmm. i mean for like a couple i don't think Uh they've have they even ever if they've done it on the show it's very rare but like definitely not for like a ship you know uh like that it was so different from like anything that we'd seen on it i think if i remember right the director we had was it was a woman woman. director and it was her first or second time like directing it and i just first I think it was her first and so to get that kind of scene out of her like first episode she's directed it still blows my mind of like yeah I, yeah. I don't know how she did that I don't know how I mean she did and it. and um I the fact that it was a woman director to me uh-huh. is very obvious because you don't have a lot of that like male gaze situation happening it is it's very romantic and emotional 
Well, and like so. the one time you would say, like, even like when Matt, it like everything is just so loving. Like, yeah. it's uh-huh. not like a, I mean, it is in some ways like a, oh, I want you, but like it's in a very loving way. Yeah. Like, oh, it's shit. soft. Like, it's, it's finally, it's soft. well, yeah. and it, was, it was that it was a culmination. It wasn't just like wham, bam, thank you. Right. Bam, right. They didn't get right to the sex. That's what I'm saying. There was yeah. like slow dancing. Yeah. And like, it's just honestly, like, the slow dancing is what killed me the most. Like, mm-hmm. every, me I'm too. Like, mm-hmm. That's, Again, an in-game ship thing. Just dancing it's, in the living room together alone. It's it was beautiful. so romantic. Yeah. Oh, I mean that, but also what then also killed me was like Matt's kind of like stalking to Sylvie's bedroom oh. a little bit. Yeah, it's with the wine oh. in the hand. Yeah, so yes. Good. Yeah, I'm getting tingles. And his hand and his he had a hand. Okay, look, this is I loved the gift where it, like it shows that his hand he's got one hand in his pocket and the other is holding the wine mm-hmm. and he's just like mm-hmm. sauntering into the room and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this mm-hmm. is like so sexy. I don't even know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like I sent the gif of it in the group chat earlier. There's like the moment where like she starts mm-hmm. to back up to the bedroom and like the look on his face because. Mm-hmm. At that point, you can tell he didn't go over there expecting something to happen, uh-huh. but he's glad that it is happening, you know? And so it's like this look of like sh- slight shock, like uh-huh. awe, uh-huh. and just also just love. Like it's uh-huh. full, like love, warmth, all of that. But it's just this uh-huh. like very subtle look that uh-huh. is hard to describe unless you're looking at the gif. It's just uh-huh. beautiful. I think it's my uh-huh. favorite expression from that whole scene. Uh-huh. I, I just, I love, but you know what, honestly though? So when Derek came on our podcast, like right before this, yeah, he said in the finale, there was going to be scenes that I watched like a hundred times. Cause I say that a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether I'm more embarrassed or proud of the fact that Derek knew that this was probably going to be one of those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know whether I'm like more embarrassed about it or more proud. And I think <laughs> I'm a little bit of both. And I think I'm, like, we're, half proud. And half. we're proud. I would lean more toward proud. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say the fact that like he knew that like this was gonna Mm -hmm. probably be one of those scenes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. Derek, I see you. I got Mm -hmm. you. I got you. (laughs) So like, Brettsy's gonna be totally happy and nothing crazy's gonna happen. Yeah, I was just gonna say we should like end real, you know, end with like what we think's like season 10. I mean, I think, Mm. I hope this is our Stellaroid season eight. Yeah, I hope how, this is that's what I want to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like maybe they have like a slight argument every now and then, you know, whatever. Well, but like for the most part, like just happy. Yeah, like, in season, I, I mean, in season eight, Stellaride had Seeger. That was sort of like a. a but even bump. then, that like was a like small. Bear. It wasn't, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like if it's like you got one of thing. those, fine. Yeah, cool. yeah. Like I, that's what I'm saying. I'm cool with that. Like give uh-huh. me just like a minor bump. I'm I'm good. No, like a barely a blip. They've been through so much crap otherwise in their life. Like they deserve just to ha- be in that relationship yeah. that is endgame. And, you know, they go through those couple stuff that you yeah. go through like up and down. Or, but- I mean, the other thing that I would, I would hope hmm, if there's going to be drama, this is what I would hope that it's like individual drama that they deal with together. I can handle that. I, that's, yeah. I mean, because that, that is like, basically Stellarite season eight. Yeah. Is, you know. That's, that's what, mm-hmm. that's my hope. Like I know there's going to be angst and drama there always is uh-huh. Chicago fire but I want it to be things that like they take on as a like the Darden boys the Darden boys <laughs> yep I'm not I'm not mentally ready I'm not I'm so excited I'm not I'm not I'm gonna cry like for I'm the first at least three episodes possibly <laughs> more than that I don't know but it's, be real it's I'm gonna, gonna cry happen. like every episode it's true it's true oh my and gosh I just my brain even though I know it's 
it, it makes sense that they grow up. I don't, I, my brain can't <laughs> comprehend that they're older. And so if, to actually get to see a, one of the Darden boys, and if, I don't know if both yeah. are going to end up showing up, but it's just like, I, I mean, yeah. my jaw's going to drop and I don't think it's going to pick up for the entire I'm, episode. I'm just so, I'm excited to see like how Matt and Severide handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, because that was in season one, that was such a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it nearly like and Andy dying just nearly destroyed them and their yeah. friendship. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, now that they've grown so much and they're so much closer, um, it's going to be I, so good. Yeah. I, I was just want to, I'm just, I want to see it so bad. Um, and then yeah. I also want to see how they address it with like their significant others, like not just Bretzy, but Stella, right? Like, yeah. I, I want to see both sides of it. I want to see these men dealing with some of the trauma with the women in their lives. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are, these women are the loves of their lives. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just once again, I know I've mentioned it. Like I need some, uh, Bretzy and Stella ride double date. Like I, yes. just, I, I just, I need it. Come At on, least like, a morning in the loft together. Like or that. I'm happen? fine with that. Please. Like, but we need to have one of those before Casey moves out. Exactly. Like, like, yes needs to happen we gotta yeah. have it before the wedding like just mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. he moves out and they're there alone let me have it i just need like a slightly mm-hmm. awkward <laughs> morning with all four of them at the mm-hmm. very least mm-hmm. um yeah. but i want like also all the domestic m- domestic breathsy moments can mm-hmm. i have like all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. let me have it i don't care mm-hmm. just give it to me <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah um also dream would be Christy coming back and actually like meeting Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. No, but like, that's like a dream. Like I would love to see those like Christy and Sylvie in a scene together. Like mm-hmm. been spoiled by fan fiction. So I think it'll have to just live in fan fiction. For the I know. Being, Hopefully. But- okay. The other, the thing that I definitely hope does not live in fan fiction is silver eyed friendship. Like if I have to pick <laughs> one thing, that like put it on my screen it's silver eyed friendship like mm-hmm. just please <laughs> i'm begging you <laughs> but yeah i mean i have i don't know nothing major that i'm like very specifically wanting mm-hmm. mostly just like couple stuff let me see them as a couple mm-hmm. yeah like working through stuff together happy you know, splitting time at each other's places I don't know, maybe a cute moment between like yeah. Brett and Casey and then Gallo, like him. It's, I just, I don't Their son. Yeah. Their son. <laughs> I'm determined that that's how it's going to be. Um, but the, what I, uh, I just had something that I was thinking of and I can't remember it now. Dang. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly just them being a team. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's regardless, I think season 10, it's going to be. I, I think it's gonna be really good for like yeah. everybody. I, I think yeah. season mm-hmm. 10 is gonna be mm-hmm. like eight and nine, and not just because of the Bretzy stuff, but like I think eight and nine have been some of my favorite seasons by far. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from everything so like Gala Ritter Violet, the Mouch, mm-hmm. the Hermit, like literally, I think everything. Mm-hmm. I think I've really enjoyed these seasons, and I think yeah. season 10 is just gonna like build on that. Mm-hmm. And I think season I think so 10 too. is gonna be excellent. I, mm-hmm. I've liked these seasons because they're they felt very balanced to me. Like I felt like everybody got a moment to mm-hmm. shine at various points during the season and it wasn't mm-hmm. so heavy focused on like one plot one character one ship right like you obviously had like the major stuff going on like you know but what you know Bretzy Severide you know whatever like all those kind of storylines yeah. but like the fact that like Mouch got so much love in the past season and like yes. then the millennials had their millennial stuff and you know yes. it's just 
it, it all worked and I just mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited about season 10 like I'm really mm-hmm. really excited me too I mm-hmm. I mean the show's been in a good place for a while now writing wise and like uh, there hasn't been much that I've just absolutely I don't think there's been anything that I've like, absolutely not enjoyed yeah. so I don't expect that to change you know I just I don't uh, especially yeah. not going into the season that has their 200th episode yeah yes. it's, gonna be, um, it's gonna be so good yeah mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh man, I've been like obsessed with filming just because I know we're leading up to like that 200th episode. And I'm like, I got to know stuff. I got, I got to know. (laughs) Yeah. We're really, it's going to be really good. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh Um, So good things. That's what we're, we're predicting. Positive Positive vibes. Positive yeah. vibes only. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much that's so. That they owe us. They owe us that after season nine. <laughs> and that's like the perfect place to wrap on too. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Yay. Yeah. Okay. You guys, we did it. Yeah. We took that five hour mark and just like shattered it. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Surprise. I'm sorry. Logan and I. So it's it's honestly it's, we're not. It's, we're doomed to always yeah. be long winded. I don't no, know. No, all good. <laughs> we literally took like we we were able to talk about Bretzy for the length of two one Chicago Wednesdays. Like <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you put it that way. Wow, love it, love it. So. <laughs> No uh, shame. No shame. No shame <laughs> at all. No None. shame at all. No regrets. We're good. None. <laughs> nope. Okay. So Kim and Logan, where can we find you on social media? Um, so I am a, a little extra that way, L-I-L extra that way on Twitter. Um, and then we're both under uh ladies at Molly's, uh-huh. not ladies night. <laughs> ladies at Molly's is <laughs> ladies night was too long on Twitter. <laughs> And on Instagram, we are ladies night at Molly's. Uh Um, So those two places for the pod, a little extra that way for me on uh, Twitter Um, and Tumblr. If you want to follow me on Tumblr, not that anybody uses that anymore. (laughs) Um, And I think that's probably about it for me. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, I pretty much in most places, the other Kim K. So (laughs) there's some space, there's some underscores and on I think Twitter, not on Instagram. And then if Tumblr as well, it's that I decided to diversify myself a little bit and it's believe the unimaginable with a lot of hyphens in there. So if you can find me, great. If you can't, no worries. <laughs> guess, just guess on the hyphens. <laughs> yeah, um, and then the other thing I, I am on, since we talked about it, um, on AO3, my pin oh. name is Angel Wings. Um, that's two L's, A-N-G-E-L-L, Wings. Um, so if you want to check out the fanfic, that's where you find it. Logan's yes. fic is so good. It's so, oh, good. so good. Thank you. So good. Thank I you. think we're going to have to do another fan fiction episode, Bryna. We really have to, because I've mm-hmm. got a lot to, uh, there's man, a lot we could I can talk about fanfic forever. Like, oh, I, I love it. Those are my people, man. Yeah. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've been in fanfic, like writing fanfic since I was 12. So like, it's 21 years going on mm-hmm. of like <laughs> me being involved in fanfic. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my space, my safe mm-hmm. space. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. So I love it. Well, cool. Um, you guys know where to find us: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Like, I like that we're acting like you guys have actually made it to the end of this episode in one sitting. But like, you guys are still <laughs> listening and you're not like no. sleeping. Uh, yeah. But it's me to Molly's right across the board. Uh, you know, pretty much everywhere in social media. We are on T Public. Please go check that out. There's like always a sale on T Public. Always. I'm wearing a T Public shirt right now. Yeah, oh as my. is Brenna. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
my my wardrobe is slowly becoming tea public shirts and leggings like <laughs> that's what I'm wearing right now <laughs> that's the point I've gotten to now is like I mean after the Olympics I was like I kind of need a new, new like team USA gymnastics shirt and my first thought was like let's see what's on tea public shirt like first before we <laughs> look at go somewhere else and, yeah all the NBC money <laughs> yeah yeah and so like I got that and then I got it I got a Loki shirt on tea public hey, nice um, yeah got a like so yeah that's check out our tea public store we've got fun mm-hmm. stuff and I like can't keep my restless brain still so I'm like always designing stuff because always I'm cool with it yeah, just... <laughs> I'm always buying stuff so that works out <laughs> so like like a true story I'm actually working on one of the firehouse right now and that has been the most relaxing one to work on just oh, because really? like the, the just like the coloring is just easy it's just it's been very calming so oh, like wow. keeps my brain quiet yeah um, yeah, so that's awesome. Check out our Patreon page, especially if you want to join us for Patreon Happy Hour, which I really hope you do. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's probably going to be just as long, if not longer than this. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. Yeah, follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. Um, I have no idea what we're doing next week. Are we the- I have an idea, but we haven't officially said it yet, <laughs> so we won't say it yet. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, in the meantime, congratulations, you've made it this long um <laughs> go to sleep or like go eat something or like mm-hmm. go stretch i don't know yeah. um yeah and so everybody have a good weekend and take mm-hmm. care and we'll see you next week bye